Yeah, because he was and, a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah, and it's starting to that they're making what are they called? They're like electric. So it sits on the front of me, and it and it's a uh, plastic and electric motors, electric brushless motors. So when I'm in the wingsuit and I'm, okay. I'm actually traveling, I can go back up. It's not all dropping anymore. And have they? Do they have solar panels like on your back? Because I mean, you could you could basically it's, fly forever or something. It's all light bulb battery right now, but you could probably okay. integrate. You know what I mean? Can you imagine though? You'd be like the espionage freaking squirrel suit guy. Like you could basically just fly out. You'd have to jump off something, but then you just fly around like as long as you wanted to. How cool would that be? You'd be we're like a drone. You'd be on, like a human drone. We're still waiting on that uh, government shipment of clones. You know what I mean? They still haven't right. brought it over. Right. Well, you're going to have to go and get them. Dude, I'm loving this idea, though. Like, we're going to have to work on this. Uh, West Engine is coming in. Maybe he has a, a solar panel supplier. Uh, we're going to need to basically get your squirrel suit or one of these squirrel suits rigged up. Dude, what do you think about this idea? Well, I, I like the idea. West Engine, perfect timing. We're basically talking about Smash is looking into a new squirrel suit, right? And, and you know, he's, he's the old one was great. We've, we've spent some pretty good, you know, show money, basically, the whole show budget to upgrade it, right? Uh, he said it's got like, the new one he's looking at basically now apparently has like uh, propellers and shit. Tell him a little bit more about it. I was thinking, long story short, West Engine, we could combine everything he said with some solar panels on the top of the squirrel suit, and then he could basically fly forever. So like that this. sounds awesome. That is incredible, Smash. You see what I'm talking about? You yeah. Know, so you it, fly under the radar into so many spots. Like this is- I don't want to color it yellow if we want to be under the radar. That's true. But I think that's the prototype. I think a nice light sky blue, so you blend in on the right. escape. Right. Or gray. What's the underside of a bald eagle? Go ahead, Dean. Sorry, I was, I was just saying, I've seen this video game on Instagram, and it's like some kind of same kind of technology with squirrel suits. I think it's like... I think it's always uh, smashed. I think we're live. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're oh. talking about the Christmas season. Uh, D, I don't know. You're getting Mrs. D a squirrel suit or a, a drone. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about getting another drone. I'm thinking about getting a bigger drone. That's obviously what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. I have no yes, idea what you guys are talking about. We're certainly not talking about investing yeah. with uh, squirrel suits. That's just stupid. Whatever whatever you just said, I, you should be ashamed of how dumb that was. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're confused. We're super. But you know what? Now we're not confused anymore. It's a weed show. Welcome, everybody. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the show. Welcome, uh, Robert Benjula. Cheers, buddy. Uh, who, let's see here. Let's let me switch to live chat so I know who is the uh, official first of the first. It's Elite XX Elite. I think that's not the first time that you're first, man. You're you're uh, quick on the trigger. Uh, excellent, uh, excellent timing. Well done. First in the freaking chat, ladies and gentlemen. Switch your chat to live chat if you don't want it to be uh, filtered. What's the story? I think there's a couple things in top chat, like the live chat. Uh, uh, the, the, the comments come in in the order that they were received instead of being filtered out, as well as uh, smashed. What is it? The top chat is only subscribers only, or is it the other way around? That was Juber was saying that you can only see people you're subscribed to or something weird like that. That was the first time that I'd heard it, honestly. But you know they change that stuff all the time. So anyway, we honestly prefer uh, live chat. You guys can frankly Google uh, fil- use the chat filters the comments to. during Pardon? top chat. That's it. Yeah, they really do. They've even if you want to know how ridiculous it is, they'll filter my own comments. So like YouTube will filter my own comments on the channel. And the other day it wasn't even like a swear word or something. I can't remember what I was talking about. And it blacked out my uh, comment. And I was like, how is YouTube filtering that? Like, I don't even remember what it was. It was so inane. But anyway, they filtered it out. Ladies and gentlemen, switch to live chat so that YouTube doesn't control your freaking uh, 
uh, word thought things. Uh, cheers, Midwest. Cheers, T Ben. Cheers, Bingo Lombardi. Long time no see, Bingo. What's going on, man? Uh, Supreme Grape already in the house. Cheers, buddy. Uh, Trey Malone. Welcome, everybody. Uh, folks, if you guys would like to listen to the the podcast uh, that we have, basically, I turn this show into a podcast a couple times a week. Just uploaded one uh, day before yesterday or yesterday. I can't remember honestly. Sometimes it takes forever to upload the ones. And in fact, the last one that I uploaded was like eight hours long. That was one of those eight hour shows we had. We used to have such long shows, right? We haven't had those long shows for a while. Anyway, it took forever ever to upload as you can imagine uh so i think it, it took like a day and a half to upload i want to say anyway it was just asinine really but anyway ladies and gentlemen go listen to it it's uh, basically like a whole work day that you can listen to like i don't know where you're we used to joke like uh, people could i don't know practice uh, basket weaving or i don't even remember uh, uh quiet assassination or something i don't even know maybe they're a sniper Something like that. That's kind of weird. Would you be a sniper and listen to like weed podcasts? Maybe. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm typecasting. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever you do for a profession or anything else, or even a hobby, listen to the podcast. You'll enjoy it. And uh, thank you, by the way, to folks who are listening in. D, we've been forgetting to thank everybody from all over the place. Uh, we're officially intercontinental for a few weeks now. Like uh, uh, basically every single podcast, like everyone's listening from pretty much everywhere. So thank you very much, folks. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, Tell your friends, honestly, uh, I've said this before, YouTube has pretty much demonetized all the cannabis content, at least all of it that I know of. So uh, there's really no way for the uh, normal cannabis uh, uh, content providers to kind of uh, move forward normally like YouTube. How do I say this? Uh, YouTube is not going to boost them. You know what I mean? So the only real way to boost uh, the favorite content that you like is essentially through word of mouth. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your fellow smokers or tokers, whatever else to say, hey, you know, I know this really cool show that uh, blah, 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 blah. By the way, also, uh, if you guys could uh, leave a positive review, uh, that would be awesome. I'm not going to force you to leave a review, a review that you feel is honest. But if you like the the, the show, it would be really helpful to leave a, a positive review on uh, iTunes, wherever else, Pandora. I can't even remember. I think Audible does podcast uh, reviews. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to it and you enjoy it, I would really appreciate it. Could uh, uh, leave a positive review that would be very helpful. Uh, not to mention, if you guys listen and are not for some reason subscribed, it actually does, believe it or not, help if you uh, subscribe. So, frankly, folks, if you are, if you always regularly listen and for whatever reason, I, I know how that goes. Like in the past, I haven't been subscribed for, to stuff, but for some reason, maybe because it like always shows up in my homepage or something, I just, ah, I just see it anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, it does actually help when you subscribe. So, uh, please do. Let me think. Uh, folks, uh, I have finally figured out. out we got to kick the kids out. I totally forgot. Holy cow. I'm getting all freaking uh, distracted. Who wants to do it? West Engine, the master himself, or who wants to do it? Uh, boys and girls, gather around. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, you know, you just tell them to get out, man. I don't have a story. You know, a rhyme when you need it's a simple. poem. Uh, it's simple, man. It's just simple. get out. You can't stop here, man. If you're under the age of 21, get out. It works. It's Ladies and gentlemen, it's efficient. Out. Boys and girls, if you are uh, still hanging out here and you didn't understand West, because I don't know, perhaps maybe they're from Chile or maybe they're from uh, France and they, they themselves have an accented version of English. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm now going to tell you clearly, boys and girls, get the fuck out. This is not the show for you. West Engine, when they're 21 and over, they can come back, right? Come back, man. Come back. Totally, yeah, man. totally welcome. If they're 20 and a half, you got to wait six months. Come back in six yeah, months. Man. We'll be super welcoming. We'll be like. Oh my God, they waited and da, 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 da. we'll throw a party for you. We'll try anyway. If you tell us ahead of time, we'll totally celebration. In fact, if someone tells us that they're, they're going to have turned 21, because we don't want to have someone turn 21 on the show because then they would be 20 when they join the that show. Would, yeah, but no. uh, that would be weird. But if they have already turned 21, we're totally going to throw some confetti for you, whatever else. Let us know. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Smash will go over there and he'll play like the, the what, accordion? What are you going to play Smash? Uh, harpsichord? What are you going to play? Harmonica, that's all about, about all you can fly cool. with the schools yeah. in a yeah. squirrel suit, right? Like, 
No, we got that would be epic on all the air blowing through there. Or a bagpiping squirrel suitor. Can you imagine how eerie that would be if all like over your head you heard like Scottish songs and you didn't even know where they were coming from? There's no engine sound. And also, you would ask your bagpipes, like, what the fuck? Dueling bagpipes. Body of Scotland. Imagine, yeah, imagine like taking a fat dab and just hearing fucking bagpipes out of nowhere. That's it. That's it. I, I want. I want to have that happen one of these days. That would be pretty, pretty freaking hilarious, ladies and gentlemen. If you find that hilarious as well, uh, don't forget to uh, leave a review on the podcast and wherever else. Leave, by the way, an upvote button, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a lot of people have been complaining lately because YouTube's removing the downvote button. Uh, I've honestly been pleased because there's this been this little gang of shitheads, and basically their exclusive power in this entire universe is to pretty much come to our channel and downvote it. Like, that's their entire fucking power. So I'm just like. It's a little bit like uh, Thanos and the Infinity, and he like snaps or whatever, and like they, they took his glove and shit. I'm just like, take that fucking down. I don't know. These I, people are going to be so powerless. It's going to be hilarious. No, I, I totally, I, I totally love it because I go there and I look, and I'm like, they're still fucking mad. I'm like, yeah. so petty. It's been like so seven petty. and a half months now. I know yeah. it's been forever. And so, yeah, no. I don't even get it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I still honestly don't know what they would be mad about either. So that's the best part. So I'm just, I'm honestly, candidly, freaking, I find it I don't it know, they're mad about it the in first place. That, that's it. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you guys enjoy the show, if you don't enjoy the show, feel free to join the downvoters. That's fine. It'll, it'll be fine. That's kind of the unfair part of removing the downvote button because you do sometimes get, uh, I don't know how many times in the past I've, I've looked up like, I don't know, plumbing repair or whatever else. And you'll go through 10 different videos. And some will be like, you know, 100% upvotes. All right, that's probably legit, right? Or some car repair yeah. thing or something. How to replace the battery on a 1965, whatever the fuck, right? Some videos will have like half downvotes. And you realize basically, oh, this person is probably a fucking idiot. And then you start to watch it and you realize they're putting it on backwards and everything else, right? So it is actually helpful to have that goddamn downvote button. But then you have these gangs of roving shitheads that pretty much that's 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 just all they do. And it's, it's baffling to explain. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it's literally not worth your time i can't express how unworth your time it is so we're just gonna move on uh, but if you guys would like to uh, uh contribute to the show i would really be happy if you guys upvote the show uh if you guys uh, hate the show downvote it twice just to make sure that it, it uh, counts uh extra okay. special uh gotta double tap the downvote that's what you gotta yeah. do uh d is uh lovingly he's a, d is a little bit like our vanna white on the show here he's lovingly showing off the uh, fumidoro colors there uh ladies and gentlemen I got go told take today someone thought d was fake <laughs> they thought he was fake. They thought we so, just put like a picture. Up. Whoa, 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 stop the yeah. clock! Really? They thought we put a picture up sometimes. <laughs> so, like an animated picture. That's how big the show budget is. That we have an animated D. That's what we do. We have an animatronic <laughs> D. Actually, yeah, no, we actually got it made by the people at uh, Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. Uh, we got a, a, Perfect wax double. That was the first one, but the show budget increased by such leaps and bounds that we now have a full industrial light and magic uh, animatronic. Basically, he's identical to the Pirates of the Caribbean, except this version uh, actively drinks coffee. It's pretty amazing. Yes, yes. Those the Pirates and Caribbean one. They pay like they pay a hundred bucks for a ticket. For those. Pirates of Tim Hortons. Uh, those those pirates don't don't they don't drink or anything. They don't drink coffee. They don't tell dirty jokes. They just kind of do like random pirate motions. Like we, we really splurged. We really splurged. Yeah. That's it. You see, it even talks. It's amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you guys would like to uh, 
support this enormous and incredible show budget that we're talking about. Come take a look at you at RLCCO. Uh, what was I going to say? Highest standards for quality genetics from living soil made with care and intent, always grown in established living soil using only natural inputs. Uh, I realized the other day that I should uh, emphasize that. There are quite a few folks that don't pay attention, but uh, I certainly do. Uh, I make uh, uh, every attempt to not use any. In fact, I don't use any pesticides. I make every attempt to use only uh, natural amendments. In fact, I don't know how many people use in, in no-till uh, uh, um, situations. They'll use uh, ag sill. They'll use all kinds of mine silicas. They don't use any of that kind of stuff. I think it honestly uh, pays off in the seeds. I think the seeds are... Uh, first of all, they're exposed to real life. They're exposed to living soil, which has basically all kinds of uh, uh, organisms in it, microorganisms, you name it, all kinds of critters. Some of those critters are mostly beneficial, but they'll sure chew on you if you have a freaking weakness. You know, think of bears. They'll freaking eat anything, right? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I think that seeds that grow up in those kinds of environments are far more hardy and far more prepared uh, for basically anything that life throws at them. And certainly, I can guarantee you that there are no freaking weird-ass pesticides in my shit because I don't, I don't spray any of that stuff. So you don't have to worry about some weird contaminants or anything else. Uh, uh, we won't get into that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, take a look, folks, uh, at the shopping page. I know you guys want to show this is the shopping season. Perhaps you guys like to, to shop. We've actually gotten one or two gift orders. So thank you very much, folks. Uh, your, your, your secret is safe with me. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, some of the viewers may already have uh, a Santa Claus uh, arrangements in the motions. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys would like to uh, work on more Santa Claus arrangements, please uh, let me know. Take a look at the website here. Take a look at one of these package deals. For example, I will absolutely, I'm not all that good at wrapping. I have to be honest. So if you want me to wrap them in like a pretty way, I'm going to have to learn how to do that, but I will certainly try. Uh, You can do the bag. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like the wrapping nice, paper and nice stuff. Tissue. That's a good idea. I should have actually learned. I'm surprised that you can't started. wrap really well. I'm actually really surprised you can't wrap really well. I, I think it's a mental Monica. block. I kind of hate it. I kind of hate wrapping paper because it's just like this wasteful. I mean, I know it's it's pretty and it's cool and everything else, but I kind of hate it because it's just like this waste of paper. That's what it is. Yeah. So I'm just like, ah, I hate it. So I'll put like a bow on. I'm I'm kind of the laziest wrapper of presents in the entire universe. I have. I always tell myself I have a good excuse because I'm like, ah, oh, paper, blah, blah, blah. Because you can't recycle it. It's got so much like paint and stuff in it. You basically have to throw it away. It's always dry. I know that everyone's basically saying like human like, I hate wrapping paper. I don't know what to say. I'll find a way. Ladies right. and gentlemen, if you want me to, I don't know, leave me a note or an email message or something else like, please have this wrap or please wrap this. I, I shouldn't have said that because now you're going to think that I'm going to go have, <laughs> I don't even know who I would have. I'm going to have to learn how to wrap the things properly. It's going to be like wrapped yeah, just duct half and duct tape. <laughs> Electrical tape. Get a little back. Electrical tape and old newspapers. <laughs> Dude, if I showed you some of my strawberry paper with a little bit of blood on it. For lunch. <laughs> I have a little note on top. Never judge it. I went to the meat meat counter and there's like number 32 the tag is still I just accidentally throw it in there with the meat like an old napkin basically when I was eating a ham sandwich uh, ladies and gentlemen none of those things will happen uh, but to take a look friends at uh, Morgana uh, this is probably the one that a lot of folks have uh, yeah. well frankly a lot of folks have grown the most of got a lot of test reports from this got a lot of uh, customers growing it uh, D's really enjoyed it a lot of folks have really uh, enjoyed this strain we're pulling tons and tons of cherries honestly out of it I haven't heard anybody pull this phenotype out which is a little bit disappointing to me uh, I mean it's not disappointing I guess in the sense that I get to work with it in the future but a little disappointing because I thought that it might pop up and people would kind of verify how awesome it is but uh, it's going to take a little bit for this girl to get back into the rotation to to, to breed with. But anyway, uh, 
lots and lots of it. So this one basically is noticeably like uh, when people say floral, a lot of times in cannabis, it's kind of a potpourri scent or, you know, on, you know, in Ruby Jack that I basically worked on very rosy kind of, and a lot of times jasmine, very jasmine scented. This is different. This is more like gardenias or a friend of mine was even telling me, Oh, I forget the flower she's telling me, but anyway, it doesn't really matter. Uh, noticeably, noticeably something different and, and very, very charming. Not in a, not in a, 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 like a potpourri way, not in, you know, grandma's perfume way, but an honest to God, like a fresh flower kind of way, really super charming. A friend of mine told me that this is just genuinely really fine, this particular phenotype. Anyway, if you guys uh, have something, if any of the people listening have uh, pulled out a cut that you're like, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't sound like anything Fumiter has been talking about. Let me know. I'd like to know because it might be this one. She has a, a also a little bit of an unusual growth pattern, so it might be uh, the same phenotype has the same characteristics, or you never know, sometimes those, those characteristics uh, split. Anyway, uh, one characteristic that has not uh, split from the line is basically these nice berry terps and lots and lots and lots of perps, honestly. We're finding lots of color off these guys. This is actually my favorite phenotype again, that one with the gardenias. Anyway, uh, finding lots and lots of, frankly, vigor. Uh, the plants are uh, doing really well outdoors, indoors. Morgana, honestly, has, has uh, performed pretty flawlessly. I haven't heard any bud rot or PM or anything else. Uh, no significant bug issues. Like uh, uh, almost every single grow where there has been a pest issue, Morgana has been the one that actually pulled through. Uh, West Engine was telling me that Lime River Rose did super well with bites, and I actually got those, those, uh, that report a few other times too. Frankly, I had that. No, no, no. I didn't have lime river rose, but kaffir lime is always resistant to uh, something about those limey, lemony terps. They're very resistant to mites. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, go take a look at uh, Morgana. Speaking of lime river rose, let me cough for a second. <coughs> Pardon me. Lime river rose here. Kaffir lime by uh, Ruby Jack F2. Uh, the kaffir lime was from uh, Subcool and North Star. Uh, it was uh, Black Lime Reserve by uh, Black Lime Reserve. Uh, yeah, the original Black Lamb Reserve, in fact, not even the F1, not even the F2. Black Lamb Reserve, the original release uh, by, uh, uh, what's it called, Jack the Ripper from Sub, crossed to uh, my Ruby Jack, with, which, as you guys know, or some of you guys know, is uh, Ruby Slipper uh, crossed to uh, a Mystery Son of Jack, CSDB calls it. It's not really a Mystery Son of Jack, but it was a Son of Jack, Jack Career, basically crossed to a Mystery, uh, like an unknown, basically a bag seed Afghan that they love, like a... I don't honestly remember where they got the Afghan seeds, but they were legit. And I think they were old from grandpa or something. Super, super, super nice. Uh, blacker than this, honestly. I've seen pictures of that original uh, uh, Jack or that original Afghan, and he, he passed such delightful characteristics on. Uh, Stevie ended up using basically the progeny from that, mostly for a male that he found. And that male he passed on to a few different things. It was lovely. I'm still enjoying, and you guys will still enjoy, honestly, some of that. Uh, the color and some of that high from that Afghan, really just a, a stunning, stunning plant that has really paid off. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, go take a look also at Black Prince Ruby. I hope you'll take a look. I realize that this is uh, sort of a long infomercial right now, but I, I hope you guys will take a look here right before the holiday season. Really enjoying this strain. You guys are getting here, and I, I keep saying this in kind of a hint, hint, wink, wink. You're going to hear a lot, lot, lot more from uh, Black Prince Ruby. I've really enjoyed it. Like if I hadn't bred anything else, if I had just bred this one, I honestly would have enjoyed the results and I would have been ecstatic to share them. So hope you guys will enjoy it too. Uh, you're going to find a lot of uh, berry, strawberry, candy, a uh, little bit of sour, not all that much sour, mostly sweet candy terps. Um, let's see here. Who else has responded to something? Uh, mostly berries and sweet candies. A little bit of people uh, saying like citrus, uh, 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 citrus gas, but you know how everybody uh, interprets things differently, right? So 
Uh, I hope you guys will uh, try it, enjoy it, let me know. Uh, also, if you guys are already growing it, please, I would love to know what you guys uh, think of uh, Black Prince Ruby. Uh, this is one of the most purple ones, as you can see. Uh, I, even even nicer in person, I have to be honest with you. Like, really, really stunning. Uh, I've shown a few friends some of these, you know, even dried nugs and everything else. People who and awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find something that is a little bit out of the ordinary, unusual, and uh, frankly, dead-ass delicious, take a look at uh, FumadoroSeedCo.com. There's a rock solid guarantee of uh, customer happiness and uh, use the coupon code brains uh, for 14% off. What do we got here? Oh, the other day I came up with a new coupon code. Welcome Captain420. It was the cookie for uh, 15% off. Actually, the cookie. What doesn't really mean anything, honestly, but I was eating literally the cookie and everybody here was talking about like little Scott cookies. And then like the yeah. cookies kept coming up and I was literally eating like the package says like the world's best cookie or whatever. So, I think it's funny. 15% off. That's it. I like it. What's going on, Smash? Actually, D, welcome. Uh, speaking of the animatronic, uh, we blew basically all of the 2021 and 2022 show budgets, right? D, uh, the animatronic D, hello, brains, brains, fresh brains. That's the key. That's the code, right? Robo D. Robo D. <laughs> this is my Mac, 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 Mac. <laughs> I, 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 I am re real. Fuck, it's not working. Great, great brains. He's going to have to knock the side. That's it. That's it. Dang it. What's going on, D? How's the brains? Brains are fresh. Nice, man. I'm working on, uh, I don't know, mystery weed. No label. Um, my garden's doing awesome. I can't wait. I heard, I saw some pictures of Freak Show. What's that, Fumi? Oh, this is uh, Sam Smith Winter Welcome Ale. Go ahead, didn't mean to interrupt you. That's okay. I look at that. So the garden's doing good. Uh, luckily, Mr. Tree's uh, hula, hula dancer has popped yet, so I still have time for that because it's like 14 feet tall. Um, everything's doing good. Adding like three three pucks, like seeded pucks to my garden every day almost now. Soon I'll be getting some clones, a half a tray of clones. And that's about it, I guess. Shout out to everybody listening in the on the podcast: Russia, Italia, Natalia, whatever. Anyways, uh, Boris, Igor, Igor and Natasha, Igor. Boris, right? Ivan, probably also. I would, I would imagine. Delibor. Who else? We have we have like Germany too now, so it's probably like Brunhilde. Who else? Helga. Petruda, right? Helga. Yeah. Obviously, all the best names. Um, Giancarlo from Italy, I bet, is listening in. Oh. Wouldn't that be creepy if he's yeah. like, it, it actually is Giancarlo? He's like, holy shit, how do they know? Or drops his coffee. I don't know why he's holding a microphone. I said, drops his microphone. Drops his coffee. Good to hear from you, D. Uh, good to hear that the brains are fresh. Do you know actually how the fresh the brains are, or how how, how the fresh brains are? Fresh, fresh, What's that, D? Or smash? Oh, it's the first glitching. time growing indoors. That's yes, true, not like, right? Not first time, but like from well, start to, you know what I mean? Exactly, smash. I usually start my plants under uh, uh, shop lights and then put them indoors. But this time it's going under a 12, uh, 15, 1200 watt LED. 
this time start to finish. Hopefully soon once turn around. Yeah, that's cool. Well, watts. Yeah, that's a beast. Holy shit. <laughs> that's a lot of watts. Right. <laughs> that's what that's she said. Enough room. That's enough room <laughs> for almost a 10 by 10, I would think. I mean, you'd have to have such a crazy high ceiling, wouldn't you? I don't know. It's an interesting thought because, like, uh, everything still has to have good spread and stuff. It's a weird one. Like, how, you know, like, how big lights have it? gotten powerful enough now that it's almost too much. How big is that I light? I wonder. Was that Pee-wee? Yeah. How big off. is that light? Like, how how gigantic is it? Oh, it's not that big. It's like no. I can't get it's like about like that. Hold on. Um, is it? Does it say it's a 1200 watt equivalent? Yep. Yeah. So it's not a true 1200 watt. That's possible too. That's it's, possible. I get, we got to get you, um, a, um, I said, I'll see if I have an extra one sitting around, um, just to see what you're pulling from the wall, watt wise. It's good with some of those cheaper lights just to kind of see what you're pulling from the wall. Um, I don't but, yeah, a lot of them say like, I don't know. A lot of companies started to do like, oh, it's a thousand, but it's not a real thousand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of those lights have gotten better. Like uh, people have routinely said lately that those Mars and the, what the Vivaris Spectra or something, I don't remember which brand it is, but a lot of those lights that were in the past kind of poo-pooed by a lot of folks, evidently the quality is good. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know if the longevity just, is there, but the light quality and stuff is there. They're growing pretty good. They went and, stuff, so. and did the same thing as like, Parfix works. I worked with them for a little bit. You know what I mean? They had a bunch of Bridge Lux cob lights I liked for a little bit. But they went to the same style. They're actually honestly doing what Chilled is doing with their Spectrum. But most of these like Mars and Spider kind of just followed the better lights path. You know what I mean? They're all using the same diode. They're all using almost like interchangeable like probably four driver companies you know what i mean mm. De depending on what company because there's not there's not many good driver companies you know what though like we're always complaining about how uh, everything's getting shittier and blah 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 you know i don't know everything's falling apart but this is a great example about how the good uh, uh producers in the market basically murdered all the shitty competition and anybody who didn't improve their quality to to match the good quality producers has vanished, basically. And so well, what I mean by that is like everyone talks about HLG and you know, I can't even remember honestly. Frankly, that's all they talk about that I hear about, but there used to be like timbers and everybody, and those guys murdered all those shitty blurple uh, Chinese lights, right? Like they, they used to sell millions of those on Amazon and everything. But as soon as anybody and you know, they probably still sold a ton of them because it's on Amazon, right? But as soon as anybody came on YouTube or anything else, they saw that those were garbage lights compared to what they could get. And I want to say yes that new no, segment is depending on think so? which side of YouTube they watched, because a lot of people were promoting those lights too. I'm actually happy to see HLG. I get commercials for HLGs now. You know what I mean? So like they had to either start being real and real numbers and and not fake PPFD charts and mm. shit to stay in the game. And they also played it smart by giving a bunch away so people always seen them. And I was thinking, uh, I mean, how do I say this? Uh, I don't know if Coop will come on uh, later, but he's always talking about Apple. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, you, you, you can poo-poo Apple as much as you want. Certainly there's a ton of reasons to do so, right? Like I've said many times that I've, I've had plenty of customer problems with Apple or customer service problems with Apple. But I guess to say, I remember vividly how 
Uh, I didn't even have, I still to this day don't have an Apple laptop because like 20 years ago, I have this really bad memory of, of them screwing me on this laptop. But so for years I had like Sony laptops and so on. And, um, and I say this, I still admired the Apple laptops because they came in and they basically wiped the floor with all the shitty laptop competition at least the expensive shitty laptop competition. You know, there's still some of the, the cheaper ones, but uh, the old laptops used to be gigantic fucking bricks. They had a battery life of about an hour and a half, literally like maybe two hours. Uh, if you did, basically didn't do anything, if you pretty much just uh, surfed your email, whereas the Macs came along and they were super freaking thin, like they didn't have rattling pieces on them. The battery life was honestly like the whole day and then some like 12 hours and one by one by one, all the companies, HP, Dell, everybody had to create laptops that meet, met or exceeded uh, those uh, uh, um, qualifications for the same price or honestly better, right? Because Mac's always more expensive. And I want to say that kind of the same thing has happened. That's obviously not a very good analogy, but it's still something. Uh, I think, well, it's not a bad analogy. I want to say that a similar thing happened with the, the Chinese lights and stuff. I don't know. Now that now that I'm saying it, you're a little bit more right because there is still a ton of that problem. And go ahead. with those companies, is they they're giving people false hopes right away. Mm. This is a thousand. This is a Mars one thousand or a Spider Farmer one thousand, and then you get a wall wattage that's a hundred and forty two watts from the wall. You know what I mean? It's not even close to a true thousand. Right. Um, well, that was remember that was one of the things that a lot of laptop companies did too. They would uh, over. Uh, Oh, it's been so many years. I don't remember. Uh, they would do all kinds of funny advertisements with the specs, with the clock speed and whatever. I'm forgetting what the freaking scams were, but yeah, I guess I'm forgetting right now. But anyway, why can't I remember? It's such a simple thing. Uh, anyway. Canon. Oh, um, Canon makes a good cob light for uh, just a drop light. You know what I mean? That he's doing the cobs still um, powering it with a high driver. Like, there's some lights out there that you can get at deals. Chilled, I like oh, chilled. Yeah. yeah, I like chilled a lot too. For I, I don't know why, but I just kind of dig that spectrum. A little off, like pink. The one thing that pinkish. now keeps me from you know when I when because I've had a soft spot for that uh, for chilled for a while. You know, I remember you know uh, Grow Mouse went and worked for them, and I, actually I was uh, I want to say I subscribed to their uh, he. Uh, he might have come on like the GrowTube Roundtable or something one time, like, you know, way before he worked with uh, GrowMouse. And I want to say I subscribed to him then. And from that point, I was like, oh, I really like these lights. I'd like to think about getting one. And for Me some too. reason or another, I've always basically, well, honestly, probably because the price, frankly, more than anything else, I've convinced myself not to get one because they were almost always twice as expensive as anything else for, you know, 15% more service or 30% more service. Like there's some nice things like uh, uh, some of them are water cooled and everything else. That'd be super freaking handy. But those are even more. Those are like three and a half thousand dollars. I want to say with the water cooling. Um, one thing that holds me back from that is I haven't seen basically anybody growing with them. Like basically anybody. Only people that have ever had like freebies from them have grown them like on YouTube or something. And other than that, I have not heard literally anyone grow with those lights in terms of weed or anything that we yeah, talk about. Yeah, that's true. Literally nothing. No, no Instagram zero I get what zero. you're saying and so what that means to me is like where there's smoke there's fire where there's no smoke there's no fire you know what I mean like that that's sometimes wrong but the the quality does kind of rise to the top a lot of times you know what I mean so I don't know I'd, I'd love to I don't, I don't want to mean to poo-poo them if somebody in the audience has some chill bites or whatever tell us about them but seriously you know like I don't hear anybody uh growing with them you know yeah I, maybe 
I don't talk to a lot of people. Well, I do kind of ask what lights people are using, but it seems like everyone I talk to owns a facility. <laughs> Even though facilities, I mean? they wouldn't dream of try getting the HLGs because a hundred thousand dollar investment just turned into a two hundred thousand dollar investment. You know, money doesn't grow on trees for most people, right? So um Yeah. Well, we're starting to see a lot of switch over to they don't lower their prices. Go ahead. Isn't it California that's making a mandate LEDs? LEDs only? I want to say, yeah. I think uh, one by one, it's probably going to be everybody. Uh, didn't they say the Colorado's on the way there too? Uh, I mean, the whole, um, how do I say this? Uh, uh, the, the desire for growers to get the best quality weed is not very high on the list of, of priorities for like the fire department and the local electrical company and just, you know, all these different people, right? So like, they don't care that you like HLG, you know, they don't care that you like, what am I trying to say? They don't care that you like uh, high intensity lights, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. uh, replaceable light, but they're just, they're just going to mandate the LEDs. Yeah. I don't for, know if that was a very good sure. argument just then, but. Uh, no, it is. This, it, is it? it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like they're going to end up just like everything else. Like we're losing our race cars. You know what I mean? To electric cars and stuff. Just like everything, they're going to try to make it. It's going to be the same. Yeah, 100% over time. It's not going to happen overnight, I don't think, most places. Oh, you know, no, no, it, no. With some exceptions, it'll be like Santa Monica will be the first place to ban race cars or something. You know what I bet you Massachusetts would mean? do something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Maybe Boston area will ban it or whatever. But uh, um, Or set one of those targets where it'll be like, oh, 10 years from oh. now, it'll be all electric or something. Or you know somewhere I mean? that has a bad electrical grid might do it you know what i mean like their electric grid's not the stable. truth of the matter is like i know that everybody whines about this and i know what you mean if you have a, like how do i say this if you have a car already like i have a car everybody has a car but if you had let's say a fancy car that you're not going to just replace in a couple of years and get a new one like if you had a, a race car or something else and you're, you're invested in that like i understand why you wouldn't want to move forward right but on the other hand uh, i want to say that uh, uh if you are not invested in that old technology investing in the new stuff i want to say would be better how do i say this i guess i'm unleashing maybe a big discussion for the show maybe we can even talk about it for all i care uh everyone always poo-poos oh man they're gonna ban gas oh man they're gonna do this oh man they're gonna do that and the same thing with these lights oh man they're gonna ban uh uh, uh, uh hids that's the fucking thing i was trying to think about yeah but basically they're gonna ban all of them they're gonna ban cmh they're gonna like why wouldn't they ban cmh if they ban hbs you know what i mean it's virtually the same output thing. Same thing, yeah, exactly. A little bit less wattage, but the same problems exist. They can still uh, burst and create fires, and just they they basically create a lot of heat and electricity. That's probably what the cities are going to focus on most. It's just the fact that they use electricity and create heat. You know what I mean? So, what am I trying to say? Um, yeah, Coach Cloud. By banning them, a lot of people are going to be pissed off. I'll be pissed off. Like I, I like to use CMH. So if I were required, like I, I probably won't be because you know it won't affect you know, smaller time growers. But if I were affected by it, I would also be annoyed. But at the same time, I could I look at I could look at it myself and say, well, fuck, the LEDs now are actually really good. Like, and I'm replacing these bulbs every well with the CMH, you replace them maybe every year and a half or something. But you know what I mean? You're replacing the bulbs every couple of years anyway. It'd be a really easy sell for yourself. Like, you know what? I'm just going to jump into this new technology. And I guess where I was going to with all of that is that nobody ever really, hardly anyone ever talks about that if we were to jump headfirst into these new technologies like electric cars and stuff, it would lead to a gigantic revolution in all of those technologies, the jobs and everything else. It'd be yeah. disproportionately nicer. And so people wouldn't even have the right to complain like, oh, the batteries are shitty. Well, throw everybody's investment into that instead of reinvesting back into cars to make them one, gallon per, uh, one mile per gallon more efficient, throw all that money into electrics. You'll see what'll happen in 10 years. But nobody ever really I think hybrid. I think hybrid's the way to go for cars. But anyways, um, 
That's what Toyota says. Yeah. I think hybrid for sure. For the reasons of being electric batteries that we looked it up, the, the long range Tesla is only 300 and some odd miles, a little bit under 400 miles. My mother's 2020 Ford Fusion hybrid titanium, fill it up and you're almost at 700. Mm. The problem is that you have to maintain that whole oil uh, infrastructure, right? And oil has been responsible for almost all the wars of the 20th century in one way or another. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's some of the, like I was just saying, like this gigantic revolution in jobs and everything else. And then you remove all of the power. What was I talking about at the beginning of the show? Like these shitheads, their entire power is like a downvote button. Well, there's a bunch of other people in the world who have a lot more power than that. And they can withhold oil, natural gas. They can do all kinds of withhold travel through, you know, to and from. They can uh, 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 ban sales to uh, specific countries or ban uh, sales from specific countries like Iran. You know, like, uh, how do I say this? Oil ends up being a gigantic freaking problem. We should start saying hello to folks a little bit more instead of freaking uh, bullshitting. Wes Engine, what's going on, my friend? Welcome. Uh, uh, well, it's not a long time, though, see, because we've seen you pretty much all week. But uh, what's going on, man? Welcome. What's up, on, rude boy? Cheers, buddy. Fuck, I'm always calling. It's just, like, reflexive. <laughs> Cheers, my man. There we go. Yeah, man. What's going on? It, it's buddy. It's buddy. You can't say there it. The buddy's fine, you know? Uh, but we're still in love, buddy. But, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> Cheers, in. What's going on? How's the garden? Oh, not much. Not much. Just what the fuck up are you bit. trimming? Little Lime River Rose here, my oh, friend. Right, oh, man. Nice. How does it smell? Little Lime River. This is the uh, lemon zest peel turp one. It is. Mm. It smells so friggin' strong. Nice. It's going to be good. Glad to hear it. Hell yeah. Oh, you're still cured. This is the long cure from way back when. No, this is. Oh, is this this is. This is just. No, this is a straggler from in between. Oh, right gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. This is the one that was left behind in the room, and um, it uh, took. It, it was just. It was left back in the in the bedroom a little bit longer, and then just went over, and then right finished up not too long ago. Glad to hear it. I'm excited to hear how it smokes. Uh, I'm glad to hear it. So, so far, got these... me ripped. Is it? Did got it me nice? ripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stuff I the stuff I was going into the bottles and long carrying last time, I put away a little bit just to just to smoke. And yeah, no, I totally put away a little bit, right? Yeah, I was like, oh, I want to, and I put it. I did directly want to try it when I didn't have anything else in my system, so I could see exactly what it was like. Um, so I waited, got it first thing in the morning, and boy, it just lit me right up. I was like, damn, I'm friggin' high. Yeah, it's pretty good. Appreciate it. Cheers, dude. Got some pretty real good. purple. Thank you. Bugs. No, thank you. Nice purple. Thank you. No, thank you. you, Captain Four Twenty. You got to save us, otherwise we're gonna just keep saying thank you. No, thank yeah, you. Man. No, thank <laughs> you. No, thank you, Captain Four Twenty. What's going on, man? Welcome. How's everybody doing tonight out there? We're doing all right, man. What's going on with you? Yeah, man. Everything done. Fun. Good. We got some uh, 11 roses uh, and some bubble hash, uh, Death Star nice. and um, Rainbow Driver. Oh. Right on, man. I got a question for Smash. Did Enjoy you get it. your apple fritter yet? Mm. It's on its way in tomorrow. Okay. That's cool. Good news. Because if not, I was going to send you one. Thank you. I'm still going to do something, what, what we were all talking about, I think, too, because I do want ice cream cake for a run or two. I want to get a big-ass plant and harvest a bunch of it 
I put a lot of it away a couple times. I don't want to keep it around forever, but you never uh, know. You might grow and you might love it. Honestly, like uh, the ice cream cake. I want to say the ice cream cake is the one that I actually like out of all those hypey shits. Like uh, a, a friend of mine uh, has access to a lot of that stuff. And um, I've gotten to walk through it and stuff and, and uh, take photographs of it and stuff. And the, the gelato 41, I want to say it smells wonderful. Like it's really, really wonderful smell kind of a shitty small nugs and stuff, kind of temperamental to grow and so on. So that's one of those things I'm like, eh, you know what I mean? Uh, several several of, the, of the other strains I've, I've been on record here on the show, like the Mac one doesn't impress me. It's gorgeous and everything, but it doesn't impress me as weed. Uh, but the ice cream cake was actually really fucking nice. Like it really smells wonderful, looks absolutely stunning, like 10 out of 10 or 11 out of 10, basically like that GMO, like anything else. Got these really just gorgeous purple flecks through it everywhere. It's not like a purpled, like a like a purple uh, uh, cut, but it's got those nice little sheens of purple in it, and oh man, nice, really lovely. That was like I mean, obviously, my, I don't know which cut you're talking about, but if you're talking about the cut of ice cream cake that everybody sends around, yeah, it's yeah. actually nice. It smells, nice. it smells nice. I really want to get. I think I have a couple more seeds of that Turp Town, which is a wedding pie birthday cake cross, mm-hmm. and it was like what you're saying. It didn't give you like the straight purple nugs. It was just like kind of a sheen of purple. <laughs> What's up, Kush Clouds? How you doing? Cheers, Kush. What's going on, dude? In fact, uh, welcome to the show. I think this is the first time. Are you still muted, bud? How you guys doing? There you go. Welcome, man. What's going on? Yeah, I've been on a couple times, bro. Have you been on? Yes, and sir, it's been a while. You got to be on more often. Now I'm starting to remember, honestly. I think you might have been wearing it. No, you weren't wearing a hat. That might have been a dude. I had no shirt on. That could have been it. Right on. Welcome back, dude. What's going on? Welcome. Get ready to harvest a couple plants. Nice. I gotta hop on and chill with you guys tonight for a little while. Cool. Right on, man. What are you getting ready to harvest? Um, I got a um a GMO uh white runs cross from Loud Canagetics. Interesting. Interesting. And uh GMO gelato crust. <laughs> and they're amazing. I'm actually pretty surprised how good they are. How do they smell? Funky and gassy, mm. just like I like funk. You know, uh the runt the uh was the GMO cross got a weird smell. It has like um the GMO, but then it gets the gelato smell with it. It's it's, it's putrid. <laughs> so it's awful frosty, you know. I gotta post it on my Instagram. That's cool, dude. Right on. Maybe I can look it up here in a second. Yeah, I got a bunch uh, of stuff ready to take down too. That's cool. What do you got? Just took down just um, took down some auto flowers. I got a Mofesto. I got um you heard of Easy Days cultivators. Newer guy, I got some of his gear in there. Um, Gas Reaper. I've heard of Gas Reaper. I have a sticker on my laptop with it. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, He's probably the better, best auto flowers I've tried. You know, um, probably not going to grow anybody else's because they all have that stupid um, ruderalis bud structure. You know, Mm. I can't stand it. It just looks. Nah, the ones I just finished gave me some fat nugs, bro. That's not trike the fuck out too. Like I'm very impressed with this one. And then you pop another seed, then you get some other crazy bullshit. You know, um, these ones were pretty consistent. man, but they need to be red a lot more. These ones are pretty consistent with like color structure wise. I could tell like which ones like if I didn't label, I knew what they were. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they all look pretty. Depending on what size pot I I landed it go in. It got pretty decently big. If I could fill up that little my little veg tent with them, 
and it filled it up. I'm to find out about them is that people had them all wrong. They're fucking regular plants. Um, I treat them like my photos. Like it's uh, I even have them. If you fuck up the light cycle, they will harm on you. You know what I'm saying? They'll hold. Oh, I fuck up the light cycle all the fucking time. If you you, like turn on a light five minutes, you know during the off light, they will pop manners. Oh, dude, I'm so bad. You would hate me. They've never done it on me. I've never had any seed so, and I've been crazy with my autos all the time. Like I'll go in there and turn the lights on, like give them twenty four hours of light. I don't give a fuck. It's something to do with interrupting the light cycle and turning it back off. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I had some lights Agreed. turn off all the way or turn back on like halfway, and um, shit started making my shit have bananas all over them. Oh, oh, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Smash has just posted the link for the, the Zoom room basically to join us and uh, the panel here. You guys are welcome to do so. Uh, fresh faces are also welcome. Uh, we're, we're totally, uh, how do I say this? Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you haven't been on the show before, if you uh, haven't told us about your garden or whatever else. We'd love to say hello. Uh, all we ask is that you be civilized. Don't come here to fight. If you're going to be a troll or whatever else, I'll just remove you. So, we're not going to have any discussions if you come on here and you are in, for some reason, an unpleasant person. It, it won't last. So, ladies and gentlemen, just be civilized and we'll welcome pretty much anybody on here. Uh, that goes for pretty much anybody in the chat. If if we recognize your name, you're welcome, basically, said unseen. Uh, let's good. see here. Kenny, what's going on, man? We we promise again that we will not kill Kenny tonight. Yeah, right. on, okay, Kenny, we never killed him. Never mind. <laughs> in Bandung, Babylon. He's still <laughs> muted. He might be away. He's, just working, he's just working on getting this getting set up. Should we just awkwardly wait for him? Talk to us, Kenny. Talk to us. Say hello, man. Tell us things. Uh, so, uh, was that him? Stress him right out. No, I said I'll say hi real quick. Oh, right on. Yeah, uh, oh, garden. Weird, weird. Um, you know when you get the little buds, like, on the, the it's starting to, like, bud on you? Like the plants are like they're. I'm, oh, I'm gonna bring um, button set. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're starting to do that. Um, some of them. I think it could be because it got kind of cold down there. But I got I put in uh, a heat fucking. I stopped dicking around with a timer and shit, and I just put a temperature stat in there. You know what I mean? That keeps on the heater, and I think I have it set for eighty, something like that. I, I, I got to go down there and water anyways, but cheers. Um, I'm telling you, the autos I just had, the, this I'm actually really impressed with that, the couple I harvested the last couple of times. I'm getting ready I've to got, start reading autos. I'm on do I've autos. gotten ripped. Oh, shit. I just, I smoked one joint today. Well, no, I lied. I smoked a couple of joints today, but I just smoked a big king cone of like, my LSD 25 and I'm lit. Right on. That's cool. I, um, uh, I've been giving some of my buddies, uh, you know, the, the autos and they're like, what is this? I'm like, it's basically a wild plant. You know, that's what it looks like. And they're like, holy shit, dude, this shit gets them. They get so baked off it because they're used to that. Um, that pretty shit, you know, you get from the dispensary that looks so good, but there's no substance behind it. Oh, dude, people I bring my nugs to, Cups and festivals, Wait, no man. one even notices. Like I can, I can pull out some fat nugs with some autoflower, 
and I can hand it to some people and they won't even notice it's an auto flower. Well, people don't even know what the auto flowers are. When I talk to people like, oh, you're a grower? I'm like, yeah, you know, I do a lot of autos. We're like, what is that? I'm like, you know, they don't need a photo period time. They're like, what's a photo period time? I'm like, oh. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> like, it's people, a whole conversation. Like, um, you got to explain to them the basics. It's like, uh, they always think that you can take the buds off the plant and then it regrows like an apple. You know, like, no, that's not how it works. Wouldn't that be nice if it did? First that. of all, it, that'd be amazing. That would be dope. Well, that's what uh, I've seen these people who cross the looking for with that reunion island weed mm-hmm. is uh, that that uh, plants that will re- regrow off the root base. That way, it saves so much time in a commercial setting. Believe it or not, I have had some of my autos revegged. Like, um, I had a nice Nisha haze that I got that I uh, reversed. And uh, it revenges. If I put it back after I take all the shit off it, it will start putting new flowers out. And it won't like the other shit always dies. You know, they start dying real early. Like uh, you can't do it. But for some reason, this Anisha haze that I got it keeps going. It won't stop. I hate it. It's like a hundred and twenty day auto flower. It's just it's terrible. Yeah, I don't like the long one. The, the LSD I just had one longer than most, bulked up a little bit more than the from, others. Uh, I got it from some uh, overseas European breeders. Their gears always sucks, you know. Every time I try this shit, it's no good. I fuck with fast buds, and their gears well, pretty slow. I haven't tried them yet. Um, I ordered some of their uh, chem. That's like my favorite shit, and I never got it. It was weird. So they replaced it with points on seeds here now. So I got to reorder. <coughs> no, I, don't, I don't go through seeds here now. I go right through fast buds. Man, they send they send you in CDs or like DVDs still from Spain. <laughs> yeah, that's old school. Shit, I've had seeds here now. I messaged them talking about these beans in a sprout and they refunded my money instantly. That's dope. Yeah, James, do James Bean's pretty once. cool. I did it once with Gas Reaper because his shit does not pop. And um, she got into it with them. That's why he's not on there. Uh, he don't sell through them no more. Because mm. uh, I bet I know why. Probably because all the beans in it fucking pop. <laughs> and he said, Are they you, old or what? Like uh, the like, it's not your likes, bro. It's because you're not giving your plants nutrition. You don't feed your auto flowers right, they're gonna have hard ass seed, dude. I'm telling you. Hmm. Especially when they do a seed run, they treat it like it's not a regular, you know, they're not gonna smoke it, so they're just gonna let it, you know, grow in the corner. Well, people forget this too that um, I've never had a chance to grow them side by side, but I've seen shitty seeds and I've seen um, I've seen shitty unintentional seeds, like like let's say when I got a herm or something, and then I basically realized and chopped them down after a couple of weeks. It takes like a good three weeks for the seeds to really even mature. So if you cut them down in like two weeks, you only really ever get like, you might get some that are gray, but they're mostly like kind of tan. You know what I mean? Like still kind of like, what is the color I'm looking for? Yeah, like light brown or tan or cream color, or whatever. They don't really mature to that gray. But I guess what I'm trying to say with that is that uh, I'm pretty sure, like I said, I haven't had done, done this side by side. So I'd like to one of these days. I'm pretty sure that uh, if uh, an unhealthy plant basically is seeded, it will create kind of shriveled unhealthy or less healthy seeds yeah, i don't want to say that it's a one-to-one because i think the cannabis plant is actually pretty good at creating seeds but i i, I would say that like i want seeds from healthy plants honestly and i've noticed that when i had uh like subcool for example people talk about the differences between breeders yeah. subcool always had he and all of his uh producers like he and miss jill and then all of the north star and like everybody that produced they produced really healthy plants 
and really healthy seeds. And they, they wouldn't do these crazy long-term uh, gestations like some breeders would do. I've heard breeders say, oh, we leave it until the plant basically rots on the vine. They wouldn't do anything like that. They'd harvest it nine weeks normally, but they would make sure the plants were super duper healthy. They were pollinated at the right time. There were no stresses involved. And the seeds always came out juicy and fat. Like they looked like they were bursting out of the shell and you'd put them in the freaking dirt and they would pop 10 out of 10, nine out of 10. 11 out of 10, you know what I mean? And that's, I, I learned that that was one of the, how do I say this? That's, that's the model that I strive to. And I think every breeder should strive to your seeds should pop almost immediately. You know what I mean? As fast as physically possible. If it's cold or something or they're older, that's a different story. But if they're new and they're fresh and it's a good grow room, they should fucking jump out of the shell and it should be almost a hundred percent, if not a hundred percent germination. There shouldn't be a reason why it's 50% or yeah. 25, but that's ludicrous. You know what I mean? That shows that they were shitty, unhealthy plants super old seed, uh, diseased, you name it. You know, Captain 420, what do you think? Like, wouldn't you agree? Uh, I would agree. And I also agree that if you make seeds with a plant that has a pathogen in it, that those seeds will probably carry that same pathogen. Uh, I also, I have a, a question though. And I think there's some pathogens. This Sorry. is coming from the genetic side about the autoflowers. If you're having hermaphroditic autoflowers, in my opinion, coming from a genetic side, it's all about the genetics. Oh, yeah. But what and, I say about that is a lot of times the plant is a hermit. It's, it's like a tomato plant sometimes. It seeds itself. That's what it does. It's put there to make seed. That's the whole point of the plant. Um, people. Like you ever had a plant that just no matter what always has seeds in it, and you can search the motherfucker for days, have it perfect, and there's never any empty. Uh, you know, you don't know where the pollen come from. And um, I, I don't know who I was watching, but they were talking about that. Uh, I think it might have been Future Canvas Project about how they're like, um, got the word for it, like tomato plants. You know, how you don't gotta pollinate, and they pollinate themselves. Hmm. Well, my Afghani's do that. If they sense that there's no female or no male in the room, they will pop a banana here and there. And you, you may end up with like 10, 15 seeds out of the whole uh, crop, but their majority were going to be female. And they're going to look exactly like the mother or the planet came off of. Yeah. Uh, everything I have reversed so far comes out pretty close. But you also have to remember that I don't fuck with genetics that have a tendency to hermaphrodite. Yeah. I stay away from that because if I'm doing some breeding someplace else and one happens to pop off someplace else, I don't want to yeah. cross pollinating. Yeah, yeah, that's the, I mean, I've been lucky. I've had some plants do it when they've like last stand outside. You know what I mean? I've just kind of let it die on the vine. Um, but I've never really had anything like go crazy on me. I had my first I try girl, to keep first girl did that. I had a few a fusion duck, a fusion duck, um, and it was uh I don't know, it was just super sensitive. And uh I came home one day and all my pistols were brown. Like, what the fuck? Why are they all brown? Oh, I'm like, oh, I know what these are. They're seeds in these fucking calyxes. And I just, it ruined all my shit. And a couple also, days later, it's all sucked in. I have gear. You know, I had some, uh, I had a 
got some meat breath and um i had like this the perfect plant you know the one i popped came out like fucking better than the one that he bred with you know it was amazing it just had so many seeds in it that you literally couldn't smoke the shit you had to get a pair of tweezers and like pick the seeds out it was like the worst ever i was so sad but it was so good and uh, i tried to get some more of those seeds and um it i got a pack and it just wasn't the same you know it's uh, bad uh, one of my first meetings with the, the so the chronic table used to be like a live in-person, you know, meeting and before COVID and stuff, it used to be part of the Canada Station side. We'd meet like once or twice a month. And uh, one of the very, very first meetings, like maybe the fifth meeting or something, there's still like literally five of us or six of us or something. Uh, J.R. Token was there. A lot of you guys know him from like the Do Grows show and stuff. He, he came by because he's in the Portland area. Anyway, there's like, there might've been 10 of us basically, but there's very few of us. And all of us had one or two different weeds. We'd always bring like our own, you know, homegrown weed to share. Basically, I had just gotten pollinated to ever loving fuck basically by a uh, platinum Yeti. So I had my wonderful platinum Yeti keeper cut, but it had gotten pl- pollinated, but I don't even, I don't even remember what, like another platinum Yeti and I had nothing else. And so basically I had to just suck it up and bring like a bag of pollinated weed with me. And I was like, so as you're sifting through the seeds, imagine the terps and the flavor and we're all fucking laughing. You know what I mean? But it was really bigger weed as long as you sift through like 45 seeds per in, in fucking nug. For a while, I thought that, you know, once they have seeds in them, sometimes they start producing a crazy amount of oil. Crazy amount That's of That's what everybody says. I don't think so. I don't think it's even that logical unless the oil was somehow beneficial for that seed. So if for whatever reason that seed needs some a light protection or maybe there's some bug pressure and the plant senses that, then probably it could benefit it. But I, I really don't think the plant focuses on oil production at that point. I think they focus on seed production once they get pollinated because all those terpenes and stuff are not really there to keep bugs away. I think they're more to kind of create a microclimate and maybe talk to each other and so on. It's just an essential oil, basically. It's like uh, any other plant that produces oils, you know, just it happens to have THC in it. That's what I was telling my girl, because every time I smoke, she's like, you, your nose gets runny. I'm like, and dabs, they're basically essential oil with a plant, you know, that's what I'm smoking. So, of course, I'm going to have my nose running and shit, you know, every time. And I'm not going to say that this is the, how do I say this? This is my speculation. I don't really have any proof of this, except for the fact that I've I've been growing a bunch of seeded crops, right? And everyone's always talking about People who don't seed their crops are talking about, oh, I've heard that seeded crops are so much stronger. And I'm like, dude, I have these seeded crops over and over again. And I wish I didn't for smoking purposes, right? Like, how do I say this? I, I like the seeds, right? I mean, that I need the seeds to be seeds. Oh, I didn't, I forgot to make any of you guys co-hosts. I'll do that in a second here. Uh, but uh, what was I going to say? Like, uh, for smoking purposes, I would rather have the unseeded weed, like flat out. Like, it's just, it's so much better. First of all, it's less time consuming. You know what I mean? I don't have to sit here and dink, 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 like push out each individual seed. Uh, but on top of that, and then also accidentally smoke the seed that you forgot. Fuck, the seeds taste so gross. If you've never smoked the seed, Captain 420 is moving his head back. He's like, it's not, not the pleasant, not very pleasant. It, it, leaves, it leaves a mark. The pop, the pop. And the popcorn smell. Oh my fucking God, it ruins the joint. That, now that sucks. I think seeded, I think seeded bud is good hash making and shit. You know what I mean? Like make some hash out of it. And I get really, really, you know, uh, light colored fucking hash rosin. And everyone talks shit about flower rosin being bad. And I'm like, dude, my shit's on par with hash rosin, man. I don't know what other people do, but just take your plant out a little early and only dry it to being able to smoke, cure for two days, and then press it. And your shit's going to be hell of a lot lighter and it's going to taste like it's hash rosin you know 
the minute you get the the stems to break. But I use a dehydrator, so I get my shit dry in 36 hours. And no one knows the difference. Hmm. Which one uh, is it? It's the one, uh, the Eco Weed dryer. That's oh, I don't know that one. But it works fantastic. It basically makes it perfect drying conditions, like perfect blowing on it. 60, 60 the whole time. <laughs> I was really, spe- you know, I didn't want to do it at first, but it's the only way I dry my shit now. Like, I wait. I cut a plant down, put it in the dryer, wait, cut the next one down, put it in the dryer. It's just so much better. Uh, I don't know why people hate on it. It's like the herbs now. It's exactly the same thing. But yeah, I was looking at those. I like it. I'm going to buy another one, I, honestly. I've heard uh, good things about the herbs now. If you, I mean, it, it's Is great. It one? I mean, I don't know what people say. No, that's it. It's like a regular one that like looks like a dehydrator. Oh, okay. You can't use a regular one. They don't get they don't go low enough. It has to be below 80 degrees. You know, that's how you get it. Because if you get below 80 degrees, they ain't gonna lose no terpenes. I'll uh, just hang it in my fucking room. Yeah, but I'm impatient and I like making rosin, so and sometimes if you dry it a little too much, the trichomes just fall off. So if you go to make hash with it, it's like extra special. It works great. <laughs> I could probably shake that and get some trichomes in my ass. Uh, speaking of which, Rez is actually saying a, the, very much the same thing. Uh, he says, uh, "Fuming the dry sift of seed is okay. Uh, after that, it's uh, so." So, honestly, I've had. Uh, how do I say this? Uh, I don't know if I've ever made it. I need to buy some hash, uh, some sifting screens. Then I think about it, so I could actually just do that. But anyway, I've had a sifted seeded bud, like Cannabisi, and a couple other people have sifted or Stevie, I think, sifted his bud before, and that hash actually can be quite nice. So it's not like it completely and totally ruins the entire bud or anything like that. And it probably is a slightly different um, aroma or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Probably a slightly different bouquet, There's a different word I can think of. But anyway, I don't think it's that much better. I'll put it that way. Even if it is different, I don't think it's leaps and bounds better. I, I certainly, I don't think it's better. I think it's worse, but I definitely don't think it's leaps and bounds better by any means. Uh, Kenny, welcome back, man. Is the sound working? Yes, sir. How's it going? People don't smoke their hash. They press it. It's like, why are you pressing it for? You smoke the shit. Yeah. They like baller champagne. They like to distill their champagne into grappa of champagne or some shit. A pound of weed and turn it into uh, 3.5 of you know hash. Right. 0.5 grams. So, like, look what I made. It's five percent. No, two percent return. I mean, that's what uh, like. Uh, what is it? Dry sift rosin. It's like the most luxurious shit you could possibly find because basically they first had to make like solventless hash and then they squish it. You know what I mean? So it's like literally taking champagne and basically turning it into, you know, just still wrapper. It's just dab dry sift. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. Because usually with the really nice dry sift or bubble hash, what they'll do is they'll, um, sorry, let me pause this. Um, what they'll do is they'll separate all the dry sift out and then they'll static separate it. So they use static electricity to separate just the right trichomes because they have a different polarity to them oh, than the shit. unripe ones. So, so that's how you get it. And then that particular amount of it uh, that sticks to the wand, uh, the static ones, is is what separates six star from five star hash. Is that that perfectly ripened, only perfectly ripened trichome heads. And that's like one, two percent of any total yield. It's super, super small. But it's fucking amazing. It's usually like 120 bucks a gram for the rosin. 
that's tough to swallow that price, isn't it? That's one of the things that I'm always thinking about. Like we're talking about this high end stuff and then people forget to mention like, oh, by the way, when you don't grow it, it costs a fucking fortune. Cost just an arm and a leg, right? That's one of the reasons to grow, frankly, you know, for us, it becomes, uh, you know, Captain 420 is nodding, you know, like when, when you grow, how do I say this? All of us will be in like a dry spell. Like right now, basically, I have to ra- ration my weed because the fucking spider mites and stuff. But normally you don't have to ration your shit at all. You know, you can smoke as much as you want. Smash too. It happens, man. Uh, a bunch of people in the chat have had it. West Indies is nodding, man. You know, a bunch of us have had to deal with it in the past. It happens, you know, but problems happen. But most of the time when you grow, man you end up basically having like a blank check for weed. You know what I mean? Like as, as much as you smoke, there's literally more growing. You know what I mean? It grows on trees, literal fucking, you know, cannabis trees, but it just, just keeps coming. Hey, so the dollar, dollar bills used to too. That's right. They, they used, used to be hemp. Grow on trees. Oh wait, cotton, wait, cotton or hemp. I can't remember. It was, it was like a hemp cotton blend. I want to say, I can't remember. Well, Cause I think they say us, us uh, paper money is actually like a fabric. Like amalgam or something. I can't remember what it is. It's supposed to cotton. Is it? Right on. If I can, before we get too far, uh, with the seeds, you say you only you just let the flower go until regular harvest time. Um, yeah, most of the time when I do it, I check um when I check the trichomes, I check the plant. I actually go by uh, if it stops taking water or not. Because you know, it feeds readily, you know, and then once the, it, it'll just stop. And that's when I cut. And I take the seeds out. I try to get most of them out while the plant is still fresh. People don't do that most of the time. I mean, it don't. Really? I let my seeds go as long as I can. I used to do that, but they end up getting hard or they get real black. And I don't like that. You know, I don't know. I just cut them down regular harvest time. And Not like, like, I mean, I, my plants are kind of like when I'm, when I'm seeding something, I, I want it to be like, I don't know. They're kind of dead. When I'm pulling it, not like all dead outdoors. Like I let it go as long as I can. Sometime last year, two years ago, I had to pull in because of the snow. But most of the time, I just let them go. I mean, what, what's what's gonna hurt more seeds developing? Well, I make I press it, so I don't want it to be dark. That's you know? true. Yeah, I don't do anything with mine, and if I do, it's hash bubble or something. The color don't really matter, but like, um, I, I'm a snob, so. I want it to look good, even though I smoke by myself completely. Like no one even sees what I do by myself, you know, most of the time. But still, you know, I know what I'm doing. Look, at, I still have like the the heady head stash stuff. Don't worry. Hey, has there has there been there been research on when a seed stopped taking in like nutrients like from the plant? Is there a time frame that stops? Well, you can. Most breeders I know are harvesting four or five weeks after pollination. Um, but then one other thing I was going to add to what you guys talked about earlier is uh, you guys are talking about the different um, chemovars changing because of pollination. Um, the plant actually will shift over to making a lot more fungal uh, and other like uh, disease resistant protein or uh, compounds rather um, if it uh, gets a chance to, to fully pollinate. So if you take the same cut and pollinate it versus unpollinated, It'll have a different um, uh, terpene expression. Yeah, I had hop latent and it ruined my terpene profile on my plant. And uh, a lot of people say you don't need to notice a difference, but that mother, or that thing tasted true. terrible. And I was extremely upset with it. But um, that thing really changed the flavor on that plant. And then when I grew it again, it well, still had 
we were talking about this the other night. Stressors more or less could be good, beneficial or probably unbeneficial. You know what I mean? It could go both ways. I noticed if I cut down a partial of the plant, the next couple of days, it really puts frost on. I don't know why it does that. You know, it's probably a defense mechanism. But if you, like, act like it got grazed by an animal, it puts more trichomes on. That's, you know, that's what I see. I don't know if it's actually putting more well, so, on. No, that's 100% true. In fact, it's I, if you go back and watch, I did a presentation a couple of weeks ago on how, uh, it's on my YouTube channel on how to increase flavor in plants. Um, that they actually regularly do root pruning and commercial um, kitchen herb production. Uh, they'll grow them in like NFTs, a nutrient film method, or it's made uh, an NFT. And and then they'll um, they'll harvest. They'll basically pull them out once a week or every other week and root prune them uh, to increase essential oil production. So yo, this is why I base my soil around that around chitons and, and uh, like. I think when the soil, I set my soil up to already have that defense mechanism in there, my, it, it, from when I started to using this stuff, I think my buds are chirpier. You know what I mean? I never believed the, uh, the flushing myth since day one. No flush shit, bro. Hey, You know, from when you garden, and you use milk or grow, my plants don't taste bad. My fruits and vegetables used to taste fine. You know, um, they probably get that from somebody burning the fuck out of their plant with uh, too much nitrogen or something. Well, especially, know. yeah, nitrogen and phosphorus, if it's in excess, it'll bioaccumulate it and, and taste like shit. A lot of them also have like other compounds in it. The plants are accumulating that out of the flavor. But um, if you're running really high PPMs and feeding the fuck out of something, you're going to be able to tell the difference if you flush or don't. I know a lot of people want to push back against it, but... I've been growing long enough. I've grown it both ways and side by sides, and you can taste it. Well, see, I don't per se flush. I mean, like I, I cut off nutrients. You know, um, when I hear flush, that means flushing water through the medium to get rid of whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like rinsing it, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was like a big deal when I first started growing. Like people, that's all they talked about was the flush. This was like three years ago. I mean, it was like a big. Jorge Cervantes used to tell you to put your dirt in the oven. I know I got I got one of the books and half of the shit in there is like either super outdated or wrong because yeah. that's not what I learned by myself, you know. Hey Potent, how much would you uh root prune? Uh if you're doing I mean I you just basically need to cut the tips off. So this is something else you can do too, is the other time you want to root prune. Uh when you go from clone uh or like young plant and you're transplanting into your main pots or even just yes. yep. into the veg pots exactly was then also uh helps increase branching uh, of roots as well but basically any amount of just cutting that tip off and that that hormone production at the end is what you're really trying to do so even if it's just like the end you know tenth of an inch or sixteenth of an inch that's perfectly fine the, the hormone that you're trying to change is in that very end growth tip and mainly on the tap roots Right, so you don't have to trim all the little fluffy ones. Just go after the big, fatter ones, the main trunk lines. That's what you want to prune to actually have that impact. You don't need to go and just pack half the root ball or quarter of the yeah. root ball off. You're it's just taking. You're just basically harassing it. Yeah. So I'm growing mine in sips right now. So when I transplant them, I just pull them out. I root prune a little bit to my bed to be flowered. There you go. I wish I could. I want to go to Michigan so I have more of a limit. I'm, I'm in Illinois and I can't do what I want or I can, but I don't want to push myself, you know, push the limits out here. 
Yeah, that's kind of what you know, do. Sounds like someone else we know. That's what I'm saying. I do the same fucking thing, man. I just feel safe. I like feeling safe. <laughs> it's not that. It's to keep the wife happy. Oh, I don't have that, but I am growing somewhere where it's like there's other parties. I don't like I rent it kind of. Mm. Yeah. And they say that the carbon filters actually don't always cover everything up. No, oh, they don't give a fuck. I don't use those. Because uh, if you got a zipper, there's no way that thing's airtight. Uh, probably not airtight. No, I wouldn't say. Because when I have negative positive pressure, it's relieving. <laughs> Shit, I've been running my fucking uh tents high, like 90. And uh my plants pray all the time. My plants pray from when they're babies all the way to the to the dumb grown. And uh when I first started growing, I was like, oh 90, that's way too high. You're gonna burn your plants. 85. Uh, I'm like, I don't know, man. Um, my plants seem to fucking love it. And uh some plants, got the old HPS growers telling me that shit. I've noticed some strains just pray all the time. It's just the inner genetics. You just yeah. pray. It is always pointing up. It's crazy. Yeah. It's all right. That's how my Camdilla Chem is right here. It's always uh, praying. And it's yellow. Yellow in a little bit. It's hungry as hell. Yeah. I hit a cold snap and I had to add like a heat monitor. I usually am good with just like managing it myself, but it's been so cold. But... I want to say hi, Kenny, now, and Val. How you doing? Cheers, Smash. Welcome, Val. Hey, Val. Hey, Val. Hey, stranger. What's shaking, Bacon? You having a good day? Still kicking. Shaking bacon. Now we all want bacon. Damn it. Oh, who doesn't want bacon? Well, right? Like, That's the thing. When you, when you bring up the words bacon, no. it's like, we just weed Pandora's box, but you get like regular bacon with weed infused chocolate. Oh man, a oh, good BLT. Yo, I had some. I had some weed infused beef jerky, and it was fire. Did you? How oh, yeah. strong was it? Uh, it was a little hundred milligram pack, and it was actually from Professor Pete from uh, this company. You, everyone should know this company. <laughs> oh, right. That's yeah, cool. it was from them. They're really cool. Um, they were really cool to talk to, but it was really good fucking jerky. Medicinal jerky. That's awesome. Yeah. Love I don't it. ever right. have an effect from anything that's edible ever. I got to take RSO and that barely. Yo, I got me. you. It's stuff like this that gets me. I only have a little bit left. This is an RSO edible. Hmm. So she made it with RSO and it gets me way higher than like a distillate edible or like. Something of the sorts. I haven't made no RSO out of actual flour. I always use my rosin pucks. I wonder if that's the reason. I weigh my rosin pucks before and after I squish them, and um, I can tell how much came out of it, so I know how much is still in there. Yeah, the rosin pucks are fucking great for making edibles. The problem is if you're doing it commercially, like, good fucking luck figuring out your percentages that way. <laughs> like... <laughs> you basically have to cook it down, make your base, send that off for testing. Yeah, you gotta get it tested to figure out real shit. Like, yeah, that's the thing that sucks about it. But if you're just a home brewer, uh, I back when I was making a fuck ton of rosin out in Cali, we were just they had a little old lady at the the local uh, down the street. She used to give us all of her horse and llama manure for the garden. Uh, she had a big ranch, and we'd give it all to her, and she'd cook it down in, the, in a slow cooker. Uh, with a whole bunch of oil for a couple of days, and then she'd use it to make a bunch of shit. She'd give it out to the like old people at her church and shit. 
<laughs> one time, <laughs> um, we dropped a bag of, of weed in the forest. Right? We come back almost six months later, and there's a fucking dried out weed plant there, completely grown, dried out, almost dead. You take it home and make hash out of it. I was 13 years old. That's the first time I fucking uh, ever like smoked something that got me high. I don't know why I thought about that just now. Weird shit comes to us. You do. Uh, Hate on Skills was asking a while ago about uh, what about looks? Do seeds really have to look a certain way to be considered good? That was a good question. You know, like we always talk about it. Uh, the fact of the matter is, they don't really have to look good to be good. Uh, they have to look good to be sellable, basically. So when, when breeders want to sell them for real money, they just insist on having them look good. But realistically, if you're growing for yourself, or many breeders will keep the uglier seeds for themselves and just do like a German phenotesting on those, there's usually nothing wrong with them. I mean, uh, that how's, how do I say this? There's a gradation of that. Like when the seeds are mostly good looking, but maybe the, the, the shells are a little too tan, or maybe they're a little bit smaller, or maybe a little tiny bit misshapen, they're basically just the same. But when they're like, uh, when they have like a cut off back end, how do I even describe it? When they kind of look like a tomato that has blossom end rot, then those seeds aren't good. Go ahead, D, show us that. Oh, you were just talking about seeds. I'm just going to show you some table seeds I got right here. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're not all the same. Some have tiger, mm-hmm. some are white, some are yellowy, yellow. That's it. Some won't even have tiger stripes. Like some will be gray, but will basically have like almost no tiger stripes. They don't really need the tiger stripes to grow. Yeah, that's just I, it's some kind of vestigial thing. You know what I mean? Like it's it's probably some soil camouflage. Like all that striping is basically soil camouflage. But yes, here, how do we? Un- I see that striping is the outside hole of the of the uh, of the of the shell of the uh, the way it grows. That's like a it's like um like a peanut. You know how a peanut has that little husk inside of it. That that all them little stripes can come off the, the seeds. If you scrape them, that's you know what? Them. You might be right because when you look at it under really tight magnification, it's not really color. It is actually texture. Yeah, so you might be right. It's basically like the residual of like the embryon or the, uh, what, the embryo wall. Fuck, what do you call that? Fruit um, of the plant, actually. The, the, the thing around the seed. That little, that's the actual fruit of the cannabis plant. The little shell between the, the seed and the calyx when it's growing or whatever. Like That's the fruit. That's what I heard at least. Speaking of tiger stripes, how about that? Dude, <laughs> Tiger King. Uh, Tell us about it, Potent. You you obviously can't can't fucking wait. What's who, who died or was murdered or what? What happened? Yeah, they went down to whatever country it was to try and find Carol Baskin's husband. And it turns out he was a pedophile and like it, it, it keeps getting weirder. Uh, but he was a pedo and apparently like people down there were like yeah no we don't know what the fuck happened to him we thought something happened to him in the states and then it was basically like really heavily leaning towards her being the the killer and then she had all the guns and all this other shit like removed from the house the day he disappeared and it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper like pointing towards that chick feeding her husband the the tigers did she get pardoned what's that I thought I heard maybe it was a rumor, but I heard she got pardoned from the president before he no, left office. You're thinking of uh, you're thinking of um, the actual Tiger King. He was trying to get pardoned, but they didn't pardon him. Damn. But hey, apparently, hey. they're like they're gonna. There's three more episodes of this season that they're gonna film as the court cases finish up. So there's like a lot more interesting shit to it. So 
it's not as insane as the first one, but it's certainly like fucking crazy, especially for like a true crime thing. It's more of like a true crime slant this this time. So I don't know. It was interesting. I it's like a little bit of trailer trash stuff that I really enjoy. <laughs> now Fumi, uh you do a bunch of seeds. Uh have you ever gone through and pulled out the smaller seeds compared to the bigger seeds and actually ran those? Not on purpose. And that's when when I was talking, I was like, shit, I should actually do that. I should try to do like a side-by-side germ test of teeny tiny little seeds. I mean, how <laughs> pardon me. I don't I honestly get, get a lot of small seeds. Out. I'm actually thinking about this. Like, for example, Morgana had those big old fat seeds. All of them were big old fat seeds. And then what would happen was the immature ones were tan uh, or gray with not very much uh, marking on them, basically like the same size, but just like less developed. Or there were some that basically looked like half a seed, basically like half the the bottom was basically kind of chopped, not chopped, but like sucked in. Basically, it was like a tomato with the blossom end rot, kind of the same similar kind of look. That was basically the immature seed, like immature and shitty. I'm just trying to think here. Like that's, that's basically all I got. I didn't get any like teeny tiny seeds in the same group. So like of all the different strains, uh, Persephone, um, Silago had the most seeds. That was the same. Like they're all the same size, basically with some exceptions. There's a few smaller here and there, but they're basically all the same size. But I know what you mean because I've definitely pulled out small seeds before. So it's 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 very strange. Like even that seed coloring and stuff, it's very um, it's very hit or miss uh, uh, dependent on it's some kind of recessive traits. Is what, I guess what I'm babbling all around, and there doesn't seem to be any like selective pressure on it. So it just it's like the luck of the draw, and it's very different every time. Like uh, each individual father to each individual mother, the seeds are totally different. And so, for example, like with the same father, like all my lines basically that I've released have all had the same father. Every single one of the seeds looks completely different. And all the seeds, they look the same. Like I can pretty much recognize them at this point, having you know packed a bunch of them, especially Silago. Silago, it's like the zebra stripe and Morgana, you know, big old fat seeds. And the Thousand One Nights and Black Prince Ruby, like a little bit smaller and uh, almost gray to black. But when you look at them under uh, like magnification, you do see, still see like they have all those squiggles and stuff. Anyway. They seem to be kind of almost at random, but there is a logic to them because I can obviously see there's some relation to them, right? And for example, like the Black Prince Ruby and uh, the Black Prince Ruby, Thousand One Nights, and my original Ruby Jack seeds from Stevie, they all look similar. So they all look related. There's some kind of commonality to them. I guess I'm babbling in circles right now, but uh, go ahead. Pollinate when the plant is later stage and the buds are really tight. I say you get those tight little small seeds. Um, I've had one of these autoflowers have like the seeds, every single seed was different almost big, long, because I pollinated it. Because they were pollinated at different times. Gotcha. gotcha. So when the bud structure is tight, when it gets in there, the pollen, it has a harder time growing, I imagine. So, the But even then, I would, well, I don't know, maybe. I mean, maybe if you pollinate the same plant at a different time, maybe it has less energy to grow those seeds. So the seeds would be smaller or bigger depending on when they're pollinated. That I haven't tested either, honestly. Um, yeah. Because there are some breeders that do two or, or even three different pollinations throughout the, the flower cycle. They'll come, and they'll come back, and they'll come back again, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead, Captain McClain. When you're going through your seeds, since you're now selling seeds, 
do you give them the pinch test when they're dry? Yeah, uh, it becomes pretty obvious which ones, because your thumb starts hurting after you pinch like a couple hundred seeds. But how do I say this? Um, how do I answer that question properly? I don't pinch every freaking seed because it's pretty obvious which ones I don't have to pinch. But basically what that yeah. means is when they're, uh, at least in the case of, let's say, all the lines, that maybe it'll be different in the future, but all the lines that I've released, whenever I basically squeezed and there was a squish, it was a tan seed or a seed that basically, um, yeah, it was either basically a black seed that broke in half for whatever reason, then I would pinch it and sure enough, it would break further, or it was cracked, or it was basically a tan, like actual tan seed. And anytime I've seen zebra stripes, I haven't been able to pinch it uh, down, maybe with like one or two exceptions. I guess I'm kind of even wrong on that. Because this bag of Thai seed here, uh, they're really close together because the seed's more tan. Hmm. So in my opinion, it's kind of like this, which are louse seeds, but they're darker color. And of course, you can see the lighter ones in there. But uh, with these, they're really hard to tell if they're immature or full because they're just a tan color compared to a darker color now, this will show up this is, actually it shows up surprisingly well okay hey. that shows up surprisingly well these are slightly immature this is a prototype and i'm so, this is not something to release this is all the seeds of this that exist in the entire world uh, but basically this right here is a kind of a morgana hybrid basically uh and the some of the seeds have been super duper black like i wonder if i can maybe pull one out and those are like actually mature yeah towards the bottom there's a couple maybe that are actually black or pretty exactly. close to it anyway. Exactly. Yeah, see right there. You can see one right there. That one is mature. And that one actually reminds me, because uh, I've had seeds from this plant before, the mother plant anyway, anyway, before they were mature, and they were basically almost black, which was really interesting to see. Um, I'd heard about black seeds before, and I was like, oh, I wonder what, what, what they'll look like. Um, I've never so far seen, I've seen some greenish seeds. I've seen a lot of brown and gray and whatever. I've never so far seen anything that was like red, or reddish brown. So I'm curious if that will ever happen. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I guess that was my complete thought. These are just like semi-immature. It wasn't really that much of a thought. I got a question. Has anyone tried to pollinate the pistols uh, in veg? Uh, yes, you can do that. Uh, in fact, Mr. Toad was just talking about that. Like there are some plants, uh, I was laughing when he said it on, I want to say Lemon Hoko's podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, a couple, three weeks ago. Uh, there are some plants that throw so many pistols in veg that you can basically pollinate it and get like, let's say a hundred seeds off of it or 200 seeds, you know, definitely enough to get like a, a tester run or something. And for example, the, the Ruby Jack mom that I have, the pink Panther, I call her, she actually throws a lot of pistols basically to the point that she's the first one to flip and flower and on and on and on. And you could totally just like dust her with pollen and probably get a hundred seeds. You know what I mean? It is possible. Yeah. So how about a uh, veg or a uh, female versus male? Uh, in veg, the left one's female, right one's a male. Same, same female. Uh, what about it? Just the, the the male grows bigger, or what? Yeah, so the males of the same age uh, will be much taller. Mm. Yeah, like sometimes more spacing on the nodes and all the rest. I guess it wouldn't be same female because they're from seed, but uh, again, same strain, pretty stabilized. Yeah, you can always sense them when you see them growing. You can just tell way before. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you're growing them down there where you're from, uh, 1212. That's where I learned this. Uh, was in Jamaica because when you do 10,000, 20,000 seeds at a time, you know, it's fucking they show almost right away. Yeah. 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 I 1212 from seed a couple times on photo period. So it works. It takes a long time to get started, but it works. You get about an ounce. <laughs> <clears throat> There he is. Mr. Toad says you can pollinate under 24 hours. Any pre-flower should accept pollen. And by the way, these uh, that's pretty much what happened. This was a veg plant that I pollinated. And sure enough, she she throws pistols. And I was able to get like, I don't know, what is this? Maybe 120 seeds or something out of uh, a veg plant. And she just kind of sat in the bedroom. And uh, unfortunately, the downside was that she basically flowered. So now it's essentially a mother that has to revert, which is a little bit annoying. But, you know, it's still the mother and she's going to revert and then basically I'll cut some clones and you'll have the freaking clones and whatever. It's probably time to reset her anyway. But, you know, in the meantime, I got like a whole tester run. Basically, I didn't have to flower her. Yeah. That's cool. nice. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wish I did clones, but they annoy me because they always get all, they all fall over when they get towards the end of vegging or flower. They all get all limp, sloppy and shit. I don't like that. You know, got that tap root. But you know, I do oh, regret not cloning some strains that I've had. You know, I'll, they always think I'll pop another seed and find it. They don't want to happen. Join the club. So How many times? Like, has anyone not like regretted not cutting something? Like, does anyone here not? How do I say this? Does anyone here grow with no regrets? Basically, for having missed a clone, <laughs> like, I don't think that's possible. Pretty much like that super purple uh, Black Prince Ruby that I always show. Uh, here's an excuse for me to. Uh, and we got rid of it really briefly. Or you lost it. I didn't keep it because I basically no, wow. I didn't even bother cloning it because I was like, uh, uh, I know I, I was, I would, whatever. I guess I could kind of hint at something. I was, I knew, I knew that I was going to run a few more seeds basically, and so I thought like, you know what, I'm going to look for that, but bigger, faster, stronger. Sure enough, I'm pretty sure that I found it, but you know what I mean? Like it, it's been a little bit of a. Uh, nail biter until now you know what i mean like look look at this freaking plant here i'll show you everyone's like we're looking man we're looking this one one. right here like this one it's even more purple in person and it's fucking strong as shit the smell is wonderful like non-weed people are like wow that smells like strawberries what the fuck uh it's wonderful but basically i figured you know what i'm gonna get that one but at least this size so this girl right here she's a big girl this girl medium size let's call it yeah like like medium uh not even medium to large like medium basically whereas this was basically a nice large plant this one right here is the same one nice large plant nice good colas uh this one basically very similar to the actual mom i think i've said before this is basically the hybridization that i would like honestly uh so this is this is the 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 sort of the direction of distillation that i would like to get and pretty much i want this phenotype but bigger faster stronger in every way i want her to be even louder even stronger even pretty much everything you know what i mean and so that's uh, uh, when people talk about running pheno hunts i've found that that's pretty much what you get like there are some circumstances where you where you'll find a one in a million plant out of you know a, a pile of poop you know what i mean like let's just be let's just be like, how do i it's probably not gonna be a pile of poop but let's say gorilla glue or something and let's just be super super duper maybe that's not even a good example uh let's create a strain that just blows everyone's fucking mind and it's a one out of a million phenotype it could have theoretically canadian come from 900 hairs. exactly canadian butt hairs it could have theoretically come out of a batch of seeds that was like a 
It was the suitcase seeds. The, the I don't know. I was going to make a whole Christopher Walken joke. Whatever. It was some seeds that someone brought from World War II or I don't know Vietnam or something. And ninety nine percent of them were swag, but there was this one plant that was amazing. Okay. But most of the time, what happens is you'll get a great idea of what the strain has on offer, even from a 10-pack, even from a 5-pack, if there's any consistency to the breeding. If there's a lot of inconsistency to the breeding, that's a different story. But if there's some consistency to the father line, the mother, mother line, and then you're running an F1 or maybe even F2, then you should have a pretty good idea of what the strain has when you pop a pack of it. Even those F2s, people say, oh my God, it's everything. It, that really depends on how it was bred. And how close those those uh, uh, lines were, how far away those lines were, on and on and on. Anyway, what I've found, and I'm sure there's a million different ways to skin a cat. That poor cat is still like, why? Why are you guys keep skinning me? But anyway, uh, I've found that what you get is not the one in a one in a million one in a million miracle pheno. What you get when you do a pheno hunt is you get the phenotype that you want in every possible way instead of let's say seven out of ten. So let's say for example, this plant is six or seven out of 10 for me. It has the aroma, the color, uh, the flavor, the high, uh, what else? Uh, the greasiness. Obviously, as you look at it, it's going to be exceptional for hash, on and on and on. But I want her to be at least 30% bigger. Uh, I didn't clone her, so I don't know how she uh, clones, but I'm going to assume that I could probably find an even better clone because you can always find an even better, faster rooting clone. Uh, what else? Uh, that's basically it. I would want her to be a, an extremely dominant plant. Oh, and you know what? Even then, on top of that, I want her to finish in 45 days or something. I got a question. Being a lottery winner right now. Go ahead. You're thinking about turning into an auto? Uh, eventually, I will start to fuck with autos just because everybody likes autos. Uh, but that's not a huge priority right now because I would have to probably, I would have to, uh, I would probably have to grow outdoors because I don't know that how I, I would, I don't know how I could possibly breed indoors because with autos, you basically have to breed every single harvest, every single cycle you're, you're breeding. And so as you're, because uh, you can't, you can't take clones basically, right? You kind of can, but not really. So essentially you're running through the selections as you're growing them. I, I don't even know. I mean, I guess maybe if I had, like, if I lived in Oklahoma and had a big old garage or something, maybe, maybe I could breed autos, but I think I'd have to have like a field of them or something. So I don't know. That's maybe. Where the money, that's where the money's going to be at. That's what a lot of people say. It's true. Um, I, I still, I grow a lot of autos, but I tell you what, you get a hold of some good photo type, there's no compare. You can't, there's nothing, you know, like the gelato got downstairs. There's nothing close to that in the auto form. Yeah, I have seen. Definitely not yet. That's for sure. I mean, uh, a lot of folks say that it's never going to come just because the genetics are too different or the, 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 I don't know, the sort of ditchweed plants are just too, um, I don't know, whatever. I think honestly, eventually the autos will be just as good as the, the photo period plants. I think it's only a matter of time, frankly, if they're not even already, I can't say that I'm an expert, you know what I mean? So, uh, some folks that come on the show swear that it's good as good. They might be right. Go ahead. It's the same. A lot of them taste, they got that sweet smell and flavor to them and it, they all have it over two breeders different breeders i find the same kind of smell and it's mm. driving nuts i i don't like it you know so that's why i'm trying to get this chem reverse this chem de la chem and uh pollinate a so bunch Tommy of says consider there's something to it right the autos yeah kind of um a funky kind of smell. I feel like I know what he's talking about. It's been a while since I've smoked an autos. I kind of don't remember, but I feel like I know what he's a hilarious way to say something. Go ahead. And then I a lot know, of but I don't. readers look the same. Like they either started with the same, you know, original stock or they're picking each other's gear. I just think like if you're a new person, you shouldn't be going towards autos. And I feel like that's 
they kind of looped them into. No, they're people say for new people, they're not, they're harder. Like get a good yeah. auto. Are they harder? Grow that thing nice. You know, well, you can stress out and induce flowers super early. And that's right. Cause they say basically anytime you mess with the roots, you essentially cut the yield in half, right? Like the, it, it's kind of like this, uh, easy metric like basically you look at it wrong and you cut the yield in half tall and then flower plant like this tall like right most of them. yeah 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 you're right and that's the thing i i say all the time that uh people grow these like uh frankly kind of swaggy breeders seeds because uh, they'll have all these problems and the plants don't root and they don't clone and this and that i'm like dude these plants are they're fucking weeds like they should grow like gangbusters like they're they should some of these plants are able to grow outdoors like 15 fucking feet tall in four months outdoors you know what i mean and they, they fight off bugs and everything else so like they shouldn't have to be babied to grow you know what i mean that's why i understand people have so many problems like uh when i go on the forums with growing and it's like uh it's really not that hard actually the less you fuck with it the better it is <laughs> you know um, yeah Thanks to Potent, man. Like, I used my LAB, and my plant was dead. It was dead. I used LAB within 12 hours and bounced back. It was insane. Nice. I posted those pictures on Discord. It was, it was, I mean, it was death. <laughs> it was crazy shit. I have never, uh, since I started growing, I never had a harvest not make it. It's, like, not, never had any pest problems or nothing, man. I don't know. I got patients. I say anybody who hasn't had pest problems is, is awfully lucky because I think they're coming. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I'm staying on top of my shit. I'm staying on top of it. I ain't playing it. Shit right now. But what's crazy is I found predator, like predator flies in, like around my in my kitchen, you know, by my grow tent. Really fast moving little, look like little wasps. You know, I'm like, oh, I don't know where those came from, but I know what they do. Oh, wait. Yeah. By the way, I'm putting the uh, link for the Discord in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. We've been having, God damn it, why is it? Lately, the new uh, uh, Mac, uh, uh, what fucking software update is this? I don't know, whatever the newest software update. I'm having all these problems like copying and pasting stuff. It's absolutely freaking bizarre. Like, I literally just copied and pasted from my computer to another app on the computer, and it wouldn't, uh, whatever. If any of you guys have the same problem, let me know, because it's driving me fucking insane. Uh, Fumidoro is the Discord, ladies and gentlemen. If it'll finally freaking copy and paste and actually work for me, it'd be lovely. You guys are welcome. To it's still not working. I swear to shit, it's still not working. I'm gonna have to, I don't even know, manually type it or something. This is ridiculous. Uh, or maybe you guys can copy and paste it or something for me. I swear to shit, it's not working for me. Uh, welcome, join us. Uh, we're having fun. Val, you have, have we said hello? Yes, we did say hello, Val. Uh, you have Valhalla over there. Uh, you uh, occasionally go live. Marduper over there is uh, going live a lot of times. Uh, I think I forgot to tag him today for the show. I hope he didn't think that was a like not an invitation or something. I wonder sometimes if people think that that's like a pure invitation. If you don't get tagged, you're not allowed or something. By the way, D, are you taking off? Oh, it's definitely like if you're not invited, you're not invited. Don't show up. Well, I feel bad you're that people like, think what? that way. Actually, it's not supposed <laughs> to be that way. It's Basically, like it's like that. whoever it's I can like think that. of when I when I start no, the show, I'm like, I gotta tag some fucking people, and like maybe they'll tell their friends or something. And it'll look like I'm super fancy if I have like 15 people tagged. So I just like tag a bunch of people, and so I'll pretty much just tag whoever I can think of who's on the last show, I and then I just it. I hit it because I'm like, oh fuck, it's already like whatever time it is. It'll be like 3:30. I'm like, Jesus, it's already 3:30. I gotta post really fire. You see what I mean? So like. Well, right on. Good. Tao, welcome. The American one. Val thinks that I'm doing a fine job. I bet you do too. Welcome. 
Cheers, yeah, you're doing great. You me. I, I had to come up and tell uh, Kush Cloud, knock on wood. Because, <laughs> yeah, like you boys are saying, it's inevitable. It is inevitable. Yeah. But I kind of like finding new problems because then you get the solution and then that's one less problem you have to worry about in the future. Hmm. But for Fumit, have you, did you ever pluck out any, uh, like connected seeds or people call them twins, but they're just like two seeds fused together. I've had a bunch of actual twins, but you mean two seeds fused together from birth? Yeah, here, I'll show you. Hold on, give me a couple seconds. Because I don't think I have. Interesting. I hope everybody has a good night. I just want to jump in for a second. I'm out. My battery. I'm having uh, battery problems with my phone. So. I'm checking out on Discord. And uh, everybody on Tuesday. Go, man. Later. Brains. I love you. And. Southie. Uh, so, Tal, you were saying? Yeah, like, I was I was really, uh, I was listening on the sea talk. I was all good shit. Um, I, my experience is, it does depend a lot on how um, far and flower the female is. Because what happened with these that I'm going to show you right now, they were like pretty, and, and how dense the buds is too. I pollinated heavily with this plant that was pretty far and flower. And because they all got pollinated, <clears throat> it was like there wasn't enough room in the bud for all the seeds. <clears throat> and let me see if I can get I think that's kind of sort of like how women are. Like, I know, like, a lot of times, like, the older women, like, during, like, the end, like, they'll start to release more seeds and stuff or more eggs and stuff like that. Do you think that could be similar? reason why what's going on with the female plants you probably need some later it's possible yeah mm -hmm. but you know like, saying he's heard this voice before fun. that's the voice of the uh inimitable uh the american one hey tal how's that mutant plant man i know he's talking about bringing it inside oh, it is dead oh, oh. Yeah, it's no more stressed um, it out <laughs> hey, holy shit you got a bunch of yeah, I got a bunch. And I, when I was going through and separating them out, I, uh, there you go. Turn your phone sideways real quick. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to help much. Oh, yeah, okay. Let me back it up a little. It's up there. It's not really focusing all that well, but, but you can see what I mean, right? Yeah, like, interesting. But they're what sandwiched happened? together. They look like, they look yeah. like beans or something. Well, they pollination, right? What's that? wonder what they pollination. Like later on, stage pollination right there? Yeah, yep. Like I was saying, yeah, it, there was, like I was pretty, saying. Uh, it was pretty far That's along. Wow. Like, have you tried to germ any of those? I haven't. I sent out at something to somebody who was asking me. Like, yeah, this one right here, you can really see it. It's like two, oh. they're just fused together. And you know what? I think I have an IG post that I maybe could pull up that's more uh, interesting. But yeah, yeah that awesome. was it was one plant. All these came from one plant. So what were you feeding it? Or what do you think was going on with that plant? Like, I was just trying, different, you think? I think it's, well, it was a God bud plant and it was really tight bud. And they were like already pretty, there was a ton of hairs, you know what I mean? And I put a ton of pollen, the, uh, the cheese quake. I, I bring it in there for like one day. 
so basically I keep them all separated. I let the females go. And then when I think I want to hit them with the pollen, I'll bring the male into the room. I never save, well, I save the pollen, but when I do pollen, when I do seeds, I use a, a real live male and live females all the time. And so it makes a ton, a shit ton of pollen. And I'll leave it in there for like two or three days. And then I'll take it out and I'll spray everything down and like try and kill whatever pollen I got everywhere. And I go from there. So this time, yeah, it was just that the, the, the white hairs, the buds are so tight and every single hair got pollinated. And I think that's why I did it. But I, I don't really know. But it, And I did it again. Like I, I pollinated, I made the same three, like I did it a whole bunch of times and it, they only did it the one time. So I think that's why. CPD was real high. Say that again. You try to pollinate when you get a VPD real high. Like, no, you know, I would, yeah, I have it. Wasn't um, it would be more drier on the drier side in there. Yeah, because I did um, that shit. None of my plants took it. Any of the pollen, I hit four of them, and I came up with maybe it was too humid in there or something. I don't know. Like the but, water um, got into the pollen and disrupted the shape. I don't it know. It could be shooting blanks. I had um. I got the pollen from somebody. Made a bunch of crosses. With the pollen, so it's viable. It was viable at uh, least. Before. Did he? Did you get put it get in the mail, or did you get yeah, it from like overnighted it? Uh overnight. That should still be all right. I, I would think. So I think yeah, yeah. might have been the VPD might have been too high or something, or too much water in there. I don't know because uh, I hit him real good. Yeah, that's a mystery. Some and some plant, some females might be infertile too. But I know for a fact. So back in the day, I had I was just growing uh, things, and one time I found a hermaphrodite branch, which is one branch on the plant in the back of the plant, and it was definitely a male, and it was definitely fully developed, and it definitely shot pollen out. But there was not a seed in the whole crop, so I'm convinced that that shit was just shooting blanks because it was there the whole time, and it was like you know like how. When pollen drops, you can see it on the all the leaves underneath it and stuff. That's what it was like. It was like obvious that it definitely was real. But it must have been sense. shooting blanks. Had to have been shooting blanks because none of it got seeded. Not one. <coughs> but yeah, have you guys ever seen that? Like what? Just one full branch on an otherwise female plant is a male. Like not not footballs everywhere, just one branch is totally male. I saw that twice. Now, I had a picture, uh, not a picture, but a page from a 1563 uh, botanical print that showed a cannabis plant that was a majority of it was male, but had certain or female flowers on it. Right. Now, I don't know if it would be for the illustration, but I have seen males oh, with yeah. female branches. There's, there's male um, hermaphrodites, quote, you know, there's males that throw pistols, definitely. I've had two of those that I've okay. found. Yeah, I was super disappointed <laughs> not too long ago. I had this male that I was like, oh, my God, this is the one. And then he threw some freaking stress pistols. I was like, bye bye. That'd be a good punk band name, Stress Pistols. The stress pistols. <laughs> is it actually stressed though, or is it genetic? In this case, it was stressed. Yeah, I was stressing him out, and so basically, like he, you know, got stressed out. So. 
Yeah. Some males don't get stressed out, and those are, the, in my opinion, in the good ones. But uh, some males get stressed out. How old was the male? Not that old, honestly. Um, could have just right. been totally. with, with endogenous hormone levels of ethylene. Uh, a male that can show pistols early has probably not hit its full sexual maturity yet. So there's a possibility that plant in clone stage would have never even thrown those pistols. Hmm. That's what I was going to ask. Mr. Toad, do you know, what do you know about hermaphrodites? Because I don't know. I'm assuming that both can contribute to hermaphrodism, but it, could it be just the mother mothers are, have the poly, uh, hermaphrodite gene or just the males? Both, both sides could do it. It's in the gene code of cannabis to be a, uh, somewhere along the line to carry a hermaphrodite. It's, that's just how the plant right. is going down. So you could get it from either side of the plant, male or female. Yeah. And you're, you're not removing it. There's over 200 genes that dictate sexual expression in cannabis. So there's literally no way for a person to breed it out of a line. It's go, there's a trait called atavism. Atavism mean, literally means grandfather. In Latin, it means a trait from a grandfather uh, line is going to show back up in the, um, in the right. progeny multiple yeah. generations down the line mm-hmm. so any form of abiotic stress or even biotic stress so it could be internal stress in the plant or external stress that causes this issue to happen yeah so it, atavism at any point can pop its head up in a line and start throwing out uh shit that you don't see a good um mutations are kind of uh, an expression of this when you see uh abc and Ruderials. These are showing you traits that are in the genetic code of the plant, but aren't homogenous through the line. You have to actually breed them to show up in that line when you find them. Yeah. Same with the twins. Yeah. You were talking about twins, as you can uh, actually induce twinning in cannabis by injecting vitamin C into the ovary. It has the ability of causing the ovary to split and giving you uh, twin embryos in the seed. Um, I've I've had triplets in seeds. I I had a twin that I grew out from one seed, but like yeah. these things that I was showing, those are like two separate seeds. Yeah, you're talking about together. seeds that just haven't completely pulled all the way apart. They're literally yeah. two seeds. Yeah. They those uh, embryos not inside twins. are not uh, twins yeah. inside. A lot yeah, of people believe they are, but they're not. It's when you get that one seed and you get two embryos out of the inside, and you end with that polyembryonic yeah. embryo which is actually a twin. It could be copies of the mother. You could find an actual clonal copy of the mother. That's through, what they say, yeah. Yeah, through the um, ovary actually splitting and not having to actually accept any pollen from a outside source. But that's, so one uh, of the first things that I noticed, Mr. Toad, in, uh, by the way, welcome, uh, in my testing, uh, you know, do the testing for my strains, was that I had a weirdly large amount of twins. Like people kept saying like, oh my God, Fumi, is this normal? We have twins. And I kept finding twins myself. Does that mean that, uh, and I've been wondering what that is, if it was genetic or something else, I still have yet to find it. Is it possible that there was something in my grow that was very high in vitamin C? We were just mentioning that vitamin C induces it. It could have been how the plant was processing the vitamin C in its system. Not that you were high in it at all. It's just that it went the ovary in that plant at the um, receptor. It was receiving vitamin C in the high levels for that to happen in that plant. I've had the same thing happen in a line I did um, 
New York City diesel across the cataract cushion. I got 90% twins in the whole line, period. Oh, Everyone man. I sold a 10-pack to got 18 fucking plants out of that fucking line. Man, that's pretty and, wild, dude. Yeah, I didn't know it was in there. I, like, I thought it was just a fluke, what I was giving. And then all of a sudden, I started giving the seeds away in my collective. And people were coming back. Literally, dudes were coming back with paper plates with uh, paper towels in them to show me. So, they didn't think I'd believe me. And he's like, "Dude, what the fuck happened?" I was like, "I bought ten seeds from you, and I got fucking 20. I'm like, "Right on, bro." It's like, uh, and then it's like the same the same day, two patients came in to show me the same thing, and they were both in the club at the same time. That's when we realized some crazy shit was happening with that one specific line. And I know I wasn't doing anything different in the way I grew, so it had to be the way. The mother processed vitamin C in that grow for that to happen in the ovary that repeatedly. It wasn't just a fluke to get 90% uh, twins in that line and not to get it in any other cross that I made with those parents. It had to be how that plant was processing the vitamin C during that grow for some reason. I don't know if it had to do with uh, um, how it was the CO2 in the room. Maybe it was light spectrum that was doing it because I used mixed spectrum and it was underneath a specific bulb closer. Many things could have caused the way that vitamin C was processed with an enzyme in the plant. Um, Mr. Green Jean's garden actually had a, a, strain, a line that was like 75% plus. And, and I, I don't, he could probably tell you more about the details on it, but uh, I know that I popped like 10 of them and got them just like you're saying, just got a, you know, I think we, out of the 10 I popped, it was like six that were twins or some shit like that. But um, he had a lot more people with that line. He could tell you which line it was. But I think you can semi-stabilize it in the genetics, at least according to him, at least. Um, I don't know. I haven't tried it or not. Um, I know everything I crossed that had the twins never produced twins after that in the lines. Like the progeny of that line never produced a twin. Uh, my Scorpius that I got triplets in had two females and a male. I lost the male, but I bred with that female. I've never received a twin in that either. So it's maybe it's possible that you can breed a plant that processes um, that vitamin C more efficiently than the plants around it. Um, I just don't know. You have to do a lot of genetic testing, I would believe, to be able to find those uh, those loci that are passing those traits across. And you know what? Even then... Uh... It would have been at first, I thought it was actually just Morgana that was passing on the twins. But then I started getting twins in Lime River Rose while people started getting twins in Lime River Rose, Silago, a few other ones. So basically all the strains, or pretty much all of them, have a bunch of twins in them. Uh, it probably came from the father then, in other words. So here we go. There's my triplet, my Scorpius. That's awesome. That's one seed that produced three embryos. That little tiny one was the male. and did not oh, live. It only lived about two say, months. Did they all make it? Nah. The females did, and I've passed the okay. clones of the females around to multiple people, but the male didn't make it. I was planning to uh, inbreed that line with that male to the two sister females that it came from, but it just suddenly died two months into veg. Right? I up-potted it, and next thing I know, it just started wilting and dying, and it was the yeah. only plant that did it. So it wasn't it wasn't my soil that was contaminated. I don't know what the fuck no, happened. The twins, just, a lot of times, is a one run. Even with the yeah. twins, there's one run and one like, because I've heard that from a lot of different people who had twins, and a lot and of this came kill from off, kill off the run. But it I kept seven oh seven headband. Fem Dude, seeds. I grew that shit out. It wasn't fem seeds though. Yeah, this was from a That's fem some seed good source. shit, dude. Yeah, good shit. The two females produced a green pheno and a purple pheno. Which was very odd, since the mother itself was not a purple pheno. So, 
I don't know where that purple was jumping out of there. I've never seen purple pop out of any 707 crows. So it has to be some very recessive set of traits that showed that purple in there because there's just, there's no way for you to get a separate embryo out of one seed that's got a different father. You know what I mean? It's not going to show a purple genetic from a male that the other one didn't have. So they contain the same genes. It's just showing a recessive set. Uh, I mean, I have a quick question. Um, when it comes to the seeds, are they going to be, um, you know how we see fraternal or identical twins, would they be seen as our twins for the plants? Are they going to be considered as identical or fraternal? It could be either. And it could also be a clonal version of the mother could be not even related because like, like the picture he's showing right now on there, the outside of the seed itself is maternal tissue that has no relation to the inside of that seed. The embryo is a complete different genetics and coding than the outside of that. So now your twin could be part of the female code only because some of her ovaries split during uh, ovulation. It could be a combination of the two parents that made it or you could have had uh, that plant go through what's called, uh, what's the word, man? I'm going to forget it here. Um, Apop mixes, which is a another form of asexual reproduction. No introduction of any kind of pollen. It's a reproduction it's on the cellular level of the female. Some A lot of plants in nature already do, like mangoes and shit will, can reproduce through Apop mixes. And what you're looking at, that thin sheet that goes over there is the pericarp that you see over the very thin layer that goes over the top of the uh, tiger striping that you see. The tiger striping. What are the tiger striping? It's the funiscus. It's part of the female. It's connected to that little indention on the bottom where the, all the... It's basically strex monitors on the outside of that plant because the fibrous tissue from the ovary attached to the bottom of the... Fun, it's called the uh, funicle on the bottom, that little indention. There's a little hole in it that allows moisture to pass into the seed. That's how the seed actually imbibes. Uh, a lot of people tell you they can tell the sex of it by the shape of that indention. And all that indention yeah. is, is it's the connection of the seed to the female plant where all of the uh, nerve endings, basically, of the plant talk to that seed and pass information. It tells it if it's hot. Yeah, it tells it if it's cold. This is how it gets its... Uh, it's information to turn traits on and off inside the fucking genetic sequencing that's being passed to it. Umbilical cord. Right? The seeds are so beautiful. It's crazy. I used to look at them under a microscope to try to pull out that's the purple phenotypes idea. based on the shape of the tiger stripe. And some of my lines, yeah. all the ones that had a teardrop shaped end out to the so tiger stripe were always purple phenos. It was crazy. I could pull them about 70% of the time. You got a connected one right there. That's oh, that's yeah. the twins that I grew out right there. Now, and if they don't have a separate from one, uh, from one cell right there, they got a connected stem but one uh, root. No, they're not connected. They, uh, it just looks like they're connected. That's just oh, like okay. root fur on it. Okay. There's, oh, I see them. Two separate. There you go. There you go. I see them. See, there's yep. two going down now, and there's one. And uh, yeah, one was definitely a run that I had to. Uh, I staved off the other one, like I put a, I uh, 
I blocked one from the sun. I oh, can see him coming out. It's called polyembryonic. Yeah. And you're right. Because after I found these twins, that's when I started reading up on all the shit. You're exactly right about, they say it could be one could be an exact cap duplicate of the mother. Um, like a clonal, a clonal, yeah. yeah, genetic duplicate of the mother. So I fucked up. That could have been the plushberry. Uh, this is, this was from, um, shit, I must have wrote it down on the thing. <laughs> it's Kiniwa, Kiwana Copper from, uh, I got it from at Silver Squirrel Farms. And uh, somebody gifted me the seeds. But yeah, as they grew, I, uh, like, there you go, you can see one was, Definitely larger than the other. Uh, I put it black so that one was getting shaded so that it wouldn't grow as quick. So yeah, I babied them up until they until they were uh, until they were real. But yeah, oh, let me see. You know what? Well, yeah, let me just uh, find those. Uh, those those bubble butt seeds. Oh man, I got a lot of fucking posts. Mm-hmm. Sorry, okay. here we go. So yeah, you can see them clearer oh, there. Okay. See, like how they're all like coffee beans. <laughs> yeah, it was really uh, mm-hmm. they were just so yeah. tight that they fused together. The, the shells, like yeah. yeah, some of them were four. See, like that was like four of them together, but I don't know. Like obviously, parts like that one doesn't look like it would be viable, but a couple of them definitely. Did you definitely notice any flawed. of the calyxes on that plant showing four calyxes coming out of the bracts, or possibly three calyxes, or just two the regular two calyxes? Maybe that has to do with why you're getting four coming out of there. Maybe you have a mutation That's on the plant too. to where you're having multiple ovaries because of having. Uh, multiple numbers of calyxes inside the bract. If you pull the bract off and open it, you might find inside there that instead of the two normal um, uh, hairs that you see, there's two more inside that you're not seeing. That's possible. I didn't really investigate because, like I said, I didn't notice these until I was separating out all my seed, you know, looking for for shit ones and good ones, you know, and just uh, packing them up. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. It was all from one plant. And like I said, I grew the exact cross using the exact same parents and it didn't happen in the other times. They didn't have this, like, so I, mean, I knew it had something to do with the stage of the flower too. So, or like maybe, maybe it was other extenuating circumstances. Like, um, it was a different nutrient regime that I didn't realize, or, you know, I don't know. Cause it was definitely at different times. I try and usually do it in the winter time indoors when I breed. So, Cause that's like the best time that my plants are the happiest. But I don't know. But yeah, it's all cool. Where's that post? I got a post here somewhere with that vitamin C telling me how they, they actually inject the ovary with vitamin C to induce 20 in plants. Hey, Bugsy Malone. I would love to see. Oh yeah, we haven't said hello to you. How are y'all doing? Better now that you're here. Skunk. Is that it right there? Any more insane octoplants like Octomom? Yeah. You guys remember Octomom? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Octomom's a good visual reservation of people saying nobody stabilizes their lines and shit. Like, you got one mom right there. She got nine different babies with eight kids. It's crazy. Here we go. Link between vitamin C and twin seedlings can increase seed production in crops that they're trying to, they've been trying to use vitamin C to uh, increase how many seeds a plant can produce for like oil production and different seed crops. Yeah, for corn forever. Yeah, this is from uh, University of uh, <laughs> Riverside. There's one of my twins that came from one of my lines also. Very Same cool. Thing. I was just going to show I finally found, uh, this was Charybdis, uh, and I was so looking forward to growing it, and then I can't remember, I think I actually dropped something on this fucking plant, um, right here, it was two, it was two little uh, uh, tails, and people kept asking, like, oh, are those real? Yep, they were totally freaking real, it was two little plants, it was the first time that I'd ever uh, grown a twin, and then uh, one after another, after another, after, I can't remember if this was first, or I want to say one of my testers, yeah, I want to say like uh, Steelbird, it was one of the first that actually said, hey man, I got some twins. And actually, that was like uh, Lime River Rose. Yeah, I think it was Lime River Rose. I've got another picture here, too. Right. Let's see if that comes across how pink that plant is. Oh, look at that. It's great. Right. Here's the here's a bud shot of it when it was dry. Oh, yeah. Wow. Nice. Ooh. That's my space cush. Damn. Sister right. side to my angel mail. Cannabis has so much beauty. In it. That's what I was telling you before about the beauty in the pictures that you take. I love seeing the diversity in cannabis so much. And when people mm -hmm. like the pictures you're taking, you're, you actually took the time to appreciate that. You didn't just snap a picture from a distance or something like on a microscopic level. The amount of life that that seed shows is incredible. I yeah, like that. That's a great picture. It looks like like a mother giving birth almost is the best. Right. Oh, here's some pictures of skunk one from 1976. Holy cow. They're old, dude. Uh, it's not my girl. This is from a man named Mad Jag. He's a man that is the first person I can find documented that bought seeds from Sam the Skunk Land back in 1976 and 78. And they through that uh, 3,000 seeds in Arizona in Mad Jag Canyon, uh, they documented that grow. It's on IC Mag. Um, it, he shows multiple. Uh -huh. Where's the rest of those? I thought you were done. Just kind of you going to say something, I was just going to say, what's the deal with Skunk Man Sam and the the the, the DEA accusations? Um, <laughs> Have you guys read the threads? I remember I, I, I read that. No, yeah. Nobody here yeah, has been able to prove anything on that. No, I think no. it was CIA, not the DEA. CIA. Oh, I can dude, tell you that I'm Sam right. was turned in by one of, uh, well, not Sam, but Neville. Everybody tries to attribute Sam to turning Neville in, and it comes back to a different man that used to actually work for Neville. There's uh, affidavits and court documents that prove all Yes. That. There's um, court documents that. Uh, were released not that long ago that uh i think 2009 was the first time they released them um old raymond that dude turned in uh anthony uh, turned in uh neville I remember reading about that shit he tracked everybody kept their addresses and shit all kinds of people got busted because of that oh. cat oh that's dirty yeah it's it's documented through paperwork that he signed the affidavit that he was uh turning them in he 
he still sells nutrients to this day that people are using. Okay. You know, I listen, Skunk Man Sam might have got permission from the DEA to work with cannabis because he was um doing that work and traveling abroad and shit. It might, you know, I don't I don't the know. The DEA don't doesn't know. have any clout in another country on how someone's using like Sam went and well, got his yeah, uh, license from medical cameras. Yeah, they have worldwide it. enforcement, I believe. Yeah, something. no, the DEA has the DEA no, has longer. Look, look into through the Interpol. UN through Interpol, ass. yeah. No, Interpol check this out. There's an actual treaty that goes over this. It's the 1971 UN Gas Treaty on Narcotic Drugs. It will tell you know, exactly the Coast Guard. Who, I have who is the Coast Guard running cannabis drugs. Really look into that. It's why we have federal cannabis scheduled the way we do. Most people won't look into this. It goes back to 1883. And then in 1931, they started the first treaty. And in 19... 19- 71 it was reconvened and rescheduled of all these drugs that we now have a schedule one and schedule two and schedule three were put on those lists at that time it was supposed to be reconvened in 2019 you can look all this stuff directly it's easy the 1971 treaty on narcotic drugs it dictates all countries around the world Mm -hmm. around the world and how they how cannabis is used how cyclobins are used how opiates are used and it's been written for decades that's why we are seeing these laws flake away at this time period it was already written to happen it's why we see AIDS medications being doled out to patients on the levels they are being doled out now. It was written in 1971 when they were going to do this. It's literally in the small paperwork in that thing. It's 100%. It's not. I'm not making this shit up. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You guys can take me out of this information and go dive into that paperwork and find out. That everything we believe is not really what we got going on. We can't change the status of cannabis in our country or any other country unless we change the people that go and actually represent this treaty. And we aren't doing that in our in any state. We're not doing it on a national level. We're not doing it uh, across Northern America from Canada to here. All we're worried about is getting our brand out there in this Uruguay legalized cannabis yes. like other countries have legalized it so they, they said fuck off to this whole uh u.n treaty about the drugs yeah, I don't, but I don't it's think not their laws so. supersedes lo- local individual laws you know, you can we wrote to, that to, treaty to that's why we won't yeah. leave that treaty right yeah, and, yeah, we, we and every now, state we're the first one going legal it's fucked up every like, state in our country can change <laughs> their laws right but the but New York state's federal. Yeah. laws do not affect California's laws, they only affect New York's laws. So New York can't sell cannabis to California and vice versa. It's still illegal. So even though your state might change what's happening in its border, it isn't changing the status of cannabis anywhere else. It's only affecting how you use it in your own household, which is cool and all, but on a state level and on a um, national level, on an international level, this is going to become commerce. And that's what's coming. Once commerce comes, Canada is in Europe, in yeah, and so is so is China, and Canada and China you are figured out the root buddies. cause. They're bed buddies. We went over this on my post the other night. It's super deep on how this thing actually dictates how we are allowed to use cannabis as a way to profit. That's what's coming: paper, um, plastics, energy. All this stuff is all part of patents that are covered by that treaty. Once that treaty rechanges how cannabis is scheduled, now you can profit off yeah. it on an international level. You'll be able to sell cannabis from California who, to who Canada. Who do you guys 
Let me you ask know? you guys this. Who do you think is the most knowledgeable person concerning cannabis? Potent Ponics. In the world. Potent Ponics. He might be the most uh, in the cultivation. There's a lot of dudes out there. Kenny from Tycoon. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you, boys. Dude, that I think of, scum. and I have, you know, I, I don't know. I, I this moderately mixed feelings about the issue, but uh, he's always been nice to me. Uh, Kevin Jodry, I want to say, like, that's the Kevin, guy. Yeah, Kevin's my homie. Right. He's you guys shit. see, that's what I'm getting to. Skunkman Sam knows more about Skunk. cannabis than all of those people put together. Dave Watson is his name. He actually holds breeder rights for certain strains. What, how enforceable they are, I don't know, but it's known. It's like well, this is—I mean, this is what we're he, dancing around. He, he Rob, claims Rob to be the creator of basically almost everything at this point, you know, through through basically owning Skunk and essentially Hayes and a couple other things, you know, like he basically owns, Clark, like, claims to own everything. And uh, he did. Who's the other two? Uh, ask Wolf Siegel what he invented. I'll tell you, he invented weed himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wolf Siegel was the first person to write Ed about. Russo, he agreed. It's true. Ed Russo and uh, Ed yeah, those guys. The one that claims to invent every. In fact, we released our lingual powder in California, and six months later, after he saw it at a show, he's got a patent on it. It was like, you know. Thing is, though, like the person that knows the most, are they actually, do we actually know who they are? Because think point, about yeah, all the people them. that, like, we don't know who's like hidden in the basement. Straight up. Yeah, we, has, know, like, we know so the people that are on YouTube. No, uh, these guys yeah. have have multi-million laboratories and stuff. The, like they travel to Raphael Mushlam, the man that that's a possibility our, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you think, Val? Like hoarders, uh, like Toad. I was gonna well, say Ethan, Ethan Russo. It's the person that I would say is the person that. Yeah. Well, well, but I've heard Ethan Rosa talk this. academically about. Weed. Uh, Val, what do you think? Like, so when we talk about that, uh, maybe we're thinking about somebody in a technicality, you know, like, how do I say this? Maybe there's a trivia winner that knows the most uh, uh, answers about weed. Wh what are we actually asking? Like, I guess, in, in, what do you think of Val when you think of the person who's most knowledgeable about weed? Who is that person? It's a good question. Like, generally. Framed better. So I think that person's going to understand all of the different... Like the the understand the plant, like the hormones, all of the different dynamics, the metabolites, all of the everything that's within they're going to understand. I don't know, like different. I don't know, they're gonna know. But then they're also going to have to know about soil then too, wouldn't they? Right. Or and is it just thought. more that's why I said so uh, only about that plant? I'm thinking of somebody who knows, uh, broadly speaking, them. either is such a luminary in one thing, like let's say maybe they were a cannabis sommelier and they're like, oh, there's such and such strain from 1972, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that would be obvious. But when my first thought is someone who's kind of the jack of all trades and master of all of them, uh, growing, breeding, genetics, uh, consumption, light. selling, lights. You could set up a new grow with that person. You could set up a new breeding program with yeah. that person. On and on and on and on. They know every Stone. single different methodology, at least broadly speaking, and could Google the rest of it. And so That's for me, you know, it's people like, I don't, I don't agree with that. First of all, he's very, very old right now. So I wouldn't hide, just, I'm not in no That's disrespect to an older person. Why. I would not. That's probably uh, why. Man, he, he was that. You don't understand. There is a point at one's life when you start to lose the ability to question. gain new. You guys should all know it's me. I'm the most knowledgeable person. You think you're the knowledgeable? Concerning cannabis. The most knowledgeable. 
How do you so think you it's you? me at the bed, uh, trivia. Foul. That's it. <laughs> I don't even know what the word is. I'm only messing with you. Half-heartedly. I mean, uh, Val made a great no, point, though, I because... Uh, I made a point of saying it wasn't me. <laughs> I was going to say, don't no, forget, but- Russo ran the, the all the breeding for GW Pharma. I mean, uh, he talked about, and uh, a lot of people haven't heard him talk about this stuff, because he, he all I've only heard him talk about it at the Dempure Hive event, which was never publicly talked about much. But... Um, he was talking a lot about how like GW Pharma has got stuff for like everything. They have stuff with all the different genes knocked out. They can hit like, you know, 35% on any individual cannabinoid and all this other shit. And his level of understanding of how the genetics translate into the expressions and all that. I've never heard anyone that even, hey, uh, the only other person that, to, that I, even comes close in my mind would be Eric Matherson, who I, most of you guys don't know who he is. Um, he actually mapped the entire polyploid potential uh, for cannabis. And he's a, a pretty cool dude. He's not a, like a, I don't know, at least when I met him, he was super, super awesome. I went to his talk thinking he was like another Mowgli Holmes and he was like the opposite. He was super <laughs> Sorry. Um, but uh, I know the name. Watson grew at GW Pharma. Yeah. Two, he has that on his resume, Skunkman Sam. Yeah. Well, it's I Dave know. Watson. If you guys, for you guys that don't know his real name, if you go Google him and look at his resume, it's astonishing. It really is. And he, I don't know why. Well, I mean, if you, how do more. I say this? Uh, Kud has been on here talking about quite a bit of it. There's, there's many different ways to look at that stuff. Uh, there are quite a few different stories about how he suddenly showed up with a briefcase filled with seeds that were actually somebody else's. I mean, I guess I don't want to say anything too directly because I don't want to get, you know, honestly fucking sued, frankly. Uh, so, uh, the opinion is that, uh, there are conflicting stories about the issue. I can believe that. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. All I know is what I read was, it was a little weird how the guy just like kept never getting in trouble, kept getting caught and then sliding out somehow. And like, Nobody it has was shown weird. any proof of him ever being caught. That's the one thing. There's no police record right. of anything. Anywhere. Yeah, exactly, because it gets scrubbed. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, what you, you, you don't blow your fucking undercover. Listen, listen <laughs> there's public records, public records. This is how we found out about Kogo, who fucking turned in Neville. After a specific amount of time, you can go in and look at public records. Type in the man's yep. name and find out everything <laughs> attached to him. These conspiracy Depending theories are why we passed CalMed for fucking 30 was. years. Sam, look, if somebody was a CIA operative, do you think they're going to publish it at any time? No, it all depends on what kind of on YouTube podcast with a puppet pretending he was somebody. If he was actually he would actually be infiltrating something. He's not infiltrating any community that we have going by going on these things. He made skunk so many years ago and passed it to the community. It's documented and proven that those pictures I was just showing you. Prove his. I'm gonna show you. Hold on. I'm gonna show you. In the 70s, right? So even if we don't believe his GW Pharma and all that other stuff, or even if we want to argue he's the smartest man, which is easily arguable, you cannot just start saying stuff about a man being something that nobody in 50 years has been able to show any documented proof of. It's well, I don't think we were just saying like a few of us have, have looked into it a bit more. But like, how do I say this? There, you know, we don't have any direct proof. And certainly, I'm not going to make it a fucking case about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. We have no proof. Same with Robert Clark. Robert Clark is one of the most uh, respected men on cannabis education. He's been partners with David Watson 
since the seventies. How, I mean, since they were in college together, since, since Robert Clark wrote his, wrote his thesis yeah. college, he's they been both, yeah. partners with, with, with this man. How did Robert oh, John McPartland too get such exact, how did he get to the status I mean, he has with the respect he has if he's friends with because they come in because they come in they squeeze you and then they tell you what you're going to do i don't understand how did they make robert clark become so respected among the community listen they got scientific leeway that's how let me let me read this quick so that i don't leave it up on the screen all right so this is dave watson this is skunk band sam since 1970 dave watson has traveled extensively to cannabis producing countries looking for Seeds of unusual varieties. In 1975, established Sacred Seeds, the world's first cannabis seed company in California. In 1980, yeah, we could argue all this. Yeah. In 1986, he began Cultivator's Choice, Amsterdam's Amsterdam's first cannabis seed company, breeding and introducing many foundations since many varieties still grown today. In 1992, Mr. Watson established Porter Farm BV, the world's first established Medical Cannabis Corporation. In 1993, he co-founded the International Hemp Association, working under license from the Dutch Ministry of Health. Border Farm established facilities used to breed medical cultivars and conduct cannabis research and development. Mr. Watson formulated Hardiform's research goals and created the team led by Dr. Eileen D. Magia that was the first to use STS as a uh, breeding method to sell cannabis plants that create single cannabinoid cultivars. In 1998, Hortiform supplied varieties along with organic cultivation and integrated pest management expertise to GW Pharmaceuticals in the United Kingdom and assisted it in selecting the cultivars used to produce TVEX and GW varieties. Mr. Watson co-authored Hemp Disease and Pests with John McPartland and Robert Clark Contributed to Franco Grubman's, whatever that is, his name, uh, Cannabis and Cannabinoids, and Mahmoud L. Soli's Marijuana and Cannabinoids, as well as many other articles. So that right there is a whole bunch of stuff. And that's how we got away with it. That's how we got away with a lot of stuff because it it was under the thing of medical and science. So, So since 1970, he's been growing shit. Somebody else in chat said Arjan, uh, yeah, Arjan and Frank, uh, the late Franco, probably with the other two people, just because of the sheer amount of land race that they've fucking grown. Like Jesus, I don't probably nobody else has grown as much land race as their their company. Uh, they mentioned in the chat. Somebody mentioned in the chat, uh, Breeder Steve. I can't believe I didn't think of that. That's a wonderful choice right there. Like that's a, a great. People yeah, were saying you potent ponics. I mean, you'd probably say Breeder Steve because he's been doing it just every everything you've been doing. He's been doing just a little bit longer. You know. Oh yeah, Breeder Steve is doing. Yeah, is another one has been doing it for a long time. Legend. Yeah, it would probably be better to narrow down the question. Go, to, go back to what you're saying earlier. You know, basically everyone that started the first cannabis company got arrested. Look, look at all the shit that Dennis Perona. How many times was Dennis Perona arrested? Or fucking Pebbles Triplet transporting weed to his thing, or or all these other people. All of them were arrested at least. Time, what was right? Mila saying when Mila came on, even in Holland, where it was supposedly semi-legal, yeah. she kept getting busted over and over and over and over. Yeah. See, where's this? Uh, uh, Resler, yeah. One of the original cats that was breeding back in the early 70s from uh, his uh, Orange Spice. Let's see here. If I can get this done large. This is, Charlie's this is, Farm. What's going on, man? Welcome. 
what's believed to be the parent line Multiple to streams. Sally O, the Orange Spice from uh, Jerry uh, Weisner, yeah. 1978. Big conversation. There's a, another good question. There's I've always been speculation about children uh, working with the DEA. Uh, and there, especially after that Hamilton episode where he was at least talking to the head of the DEA occasionally. Not so much as an informant, but on the chemistry. If you haven't seen that episode or heard the, uh, they did a follow-up. If you guys are a big fan of Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, um, there's also, uh, he's a podcast. And he actually interviewed, like a three-hour interview with Shulgin's wife, uh, who's still with us. Alexander Shulgin invented a lot of drugs. Now I know who the guy you're talking about. But yeah, I was going to say, we narrowed down the question. Who, you know, you would have to narrow it down to mm. who knows the most about cultivation, who knows the most about yeah. medical or whatever. <laughs> yeah, all, all sorts of different things go down because there's not yeah, one exactly. that knows. But the most exactly. rounded one, yeah, you can make arguments to me that it could be Jodry. The most rounded. I still say post Yeah, Not a bad idea. But how old? Like, I think age too, because current. Chimera has a lot of information. That's a good point. Oh, and who knows who in other countries? Like, who's the who's the the old hippie from that makes the seeds in London? Oh, Soma. Yeah, Soma. Who knows? Like, he's old guy that might know more than we think we we know that he knows. You know. I've seen some of his growing videos. Another person I would nominate, at least for current current people that are doing big shit, would be Joshua Steenland. Uh, oh, Joshua yeah. Steenland, as far as I'm aware, more acres of organic certified cannabis and living soil than any other single uh, consultant or, or uh, whatever you want to call him running multiple farms at once. Um, but I, he was running like 300 acres in Oregon. And like a whole bunch in Suriname and like all over, right? So he's got stuff going on in New York now and 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 other somewhere else in the South too. So um, like again, and he's doing huge, massive. I've been out to a 130 acre grow he was working on out in Oregon, and it's fucking amazing. I think I've shown you guys pictures of it. Uh, if not, I could throw a couple up right now. Um, but it, you know, was it him or was it well at massive scales? I don't know anyone else that's doing. Maybe Breeder Steve is the only person I know that's coming even close in terms of total acres per year. Was he doing hemp or THC? I mean, not that it really matters. He's doing both. Right. Yeah, you got to trust people, other people. Why do you have to trust other people? I'm finding in these times that you cannot trust other people. Tao, I don't do trust because I don't trust anyone. I, there's no way I'm doing 130 acres by myself. You just um, told us to trust other people. Exactly. <laughs> no, I said you have to trust other people if you're going to do 130 acres. Like you, you have to rely on other people, which is a fail in my book. Oh, unfortunately, you. yeah. I like an acre would be fun. Like, yeah, wow, though, that's a beautiful picture, dude. An acre would be a lot here in Arizona. So happy. Take so much water. I could handle an acre. Best choice. Every direction. 
Yeah, just Crazy. full circle. Yeah. Yeah, and then, those um, goes too, buddy. I don't think that many people have stepped foot in a field quite that big. <laughs> That's a choice. It must have been like a religious experience, man, because I had 60 outside one year and I felt like I was in heaven. I want to go, I still want to go to Morocco and see like whole mountains. Right? <laughs> Must smell so nice too. Can you imagine? Like uh, the rose test garden. Uh, 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 Kut has talked about how we have this wonderful rose test garden. There's like just tens of thousands of roses there when it blooms and it smells incredible. I just can't imagine like a whole field of weed smells like. And you can see, you can see the growing with cover crop and all that. There's no plastic, you know, uh, a little bit left over from the old stuff that they had for some of the autos because they weren't sure what was going on with that. But the rest of it's all cover crop. They got ear drip lines underneath the ground, so it's all drip line fed. And uh, so I can speak. Like I said, I don't know anyone that's doing anything on the scale that he's doing. Um, and not to mention, like when I went out there, he had ones with boom sprayers. He had ones with drip line. He was running like 30 acre plots for side by sides with different methods for watering, different methods for, you know, fertigation, all this other stuff. So again, I think his level of knowledge, at least at large scale cultivation, I don't know too many other people that, that have that kind of experience. Pretty amazing right there, those pictures. Yeah. What are you showing us, Smash? Oh, my new heat thing. Really? Just stays on. I mean, I have it set for 82. Kicks on. It's a 4% difference. So when it drops 4 degrees, it will kick on, which it drops down a little bit more before the heat gets going. But it's working pretty good. Everything's pretty much dialed in on this now, heat-wise, heat-wise. I should be able to just unplug this in the summer and switch to the dehumidifier. Cool. Crazy the amount of tech that we use when we're doing all the stuff inside. Speaking of controversial people, uh, this was in the nearby two from Lift Expo. Mark Emery. Mark Emery, man, no way. It was like 2003, 2004, back in Montreal at some weed rally up there. But he supplied a fuck ton of weed back in the day to a large part of the U.S. I Granted, he's had some, you know, shortcomings on his personal stuff uh, lately in terms of character. But, um, you know. Oh, no, dude. I know. U.S. Dude, Rita Steve was very unhappy with Mark Emery at, at one point. And he... He kind of let it slide after he did his five year stint, but yeah, I know the the lowdown. Back in '96, Mark Emery wanted more seeds from uh, from Greta Steve, and he couldn't do it. So Mark just took it upon himself to uh, 
you know, cross what he had there and put, and put uh, Brutus Steve's label on it. Didn't know that one. Yeah. And um, I know, uh, I after Mark, one of the suppliers for the high time stores in Canada for a while. <coughs> When he when he found out, he took his like he stopped using his name, but he kept selling the uh, the the crosses, you know, independently though. But yeah, like that Reed and Steve. Before I started like hanging out on YouTube and everything, somehow on Twitter, I I, I saw Breed and Steve, and I just randomly hit him up, and he talked to me like he knew me for like since kindergarten, like you know what I mean. It was he's just an unbelievable human being in my sight. Reader Steve's awesome. I, I uh, what's the first time I met him? The first time I met him actually was up in Vancouver. Uh, invited me back to his house. And we had some wine from his vineyard. And... Yeah, man. You guys all forget how to talk. Yeah, I don't all talk. <laughs> I came back stone. and everyone's all stoned. <laughs> right. That's it. Charlie, what's going on with your girl, man? But, oh, Charlie, we got to figure out what's going on with him. Yeah, Can we haven't said hello. What's going on, dude? Oh, hey, guys. Molly, doing better than you deserve, as always. Good to see you guys. Welcome. Great conversation. I was, I was, Dozing out, all this work to do, and I'm dozing out. All of a sudden, I finally got your notification. I think you're coming on tonight. And I'm like, ah, so it's was coming on. And always no, on well, Saturdays, dude. Yeah, no, I know, but I, I just didn't know with last week with that, with that thing and everything. I just, you know, I, I've been busy lately, so I just didn't know if you made an announcement. No worries, so, man. so happy to see you on, believe me, because it gets uh-huh. me up, gets me out. Welcome. So, Emery's the first person I've ever this one. Back What's in the that? early 90s. So the Emory was the first person I ever bought seeds from. Back in the oh, early 90s. Funny. One there, of the few was, and only times I ever bought seeds. Yeah, Charlie. I got I got someone who went to Amsterdam brought me back uh two three packs. And then after that, I personally that was the first seeds I ever bought was through uh Mark Emory Direct. But speaking of dozing off, Captain 420 is out, man. <laughs> I hope you're right. Okay. I guess I'll shut off his camera. Somewhere around, I still have his, 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 his the little leaf litter. It was like a, it was like a, just, you know, regular copy paper that he used to have his list on of what he had. I think I still have it somewhere. Oh, yeah, I still got mine. Yep. Probably at my brother's house. I'm going to, I asked him the other day to see if he could fish it out. He looked at all the cannabis culture magazines in the 90s, high times, all the way back to the 70s. We were going to find the menu that was that thing is collecting like everybody else collected Playboys, collecting High Times magazine. How's the organic, Charlie? Right. Somebody else doing? Yeah, it's oh, not color. organic yet. Okay. Still switching yeah, over. Most most of my the only inputs I have are not ones organic. Just my base. It's just a can of A B. Everything else is pretty much organic. Just wanting one to flower. It's just a uh, black strap, a little glasses. Put a little polish spots. A little bit of uh, I put it in the pool. I love that one. Okay. Like it? Nice. Creek. 
let it go. So my basement is so it cost me a lot to switch everything over. So oh yeah, for sure. I I started getting things together, getting organized to do it. Still be yeah. out after Christmas. I think you'll save in the long run. Yeah, I'll save time on it. I like the color of those plants behind you, Charlie. Yeah, they should have been. It just looks so nice and green, man. Right? It's so nice and green. All right. What's your mom? They're just way too big. Way too big. I'm going to clean it out, William. If you guys are on, we're on long enough, I'm going to clean it out while we're on. (laughs) Yeah, I need to move the flowers. Got to do a little more cleaning in the flower Move some, move some plants around. Move some other lights. Get these out of here tonight. By the morning, they will <laughs> procrastinate for a while. I've, I've been away a lot. My daughter's been doing Irish step competitions around the area. So on the road a little bit. But um, yeah, tonight, tonight, we'll just be a cleared out. See the back wall by night's end. For the morning, never comes first. Get cleared out. But thanks. I appreciate the compliment, guys. It's something special. Yeah. Oh, it smells so good. But they're my my girls. They're my love. Really That's awesome. a good thing. Burnt out. Yeah, it's so beautiful thing. How's everybody else doing? Last seventeen, you in a minute. How you doing, brother? Good man. Thanks for asking. Been busy with family myself. That's what's been keeping me away from the show. So. Yeah, most important thing. Steve, how was the thing last week? I got to watch Saturday for a little bit, but I didn't get to watch Sunday or Saturday night. How, how'd that go? You guys have a lot of people. A lot of fun. We, it was a lot of fun. We had a pretty wide range of different speakers on a, a whole bunch of different topics, so that was good. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, I, we only had we had one or two people. Kevin McKernan was sick over the weekend, so we're going to get him on the podcast for his talk uh, later on. And then um, we had one person... Uh, Dylan McAmmond, he had a big storm knock his power internet out on Thursday before the storm and didn't get it back yet. He lives in bumblefuck nowhere, so uh, he wasn't able to join us. But other than that, it went great. We had um, some really cool talks and a lot of side-by-sides, a lot of people talking about hybridizing a living soil with aquatics and aquaponics and uh, you know, different test results from different combinations thereof. One guy doing onions. One guy doing uh, a couple of other crops and then uh, a bunch of people doing cannabis, you know, a couple of people not doing non-cannabis, mostly all cannabis related in terms of side-by-sides and stuff. So it was a great, um, really fun conference and definitely check it out if you haven't. We're going to be releasing a talk a week um, as I edit them all up and stuff like that as well. Um, but everything is up there in the unedited form. Um, you can watch everything from start to finish right now if you want to. Uh, it's just the last two hours of the second day got cut off by YouTube. so. Uh, I'll be uploading those first. I already got the first talk. I'm going to upload uh, the next one on, uh, on. well, I take, take it back. Next one we're going to do is Heavy Days uh, panel because that was just fucking great. He's a killer moderator. Uh, and then we'll have Marty's. Uh, and then after that, we'll start uploading the rest of them one by one. But uh, yeah, definitely check it out if you haven't already. It was a lot of fun and super informative. Also check out, uh, we had a really cool guest on Thursday. Uh, Fumi was there as well with uh, Dr. Efron Cazares. Who's uh, 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 Kavaris? I'm sorry. Uh, who's a, a fucking amazing uh, mycologist that really dropped a ton of knowledge as well. Yeah. yeah, that was good. I actually got to watch a little bit of that too Thursday before I headed out. Yeah, he was. There's always so many takeaways from whatever you're 
whatever you throw up, I always think that so many takeaways. Every application that's out there is something that everybody that you have on is, is something that can be utilized. That's my opinion. Thank you. And yeah, I appreciate all the work. A diverse Thank group you. of people that are have kind of knowledge that maybe people haven't been exposed to, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I just find the fact you guys have the time to do all this. It's just amazing. <laughs> it does take a lot of time. People don't realize the like, work people tend to put stuff like that together. Oh, yeah. It's definitely really great point. two hours. Yeah, really great point. Fumi had on Dr. Faust Tuesday, right? I I was uh I was a little disappointed that that the uh that that kid what well, uh, I can't remember his name uh that did those long uh, fermentations that he didn't make it he was traveling during that or whatever. Yeah, we were hoping to get Quan Con Fem on again. He's actually yeah uh, he's almost done his next like round of study or whatever on that on the uh, ferments. So we're hoping to have him back on maybe in in January. Excited to see hear him on again. That was a really interesting one. We have, How's uh, your Dr. testing coming along with all those fermentations? Uh, I've, I haven't had much time to work on it. I've had a bunch of like, uh, we're still getting the last of the kinks work out of the new lab and some other stuff. So I've been either running around doing consulting or working on my machine till late into the night. So uh, one or the other. <laughs> Over time, that's going to become a lifesaver for a lot of people. Well, definitely, uh, especially the next week when things are a little slower with the holiday and stuff, we'll get more work on that. Uh, I just haven't had time the last week or two. Yeah, it was crazy listening to Dr. Faust on Tuesday uh, talking about humic acid. And I was just looking at my humic acid. I'm like, fuck, it's black. Fuck <laughs> me too. That's exactly what I was doing. Is, and I got a big 50 pound bag of this shit too. Yeah, I'm like, God damn it, dude. <laughs> so more I'll ever use in my lifetime. It happens. Like I have uh molasses. I bought like a it turns out lifetime supply of uh, molasses. It's only like just one big oil, I don't even know, five gallon bucket or whatever, but I have nothing to do with it. And the worst part is I'm not sure how to throw it away. This is just a bucket of molasses. You know what I mean? Fun, fun fact. If you buy like more than four or five gallon buckets of molasses from the feed store, the ATF will show up thinking that you're doing booze. We had that happen to us. Uh, <laughs> on. Uh, Same thing with peroxide. It's the other one that'll get you flagged with a, a special visit with a bunch of black cars. I've had that happen too. Fun. Right. Not over there, Bugsy. It's pretty flower there, Bugsy. What was that? That was a lollipop. That was the purple pennywise that Oh nice. Yeah. Lollipops are good too. Is that one of the ones with the, the chewy center? Yeah, it's a it's a pop Nice. Do other countries have lollipops too? I'm wondering, like with the Chewy Center, or is it like an American thing? I, have no idea. I don't think that's exclusively American. I don't remember if I've ever seen a lollipop somewhere else. 
Like, not enough people actually suck on lollipops, I have to be honest. Like, I don't know. It's always like, just like kids or Bugsy comes on or like once a year I'll suck a lollipop. I'm like, oh, this is delightful. Willy Wonka. Yeah. You need to hang Willy out. Willy Wonka the lollipops. Hmm. What's that, Potent? I said you need to hang out with more people who do E. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. That's it. Then it'll be fixed. Uh, <laughs> hop on, folks. We're talking about random nonsense. Trey in the chat is talking about Teutonic butts. It's probably more interesting than what we're talking about right now. We went from hyper-interesting shit to... I don't even know what we were just talking about, honestly. I've already forgotten because so, it was so dumb. So, we were talking about like different people in the industry. Like, who we think are, like, absolutely, like, the best. That's what we went Is there something useful for that? I was thinking that, too. Like, uh, so what's, uh, you know, you could ask, okay, define the question, but then also, like, uh, what for? Like, what's the question for? Do we get something out of it? Do we get to know, like, oh, that's someone to talk to or emulate or uh, listen to or what? Like, because I've I've, uh, come to the terms or I've come to the conclusion that a lot of those folks that are really super expert, like I have to be very careful about what I listen from them because I think that, uh, how do I say this? I don't want to be impolite about it because they're not necessarily bad people, but they don't always tell you what you need to know. They tell you what they want you to know, basically, in many cases. Biased. So, well, Secret. I mean, everyone's biased. How do you, it's exactly. And it's not, I'm not saying it in a bad way. It's just, that's just how humans are. Like whenever we speak about something, you're going to talk about, well, you're not going to talk about the worst part immediately. As a human being, you're going to initially gravitate towards your side. Right? There's also just a lot of cloak and dagger bullshit going on in the market, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially with legalization, I feel like that really ramped up the amount of knives in people's backs. Right. Apologies. Claire is being a jerk. I have a dog. And... Well, I have two. They're big babies. They're very needy. I'll be back. I was just telling the guy on Instagram. He, I think he has way more followers than me. I think he's up in like almost, like almost two thousand range. He didn't have a, a clue who Coot was. I was like, mm. oh my god, because <laughs> he had an he iron didn't have an Instagram. Look at that. His iron deficiency. I'm like. Just use some kelp mail or something like that, you know. He's had Instagram twice, both times. I fucking, uh, I was like, oh my god, coot. Okay. <laughs> and he got rid of it. He's like, Quick, yeah, then he's gone. He's like, I'm like, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I mean, what does he need that shit for? You know, it's such an open-ended question. Yeah, but I was curious, fun. Charlie's Farm, because you probably think, I guess I just interrupted you, Poten, I guess I'll finish my thought. Charlie's Farm, do you ever think about it that way? Like, oh, I'd like to learn more from somebody who knows a lot about weed or something. And then do you think like, okay, who's the expert or something? I don't know, I'm trying to figure out why we're asking this question. Yeah, I don't think I've ever asked. <laughs> who's the best? I've always seen uh, I, I've had different phases. And maybe in the beginning, I was looking like, you know, who I think... Uh, and I talk to him and get contact with him. It was a good reputation, has a reputation at the time. You talk about the 80s, early 80s, and uh, not, not time on social media or needs to get contact with anybody for that matter. Um, you know, and then uh, in the 90s, I was kind of trying to refine things a little bit more um, when it came to uh, what I was growing. You know, all I had was the bag seed or the 
Lamb's breath was going to be like, you have to get a seed out of it. You know, uh, you're lucky if it was a female, out of that female, then you start just cloning it. You had that thing in the 90s, I think. You know, we're we're going to get a variety because then I got, you know, Mark Emery came in to see what you actually want to see, but never heard of me anyway. Hmm. Different circles, different people I found, you know, um, like a lot of people never heard of Coop. I hadn't heard of Coop until I actually started watching your show. Hmm. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I don't know. It's, there are different phases. Like, so, yeah, there's always something I can take from me personally. There's always a nugget of some sorts. How somebody's doing something maybe that I can possibly integrate into my application or or um, somewhere down the line, like it's you know a little switch of a walk going, you know what? If I do this at another spot that I'm gonna build, maybe you know, I'm gonna try things that way. Um, whether it be energy saving or time saving or or whatever, whatever the case. So I always find there's always, you know, even people I don't necessarily like, there might be something that they say that I might need. That's why I always say better friends than enemies. Mm. You know, um, a lot of people, you can almost see right away that they're just so full of shit that, you know, it's like, all right, this is a waste of time. No, How do you know. see that? I'm because a lot of times they'll bullshit. they'll hide the bullshit sometimes pretty well, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you listen to people's timeline. You listen to little little things here. Right. You, know, you, can't, you can't shit a shit up. That's what my father used to always say to me: bullshit, a bullshit, a bill. Great way to tell is if they try to associate themselves heavily with someone that's well established. Yes. Like yes. Oh, yeah. Kind of like Dr. Elaine Ingham, like fucking parasites. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> you know anyone, like you're talking about. Try to write. They try to write coattails. They try to write those coattails, but they have absolutely no idea what the hell they're talking about or the person they're talking about. But they, they know. Yeah, you know. They know what you mean. So, what a what a great so. time to remind the viewers about the latent photo bounty. Uh, if you have a photo of Layton, there's a sixty dollar photo bounty and two packs of seeds currently that will go your way. <laughs> That dude has never grown weed. He's never really grown a garden outside of his backyard. And he goes on here and tries to act like he knows everything. Dude, not, doesn't fucking grow shit. He's <laughs> of the aquaponics community. I've known him before he even grew weed or even tried to grow weed. He used to be part of the aquaponics association. Got himself kicked out. Like, dude doesn't know shit. <laughs> That's a shame. What my point? Good job. What a fine point yeah. on that one. But seriously, if someone is is clinging on to some other name in the industry, it's because they don't actually have anything of their own to stand on or talk about or like present as something different and data wise or like have any kind of uniqueness or anything that's really relevant. Like seriously, like you see this with a couple of different people in the industry and it's pretty name something that they actually came up with or did or contributed or whatever. You can't. Really, <laughs> there's some other people yeah. that fall out of that category. They, but do. they, they truly try to make it out like they invented the wheel. It's like you know they didn't. You know they do. They try to come across until they invented the wheel. It just turns me off right there. You know, you see, Odin, you you sh- 
you not only, you know, obviously the way that you present yourself, you have credibility. I mean, you know, but not only that, you, you, you speak about what you've done, what you've seen done, like literally seen done, or done with your own hands, or been there when it's being done. To me, that gives you all the credibility in the world. Yes, 100%. Don't tell me what you've done and then not show anyone. Mm. You know, or just, in theory. You know, it's great when you find the people, though. I don't want to harp on all the negative because there are good people out there that are willing to share everything that they've done, good and bad. You know what I mean? And um, those are the people I respect. But everything goes perfect. Life isn't like that. Show me your good, show me your bad. Right? Because you're going to have the bad. Well, that's the problem with social media, right? That's the literally the. the uh they say that basically instagram and so on well facebook and instagram basically give like young women horrible self body self image uh, issues because you essentially only see a highlight reel right and so social media is basically all of your only greatest successes and even those are edited to something like you know yeah okay you stayed in hawaii at some hotel but no you were not on the top floor or whatever but that's what the instagram shows and then everyone is jealous oh my god they stayed on the top floor um you know, yeah, a lot of growers are like that, daughter. where they'll only show the fabulous successes of their life. You know what I mean? Where they'll even use other people's flowers for their page, uh, but then they'll, they'll never show you their problems or anything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of pictures stolen. Somebody else found them. And then the only reason why they found them is because they were used for their, their seed company, Southern, Southern Oregon Seed. And hmm. they, they were like, you know, I just saw the picture you just sent me of my strain. Somebody else has thrown it on there saying it's their screen. This was, you know, four or five years ago. But I, I teach my daughter that. Don't believe anything. And I don't care what it is. Don't believe anything that you see online. And, you know, she's going to be 10 this year, 10 in January. And I drill it into her head. Don't believe anything that you're seeing. You're not seeing any of the, any of the, the scrambled eggs that it takes to make any of what they're making. And it can be edited into anything. To, to be anything or get a, you know, it's all about feeling, getting that light. And that doesn't matter in life. It's what's in front of you, what's tangible, and the people that love you is what matters. Not people. She was upset a year and a half ago. She's only six and a half, seven, seven and a half, eight and a half, whatever the hell it was. You know, um, she was like, oh, my friend has 100 followers and I only have 60 something. And I said, that's not what it's about. And we sat down and had a long talk about it. And I keep talking to her about it because this is her future, not mine. I got 20 good years left in my life. She's, she's got a whole lifetime to go to her. And don't make, you know, this is part of your life. Don't make it your life. Yeah. In those, that framework of trying to, you know, it constantly instill. Can you imagine the Charlie's Farm? This is, this is not a joke. This is an inflection point in history, or at least we're just about to get to one where uh, robotics, AI, computerization, everything just envelops our lives. And, you know, a lot of folks have seen that Ready Player One, where most of humanity lives in shit boxes and their entire existence basically exists to play a virtual reality game that basically everybody else plays. Like, that's what Mark Zuckerberg would love for us all to do. 
You know what I mean? He would love it. And then Jeff Bezos basically said that we're going to depopulate the earth and send everybody up into space and space factories. So pretty much during the daytime, they can work for Amazon. At nighttime, they can work in the freaking game mines. Or I don't even know what the fucking that weird life would be. But uh, if we let them have that kind of a society, holy shit. Like they, those are the kinds of guys, uh, West Engine, those are the kinds of fuckers who unironically watch The Expanse and are like, dude, that's great. I think that future is wonderful. I'm going to be Jules Pierre We should have killed more of those fucking belters. That's it, man. <laughs> Space them more. Yeah, those are the guys who root for Vladimir Baron Harkonnen uh, on uh, Dune. They're like, oh, that's great. <laughs> of course, nobody thinks that's funny because none of you heathens have seen that fucking movie. I'm sorry, I'm not. A- you guys. And no, but you're, I, I'm you're, a you're, you're shit out of luck one. because it's literally leaving HBO, I want to say, like tomorrow. So, unless you guys watch book. it. I read the book in the 70s. The new movie is excellent, it. actually. Dude, Charles I watched Stars. the movie. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I'm just giving you my chronological doom. I'm a fanboy. It's one of the few things I'm a fanboy of. Oh, yeah. And then I, well, I saw the movie. Didn't really like it at first because, you know, I was listening to critics. That was, you know, listening to critics at the same time. Saying, well, Which one? The, the old one? The, the Yeah, the old one. But it was still an unbelievable movie, and I loved it. And then uh, I now I am literally waiting for the right moment to watch the new one because I'm just going to... Completely, I'm going to get the atmosphere right. I'm going to sit down because I don't have a lot of time. And hopefully my daughter and my wife will be with me and we're going to watch the movie and it's going to be an experience. And because I just am so, I can't wait to see it. Just can't wait to see it. But I can't rush it and I want to watch it. If I want to just rewind it, or I mean, just play it again. Rather, sorry, I'm stuck in the past with rewind, but I want to play it again. I can play it again right away. So, yeah. Keep teasing me with it. Keep teasing me with all the little things that you see. Oh, uh, this man, this new Dune movie, though, seriously, it's so wonderful. And I'm looking forward to it because he did a great job. So they basically greenlit, they've already already greenlit the second part, like the part two, basically. Uh, and uh, or I guess movie two or something like that. So it's going to be like a whole franchise, pretty much like Star Trek uh, or Star Wars, I guess to say. Um, kind of, It's kind of gross to think that because there's going to be like, I don't even know, like toy Kwisatz Haderach and fucking sandworms and shit. I don't even know. Are the kids going to play with like full animatronic sandworms or something? I don't even know. With like the butthole mouth. Even more dialogue though. Like I felt like they really it did. Yeah. <clears throat> they really cut and they cut out some scenes and changed a couple of things that was like, what the fuck? But it was already like two and a half hours. So I guess they cut like a knife. Yeah. I, the first I, I watched it a couple of times and the first time I watched it, I was like, you know what? This is uh, a little bit too good a fan service. And the people who are new to it are going to be a little bit lost. And then I watched it again. I was like, you know what? It's actually very, like very well put together. It's like a dream sequence. You know, even the first scene, I, I think I said this on my show, it's that. And it says like out of nowhere, people are like, the fuck was that? It says like uh, dreams are secrets from the, the 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 deep, some of that. Anyway, like the whole thing is kind of like a dream. Everything about it is dreamlike. And uh, Paul Atreides keeps dreaming, you know, every time he touches spice and has these premonitions. So like the whole thing is supposed to be like, it's honestly the best made science fiction movie I, that I know of. Honestly, it's a, basically like a piece of art that makes you talk about the different elements of it as they are art, you know, like you actually like, oh, that's emotional and such and such and all these different things that people are going to still be talking about and i can tell you this like uh, i know a million people that can watch star wars on repeat but i cannot watch star wars on repeat but i could almost watch that movie on repeat like it was just the music was good and the, the filming the scenery like even if you like just disregard the story and stuff so fucking beautiful 
anyway, I, I really quite enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the second part. Smod Poker's in the house. Welcome, finally, bud. Welcome. Here, let me spotlight your uh, video. Uh, you're muted, Smod. So if you're talking about that awesome garden, nice yield in there. Holy cow. Nice big colas. Uh, we can't hear you. Oh, Zoom did an update because they just tried to get me to do an update. So you might have to change your mics again. Hmm. Perhaps. We still can't hear you, Smut. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Yeah, man. We could for a second anyway. Can you guys hear me now? Yep, I can hear you. All right. What's hey, up, Hey, the American one. It's nice to see everybody. This is actually the first time I've ever been on. I didn't know if you guys would be able I think to hear it's me. the first time, man. Welcome. Yeah, I've got a joint rolled up. I figured I'd come on and smoke, but I couldn't sleep. So I joined in here. I'll tell you what okay. I got. Uh, I can't see chat with the way I'm doing Where this. Is it, man? Same here. I can't see chat either. I just appreciate everything. The garden. It's beautiful. These are three doses of photos that we uh, we mainlined them, and we're growing them in cocoa, but we hand fertigate. So uh, they often live in suboptimal conditions because they dry out too much. But uh, we're going to go. We have a Rotec USA sent us a system to try out for auto fertigation. We're excited about that. So we have a lot of burnt tips, even though we're running a low EC, and uh, strictly due to the dry back. But I figured I'd mention that before anybody jumped on and started <laughs> giving me the business. Oh, we're, no we're one's excited. criticizing. Oh, we're not going to give you the business. Don't worry. We're over here. We're just, we're over here currently just going, ooh, they flowers. Do it to me. Right? Nice looking garden. Really yeah, they only give me the business. So, but it's friendly business when they do it right. to me. We got some aviations from uh, the American one that we wanted. Oh, that's cool. And uh, we have a second ten here. We're excited to start it up and get those get those Amy Aces going. I've seen pictures, and uh, that's going to be exciting. So thanks again for that, Tom. No worries. I'm glad you guys come visit that the podcast every Sunday. And yeah, man, I can't wait to see what you do with Amy. Because look at those chunks. Look at this kid. He's killing it. They're killing it. Dude, Doctor Coco really puts it out. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know what? I didn't even want to mention him after you guys were just grinding everybody up about attaching themselves to someone's name. I'm thinking, shit, I, I don't want to say it, but yeah, that's. that's oh, my- no, it's a different story. Like, uh, we're not <laughs> saying that. How I say this? I, I actually firmly believe that you should, uh, I don't know, maybe you should give credit answer, but I, you should give credit where credit is due. And if you had a mentor or a friend or anything else, if someone gave you free seeds or on and on and on, like, I think you should absolutely fucking roll with your homies. However, if you're basically riding their coattails, that's a little bit different story, you know, and there's, there's sort of an obvious difference where basically like the person riding the coattails has nothing to offer except for like, oh, did you know that I have this friend? Uh, I think that's yeah. what we're talking about, you know? Yeah, no, Dr. Coco is a good friend of mine. He's actually got me into uh, testing these lights and uh, a couple other things. I'm not the greatest with computers, so he's very patient, works with me, and uh it's great. He's taught me a lot. His sites taught me a lot. We hang out and chat all the time. And uh, yeah, so definitely always, I always like to give a shout out to everybody over there and to the Sunday show tomorrow, uh, the Chief Homegrown. Uh, I've been watching that for about three years with Kyle on the panel and everybody else. And uh, I've learned a whole lot there. So 
Yeah, and this swing by here when I'm awake and I can catch things. So uh, that's why I was excited yeah. to like potent phonics and everybody. I look up to all these guys and and everybody that's on the panel, and it's nice to be able to come mm -hmm. on here and hi. Jack runs a good show over there. I, I, I'm always creeping on the cheap home growth. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not because the same thing, like if I'm not on this, I'm most of the time I'm in the garden mm -hmm. doing something. So like I'm always creeping on podcasts. I'm not really saying anything in chat. Well, that and plus I think it's also good for you. Like, cause if you have that as a resource, like say for example, if you I mean coming across someone on the street, they're like, Oh, well, how do I get going? Like, well, it's kind of difficult to lay it all out if you have like that easy method or something. You're you're a couple like give them a couple choices and stuff like that. Soil, light, humidity, sixty percent. Keep it above seventy. You could probably lay it out kind of easy with soil. You know what I mean? But uh, other some other methods, I think it would be a lot harder. Like Steve trying to like mm -hmm. explain aquaponics in like ten seconds. I mean, yeah, I could well, like, I could hook someone up about. I could hook someone up about growing outdoors in the ground, but that's what is what it is, you know. But when you're talking about setting up a aquaponics or a hydroponics or whatever the aquaponics are, you're talking about more complicated things. You know, I have to go out and water three times because the heat's tight. That's all I have to worry about, you know. Once I get my stuff going. Yeah, once mine's outdoors, I barely even have to water. Well, if I don't water mine twice or three times. Yeah, a day, yeah you're in a different climate than me. Yeah. I have moisture high in the air and in the soil. You know what I mean? So the plants, just whatever. Uh -huh. um, and I find a lot of different uh -huh. cultivars. I have like a testing ground in my my yard because I really do have high humidity a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Um, and I try to find plants that do good and don't get powdery mildew. Or that's like because it's a big thing around here. Yeah, well, see, that's the exact opposite here. You got to pour the water to the plant, but in return, you have no problem with powdery mildew. You know, there, that doesn't exist because everything's so goddamn dry. Sorry, Val. We keep cutting you off. Go ahead. Oh, I was talking out loud unintentionally. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't like cutting I people do off. The I'm time. the one that will stop the show and let someone talk because we cut them off. Because I don't and how it Oh, that's but. fine. I think that's really sweet that you do that because I think that makes you, I think when you're able to do that, I think that makes you a better leader. Because, like, I think uh, good I'm leaders a leader. are the leader. Well, yeah, but you want to be I'm the next one. Lead. So you got to like, a co host. Yeah, but I hang out. You were the guest host the other day, though. Nobody nobody died or complained. So I think you did a great job. <laughs> what kind of a metric is that? Nobody died or complained. I'll take no, it. That was mean. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I think you did a great job. So. Not mean at all. <laughs> um, I got to say, I can't wait to, like, so why'd you pick scrogging instead of like any other method? I went away from scrogging. He's already mainlined him pretty well. Oh, he's trim. talking to me? Yeah, just wondering. Oh. What oh, rider were we looking at? Oh, uh, 
that's the problem. I was having a hard time with them always collapsing and falling down. So uh, this is the first time I tried a net, uh, putting a net up to try and help them. But it, as you can see, I, uh, I think I went too early or maybe should have put a second one. And I just wasn't around enough. So this is what I ended up with. So I heard you guys saying other things about people don't share their failures as much as successes. And I think that's pretty rampant myself. You can see sure. right here, clean into the clean into the light. And uh, I took the scissors and then cut them off. I remember years ago, someone telling me that if you trim your buds with the tips at the right time, that they would back bud. I chalked it up to bro science. But then I started thinking as I learned more about stress hormones and auxins and different things that I, I was thinking maybe there's something to it. And I thought to myself, what better time to go ahead and give them a nip and, and get some observation on something like that. And uh, so, yeah, you can see there actually we have we've been kind of like catering to the masses here the best we can with uh, light densities. But on those couple, it's just kind of I'm going to have to deal with it. That's my that's my failure and my success, I guess, all in one there on this one. Looks good. What uh, what strain is that? What bridal? Uh, it's Dosey Dose from uh, company MSNL.com. MSNL, what is that? Marijuana Seeds NL.com. They've actually been on the internet since 1998, uh, selling seeds. I, I think they're the guy's a geneticist that started it. But uh, I've been growing a lot of their stuff, and it's always good. People always try to say, like, Kyle gives me a lot of credit. And I say, you know, we just kind of tend to them. I think it's the genetics and the good lights and everything. We just try to keep parameters good and let them rip. And uh, sure enough, they do well for us over and over. We feel blessed. And I, I give a lot of credit to that, you know. Yeah, Dr. Coco made my first grow shine. Yeah. Yeah. Doc's a good guy. He's very unselfish and uh, easy to get along with and uh, tries to give back and, you know, yeah. If it wasn't for him, I'd probably, you know, who knows, you know, maybe my path would have been different. But, yeah, he taught me a whole lot. He continues to grow. He got all, all that stuff on his website about the uh, the grow lights. He has his YouTube going on. So, uh yeah, if anybody's listening and they're not familiar with him, it's a good reference and a good place to go and hang out if you want to chat and learn stuff. But yeah, we're excited. We can't wait to get the second tent going here. I have a Fluence light also. I have a Fluence Spider 2X. It's 330 watts. It's $1,500 and it does fuel, believe it or not. It'll fuel. I have it documented. Uh, we pulled two pounds from Auto Flowers under one 4x4 tent with 330 watts. And and I try to say that not as like bragging, but uh, that's a perfect example of the Dr. Coco's website, how it taught me about light science and how I can get my wattage down and still keep uh, good densities because of photon efficiency and stuff. And once I learned all that, I was amazed. I was like, this really changes a lot, you know. So without getting too geeky, someone like me was able to get in there and uh, figure out a lot of shit that helped me out. Yeah, I had a two by four tent and I got a little over a half a pound with one yeah. plant. What light you got under that, over top of that? 
that one I had a Mars TSL 2000. That's a good pull for that light, hell yeah. Yeah. The the Mars SP 3000 is a great light for a two by four. It really corner to corner as the edge seems to be. Uh, if you're going with a Mars situation there. Damn, I feel like I hijacked and chased everybody off. Am I rambling too much? No, man. No, man. Oh, we're we're looking. I forgot to tell you to turn your phone sideways. That's apparently how high we are. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Yeah. We're just all super high, dude. No worries. There we go. Okay. Is that better? I'm sitting here talking this joint and just rambling on. Much better. I can't believe I finally get to be on something with a How many yeah. more days do you think you got? Um, and how? What, what kind of drying situation? How do you dry your stuff? Oh, that's a great question because I just showed something over here I'll get into. It's uh these are seven weeks in the flower. We vested them for 50 days and then flipped them, and it's been uh that was September 28th. So I believe that equates to about seven weeks. I'd assume they have a good 20 days, maybe or so. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe one of them little or back ones might be ready uh first. Then they stayed a little shooter, but I'd say that's a guesstimate. You know, we'll get the USB thing out and just kind of if I'm not wanting anything, I'm patient. So I just let them go until they until they tell me. Uh, and the, the curing, man, I got like a pound and a half of weed right now that's horrible. It smells shitty. I don't even smoke it. I don't want to. I'm going to try to make edibles because I didn't know the cure this summer. And that's happened to me more times than I'd like to admit. Uh, so maybe 60% of the bud that I grow turns out to where I'm really happy and want to share it with people. The rest of it, I'm really not. So. I went ahead and tried to buy my way out of it by uh, investing in this cannon trawl system. And I know a lot of shows are like, oh, don't do that. We don't, yeah. we don't want to support somebody, but this is just something I'm trying. I'm not saying to buy it. I haven't even fired it up yet. What is uh, it? It's a cannon trawl cure. Uh, it's called the uh, cool cure system. So it controls your moisture, your humidity, airflow, everything all in one. It's like a little wine cooler. Um, it's made by Vapor Trawl, and they're in Vermont. Uh, it was sixteen hundred bucks, which is a lot of money for for someone like a lot me. Of money. Yeah, I'm just a construction worker, man. So, but you know what? I I kept thinking about all the shit that I no, was. No, it's looking. a humid. It's a humidor. It's a humidor. Humidor. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's like, called the Canada Trawl. It, even but, still. Yeah, so we're gonna try it out. Yeah. I mean. I know a lot of those things get a bad rap, like the Myerbs Nile dryer. Some people are really cool on it. Some people. So is that just a dryer or also storage? No, it's a it's a dry and cure, and you can long term store up to four pounds. Oh, see, that's a different story. Yeah, like a good a good cigar humidor can be hundreds of fucking dollars for a really tiny one, and they're like automated, not automated. They're like you still have to do everything. So that one, if it is automated, yeah, I don't know know enough about it to make a judgment personally. You can set the parameters for like so many days of dry and so many days of cure. They have preset programs and then you can like see how that turns out and tweak it yourself. Uh, so we're going to, we haven't even turned it on can yet. Look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. It's the, you know, where uh, do you own a, a, do you own your property and sorry, stuff like I'm build? I'm, I'm sorry. Do you own your property? Like, could you build there? Like what, why'd you choose that way and not, build the dry room or dry situation uh, just because it's not legal here this is an illegal state i just i don't know i, I really can't dedicate any more space than this room i feel you okay now yeah. don't say no more yeah it's easy 
But you it's know, like what if something I, is that's not your thing, then you know. I lost so much bud to the horrible chore that it just breaks my heart. And I'm like, uh, you know what? If it's sixteen hundred, you only live once, man. And the hell with it. I saved up and bought it, and I figured uh, we'll give it a run. This is something I love to do. I uh, like to have. I'd have a lot more medicine to, to help people with or whatever if uh, if I didn't lose it, you know, or, or was just didn't want to give it to people. So uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes and. I mean, if we've if, said if, on the show before that uh, people have lost crops or they've they've fucked up crops. The, the, how do I say this? Every version of it. I remember Wes saying something that I've I've fucked up. Uh, the one that I mess up is Bedrock Boogie, uh, that really sweet cheesecakey or cheese cushy one that I say, so delicate, so wonderful, and super pink, gorgeous, gorgeous buds. If I mess up the cure, I lose like nine tenths of the awesomeness, and then basically it goes from yeah. being fucking yep. a delicacy to just. Eh, that's the one that I'm always freaking messing up, you know, like, and so if I did that all the time, I would definitely think about getting something like that. Well, someone recommended procedure. Uh, you guys might know Chef OMJ. Uh, he recommended that to me. And I guess he did a lot of research behind it and wants to get one for himself. And so uh, I went ahead and looked at it and I thought, you know what, it might be worth it. Let's give it a try. and We'll see what happens. If it's good, I might get one for the other pen. Who knows? Yeah, please uh, tell it. Let us get. Why don't you get a little time in? Let us know how it works. Sure, I have a YouTube channel. It'll be documented, well documented on there. Right on. Well, yeah, but we're stoners. We forget things. Right? That's the thing. We might not. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, just phone. saying. Like, stoners, and plus, like you know, that's what buddies do. Says that you retain more terpenes, apparently. Yeah, of course they would say that. To be honest, I don't think drying and curing is talked about enough or taught enough. Yeah. Nope. I think it's one of the main The most important, the most the best important in the world. Honestly, if you're not finishing it correctly, forget it. It can look yep. awesome, doesn't mean shit. That's a fact. I love that's exactly how I feel about it. You grow this beautiful plant, and this all goes to shit and the cure. And it's like, well, what was that for? Why did I take the time to cultivate that? And you guys see, I hand water, so that's a lot. I of work. do too, and I'm it's getting, I'm water. getting really annoyed a bit. Mm-hmm. Three times a day, somebody has to be at the house. Oh yeah, I only do once every two days, but I'm pumping ten gallons down there. Get that sip, smash. <laughs> uh, I know. Mm. Sub irrigated pots. Is that those sips? I've heard a lot of good stuff about those. They're pretty good. I like them. Yeah. I have a bunch of drip lines just sitting there. I could set them up. I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I got to figure out what I want to do because right now I'm having a hard, I don't know. I might just keep everything in that five by five because I have it so controlled now. You know what I mean? Uh, the veg tent kind of like it's, 33 degrees it's getting kind of cold it was warm the other day like it we're it's weird we actually had a really nice day the other day i went outside and i was like, holy shit um but now it's freezing again so i had i got the five by five under like perfect and like everything where i want it to be and stable the veg tent kind of just stays where the basement is other than when the lights are on. When the lights turn off, it gets cold in there. 
unless I add a heater and I don't want to run a lot. Like I'm pumping a lot of electricity already. Yeah, my basement's kind of cold. I run into that issue. It, it just gets down in the to winter, like it's nice. It makes it just gets it, down actually, to like sixty. It's fifty nine, and it. I just don't want my plants in that. Well, are you able to maybe build a separate? Well, um, I can bring like them up separate, here. Come okay, on, room. Just put them yeah. in my room. Get a long tip. Because then it's gonna be. Yeah, but I use like since it it's getting so cold, I have to pipe the heater right into the tent, the five by five to heat that area. Yeah, to I'm where sorry, I want it to stay. You can make a smaller tent perfect and then exhaust that into the other two. Right now, the LEDs on a hundred percent, and it's only seventy five without the heat in there. This is why I like having room because it's like it's easier to just walk in. I should have just built a room. You're 100% right, Val. I should have built a room. I shouldn't have fucked with a tent. But I was like naive because I started in a tent and I stayed small for a long time. And then I was like, I'll get bigger and just go downstairs with a five by five. And figuring it would be easy, it's been way more. You know what? It is a commitment. It's a commitment, though. All right. So, I mean, to do a tent, that's a lot easier. And I think that's, I mean, every way has its pros and cons. So, I mean, stop shitting your pants. You're fine. I think the tent really controls, uh, you get more lighting, I think, more control of the lighting and an environment to a point, but mostly mm-hmm. lighting. Well, that and because also the benefit is because you have those. Versus, like, in my room, when I walk in, I it's just, like, I notice that the plants that do against the back wall um, with the, like, that panda film type stuff, the white, and they do yeah. a lot better versus the ones on the outside. Because they're getting reflectivity yeah. from the white. That's what he's saying. In the open room, you would lose a lot. A lot of that would be it would behoove someone in an open room to get a unless light you, close to the canopy. Unless you physically like I know some people that have a room and then they kind of just put boards up around the like plants. It's weird. Yeah. If you yeah, like look it is though. Yeah, that's when he had to work on the shiny material and then you would put it back when he's done. You can get those old school, like little uh, change in uh, fireplaces. Okay. We can repurpose fireplaces. Yeah, that's it. The uh, fireplace, whatever yeah. words. Sorry. I have 48 inch wide, 100, 100 feet of mylar just to put on, like, make things shiny. That's what I need right there. Need some mylar or panda film so I can finish. Mylar, I, don't, I think panda well, film. Like, I don't like doing. Go ahead. I, I, I kind of like panda film. The mylar gets kind of hazy and stuff after a short period of time. Yeah, I like the what panda about? film because you can wipe it. It's pretty. It looks good when it's wiped off. It's more professional looking, in my opinion. What about if we were to put like? Um, you know, we have the reflective hoods 
on top. Mm -hmm. What about if we were to put them on the bottom? Uh, some the canopy. Of the, sides? the canopy would uh, like more like on the sides, kind of sort of like um. They're making lights like that that turn into L shapes and shit. Yeah. Okay. So, like the way I'm thinking about of is, say for example, if you get a poinsettia. All right. If you get that poinsettia, typically they're going to be in that mylar type thing, and that mylar, what it does is that sometimes the reason why they're using that is because it's helping them to like reflect things. Up well, it's in for the heat, so they're going to so keep it. Keep it heated. Is it for the heat? Yeah, it's for the heat. I thought it was it's more like for those, the reflecting. It's like those uh, emergency, emergency blankets. All it is is mylar. Okay, because they do have temperature. I don't know. If you uh, it retains is that it really that? Mylar. Just that? I didn't know that. I didn't mylar know. I went to, I've gone to... When I went to Pinkini, they do this big poinsettia. I thought it was just shiny shit. It's mylar. Yeah, mercy like uh, uh super, but it gets dirty super fast, doesn't it? Yeah, but he's saying that that's kind of what those emergency blankets are made out of. That you see like at like firefighters handout or something. Yeah, yeah. no, because maybe I missed the first part of the discussion, but we're still talking about mylar for the grow room, right? Yeah. He said it keeps yeah, so the, the problem with mylar is that it works wonderful the first time and then basically it gets dirty. Yeah. Right. Well, what about temperature though? Oh, for insulating the well, it would only what uh, I guess it would insulate. It wouldn't really change the temperature, but it would insulate. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It'll, it'll it keeps the heat light slightly. So that's kind of like something light. you were wanting to do too, though. Yeah, but if you want doing... cheap. Mylar, go on Amazon and get mercy blankets, like a whole set of them for like dirt cheap. There you go. Right but what's on. the mylar gonna do? It's not gonna. Are you trying to keep the heat in? Well, no, you would want it. The original question was an open grow room. He said you could put something up, and I used to have an open Sorry. grow room. That's exactly what I did. Oh, I and so that's the thing too. Like I would never put like plastic sheeting as as a. That's just asking for trouble. You know, like you're gonna trip know, over it or something. Question. Like it's just gonna. It's. Um, I guess I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, sorry. I should, should have been paying attention. No, you're a terrible if you person. Like, no, I think <laughs> if you get like a refrigerator box, that's what I used to use. I used to grow in an open room right in the middle of it. And it, you can check this out on my very first YouTube uh, video. And uh, we had uh, we put like a kickstand on big refrigerator boxes and we had a high pressure sodium light. So we needed all the reflection we could get. And we would just lay them down when they were little. And the kickstand would work that way. And then you could stand them long ways and have the kickstand still work. And they were just little homemade things. And they worked great. They worked really good. You could see all this light reflecting once you put them in place. I have a question, though. All right. So you have this big-ass refrigerator box. Yep. What did you do with the old refrigerator? Uh, <laughs> you bought a new one. <laughs> Yeah, hold on. What did you do with the old refrigerator? Why are, no, we, not, why are we using the refrigerator? Why are we using the refrigerator box when we could have used the old refrigerator? You'd have to go use the refrigerator. Like, think about what's inside. It's perfect. I, I used to use the old refrigerators for clone boxes. Uh, you could flip them over on their back, remove the 
all the shelving and you have a waterproof interior that's reflective uh, you can hang some uh, t5s inside i used to be able to put about 100 clones in a, a freezer and keep them going have them grow about a foot tall easily that's really smart actually uh, ventilation uh, ventilation is the only thing <laughs> when you seal the bottom and add a fire you had a, a little fan lighter it is a lot yeah, lighter you're, though. You're gonna have to cut something in there because that when you close that door, there's no ventilation or air movement. It's still air in there. Yep. So if you're ever gonna do it, make sure you're putting a fucking like cutting a hole for a fan because like anything like that, even like an oak, like I thought about I was talking to my mom the other day and she was about looking at an old school like oak cabinet. You know what I mean? That was like that would yeah, be kind of well, cool. That would be nice. You can break it. Would, it would just be for her. Of a mat. The lion, the witch, and the dank ass wardrobe. Damn, <laughs> right. Yeah. Spray paint the inside. I'll throw my two cents in about panda film. I like panda film better than my lava. Yeah, I like, I like black panda film. Panda film. Black side will yeah, help with the light. So you have. It, you know, potentially mylar will actually up. crack and flake off, and leaks, he can penetrate massive that mylar. Yeah, but if you just start like a little closet grow, you know, me throw some mylar up real cheap. The thing with mylar is though that there's like a big difference between the cheap mylar and the like expensive German mylar. But all of it basically goes bad after like one or two uses. But the German stuff like doesn't flake off and whatever, but it costs so. so even panda, it's kind of after a few years. It'll dry out, not crack, and it's going to be killed. Yeah, it's kind of like a reapply thing. You know, like, what's thing? wrong, by the way, with like, uh, you know, this is back to what Wes has been saying, you know, build a freaking room and paint it white. So, for example, oh, yeah. I can promise you that just like a white wall actually works great. Like, it works probably better than almost anything else because even though it's maybe not, how do I say that? It? It's maybe 95% efficient as opposed to 97%. By the way, this was speaking of the flex seal, we got to talk about that. That was a comment, a really good comment on YouTube uh, uh, chat. Anyway, um, uh, long story short, white paint works fucking great and it works uh, marginally less well than the super expensive and difficult, whatever the fuck, panda film and this thing. Because panda film is actually kind of expensive. A bucket of paint, like a gallon of paint, is not all that much money, especially if you get a good, uh, a, like a good quality gallon of paint is like 30. Well, maybe it's gone up now with COVID, but whatever. Between 25 and 35 bucks, it's called 40 bucks tops. Basically, you get the, the primer in one things now for like 40 bucks. The, the white only is super, super freaking, uh, it's less expensive most of the time. You can get like matte or gloss. What would you even get? I guess it I depends mean, yeah, on what kind of grow room you have. Like I got semi-gloss because it worked for me and it's super, super washable. The flat, I guess, is, um, I was thinking glossy would be the best, but uh, glossy I mean, might honestly of, be the best, but that would be like a little bit more difficult reflecting. to paint. Pardon? You want to think of the way that the light's reflecting. It's the same reason why you don't want to use a mirror. I'll throw one suggestion with paint. I've never even thought about it. You get white. You go to the higher end places, even Home Depots, they can throw extra ink oxide in there to make it even whiter than yeah. the white that you're huh. getting paint out of the can. Just aspect. Yeah. yeah. Ink That's oxide. Yeah, um, so you're going to make it more brilliant. Um, it, there's a lot of different things. Um, the way that the sure. light will reflect off of it, it's a significant difference, though, as well. You're going to lose your clean. Uh, you can maybe do an eggshell. Eggshell has a good, or it's a good, you can, it has some scrubability. 
but it's a good thought. For the most, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I used semi gloss, and I'm 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 wondering to myself. I, I see Don't what Val is that. getting to, and I was going to say like let's let's talk about that in a second. Like the way the light actually uh, washes off. My last thought was just that basically all those sheens that we've talked about have been designed at these paint companies that are literally like billion dollar companies. Most of them, uh, they've done all kinds of like just extensive testing related to like little kids smearing their freaking, you know, boogers on the wall or whatever, and making sure it was washable. So they make sure that those paints actually cure really, really well so that they're really durable and washable. So basically, unlike all the other stuff that we've been talking about, the Mylars and the Panda films and all that other stuff that is not intended for getting dirty and washed 50 fucking times, the paint ironically is. It's one of the last things that people think about, but literally paint you could buy at Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever else is literally in many cases better uh, for your grow room than fucking my, mylar or whatever the shit uh, uh, tent walls. Uh, I interrupted you, I Val, or I was to... thinking, uh, uh, oh, yeah. go ahead. I was going to let you know that um, when I was going to school for interior design, um, I remember I had um, uh, one of the people, like sometimes we'd like interview people and we'd have like these sit-ins and one of them was actually, uh, we had a representative from Sherwin-Williams. Hmm. And so that's when we learned about like all the different pigments and reflectability and all that other good stuff, because a lot of that stuff matters. So sometimes like some good alternative methods, like um, some, I'll look around and see maybe if I can find some of my old interior design books. I like, always ooh, maybe post like... some of those codes books. Those might be good for... Paint-wise, yeah. I always go industrial. Do you guys know what FRP is? Yeah, just okay. industrial. Just because it's like you said, it's meant to be industrial. No, <laughs> like, I, would like a I, would just, I would honestly go to something like, that um, needs to be clean. Uh, I've had really good luck. I've, I've painted a lot with like bear and stuff. It's not the world's best paint. Uh, uh, a lot of people say like Benjamin Moore, even Sherwood Williams is a little bit better, but it's basically, I think it's the same, same pretty much at that level. Uh, the, the bear, I like the, the best, I don't know, the best couple different, whatever the, I don't remember the marquee, whatever, uh, the ones that have like a prime paint and primer in one, they work so fucking well. Uh, and the paint lasts forever. Used it for, you know, like normal living spaces, but then also like in the grow room it works fucking wonderful. You can just mop, wash it. It's awesome. You guys know what FRP is? <laughs> it's a My brain's like, dead today. Yeah, it's four by eight sheets of plastic, like real thin plastic that you can glue mm. up. And you guys yeah. have seen it. Like for a plastic. Yeah, that's a plastic strip in between the sheets. Mm-hmm. Commercial bathrooms yeah. they use sometimes. That shit is legit. I was legit. wondering what that is. You could, I used the bathroom. dirty and you could scrub it clean. And it's expensive, though. That's the only thing. But if you got to just cover a little space, that shit is perfect, man. Also, Actually, if it's I have experience because I in my my very first grow, um, I used yeah. in my basement. It has a like little shower stall with that material, and I mean everything. It it was beautiful. So I know what you're talking about. You guys can use uh, reflective um, R four. Uh, styrofoam sheeting it's white on one side the other side looks like the inside of a uh like a ceramic metal halide uh reflector that That's shit's cool. like 12 dollars a sheet i covered my whole room with that it'll add a r4 insulation to the whole interior of a room it's reflective it's washable mm-hmm. um she works nice. killer will sheet. it fit a smart car 
<laughs> yeah, you can you can cut it with a razor blade and make it fit anywhere you like. I know. I was joking. Sorry. Why does it fit on the back of a bicycle? It it will if you have the right dude that's willing to pedal fast enough. What about a, a unicycle? <laughs> no, no unicycle. I'm sorry. You're excluded. I, I bet I didn't save it, but I saw the craziest thing on uh, Reddit today. Like, uh, it's amazing the 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 things that we take for granted. Like this kid was in I don't even remember. I would say maybe like Egypt or something, or maybe Jordan. But he was like a bread delivery bicycle rider. Like a bicycle bread delivery rider, basically from the bakery. And this kid, if I don't, know, I don't know if I'll find it, so I'm just kind of describing it. The kid's on a regular bicycle, basically, and he's riding around no helmet, of course. He's riding around. The camera starts. He's riding the wrong direction through traffic, basically weaving in and out through cars seamlessly, carrying like a six foot long double layer uh, wooden um, platform covered in fresh breads. And he's basically just holding it on his head and stabilizing it with one hand and riding his bike with the other. And he's just weaving around back and forth, back and forth. And then after about like five seconds, he goes through traffic and basically just weaves through a couple of cars. Doesn't lose a single loaf of bread. He's weaving around, weaving around the turn. The, the, oh, fucking. I mean, all of us would have died five times in that video. <laughs> I think so. I think that's quite impressive. No safety I just want to point out uh, that if you're dead set on getting a tent, um, honestly, uh, if you want to save on money, just buy a used one. Maybe marketplace, whatever. It don't matter. That's a zipper, uh, though. By the time you pay for it, AC, AC, well, hold on. AC makes a new one for cheap. No, so just buy one. some, buy some uh, black flex seal paint and then. Uh, Spray it down. What, but, what about the stuff that they treat on um, tents? Like when you go camping? Like, oh gosh, what is it? Linex? What is I don't know. Or oh, you don't want that to be around us. That's the stuff where it makes it. Oh, shit. I know North Face has where like Gore, it... Gore-Tec or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like rain resistant. Like seal stuff. it in. Yeah. No off gassing with that. No off gassing with the flex seal. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, you gotta leave it out for a couple of days. You gotta be careful about these things. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I would. I wouldn't do the inside. I would do the outside black, not the inside. Oh, yeah. so I was, I was kind of half ignoring the conversation. So I'm gonna um, jump in here rudely because I was trying to find that story that I can't find. The comment you mentioned the word flex seal. Were you guys? I literally wasn't paying attention. Were you guys talking about how flex seal is good or bad in the garden? Bad. I use bad. it to seal because that was one of the but comments. Yeah, that was yeah, one of the comments in the YouTube. Way. And yeah, it is. I mean, people should pay attention not just flex seal, not just anything else. Like a lot of the stuff that we use in the garden is probably not safe, and you need to think about that. Like, and how do I say this? I'm not here to like beating you over the head like you're bad, bad, bad. It's like once we discover something, we take it out of the garden and we just don't do that again. You know what I mean? And that's all I'm telling you to do. Like just. You find a problem, get rid of the problem. Or if you haven't thought of a problem before, now you have, and now take care of the problem. Uh, what good of problem? I, I think it's bad when, like, I, as long as you let it sit out, because it does. It's really <laughs> when you like paint with it. You know what I mean? I mean, so what do you use? Do you use like the the goop or the tape, or what do you use? The goop, like the the. And what do you use it on? I guess I'm curious. What do you use it on? Like, is it in contact with cannabis in some way or what? No. You see like the walls or what do you do? Oh, it's just on the floor. 
with me, what I use it for, I sprayed the edges of the tent where I would have pinholes on the outside. Yeah. You know what actually works really well for that is, um, you know, offshoot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but they had those tents five years ago coming from China that were were arcasing and killing people across 10 by 10. Remember, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, whatever, he, he got a 10 by 10 and he had a problem with that off gas. He had to get a brand new 10. I got gorilla after that. That was uh, five, six years ago. Oh, what was his name? Oh. So, you know, actually, you guys probably wouldn't think to use this because uh, a lot of you guys aren't. It's just funny how the strange overlaps in life never really, I don't know, things don't gel or whatever. It's, it's, it's bizarre to see how many things just fall through the traps. Uh, this is one of the best. If you when you think of duct tape, a lot of times people don't really think of what they're thinking of or something. A lot of times duct tape isn't really the thing you want. Yeah. This is wonderful. Gaffer tape, it's kind of expensive when you look at it. It does come actually a little bit cheaper than that. You can find a little bit cheaper. But uh, this tape, basically, you can stick it. They use this on like movie sets and photography and all kinds of stuff. You can basically get anything to stick to anything else. And then you can also remove it again later on. And then it won't leave like residue and whatever else. So, for example, you can use this black gaffer tape on tents and stuff on walls, on anything else. You can basically tape almost anything to almost anything else and not leave a bunch of sticky, disgusting fucking residue like duct tape or have weird off-gassing. Because basically Flex Seal is like industrial adhesive. And that's, I think, what people are freaking out because even, like, I'm I'm thinking about it to myself. I'm like, okay, cures and whatever. But realistically, we have heard throughout the last 20, 30 years that adhesives are pretty much the worst things that you can imagine. They're the forever chemicals, the PCBs and all that kind of stuff that all basically is tied into all those like uh, industrial adhesives. And that's the shit that basically never goes away and it just compounds and makes everything bad for everybody. And we're discovering more and more it's giving everyone fucking cancer of the everything. You know what I mean? So like the less kind of that stuff you can have, the better, I would say, frankly. So instead of sealing, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to swear that flex seal isn't, isn't good, but I'm saying like, think about this kind of stuff when you, Okay, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong fucking thing because there's 15 different products. Flex Seal. I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything. Honestly. It's uh, supposed to be no, safe this is, this drives, was... but it is a uh, asphalt-based product. So while it's off-gassing, you don't want to be around that. it for your animals. But it should be cool once it's dry. Um, but it does have uh, VOC, which is a volatile organic compound, which is what gives us cancers and shit. So it's in paints. And it's basically in fucking everything it just depends on how much that shit's off gas and yeah my gut feeling with this is that the fact that it's able to stick to fucking everything means that i don't want it anywhere near my organic cannabis and it's just because of maybe 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 unjustified paranoia against adhesives but i don't know what to tell you and it's not i don't use glue i got super glue right here on the table next to me i'm not a freaking weirdo but uh I wouldn't slather all over my grow. I'm extra paranoid about my grow, basically. You know, like stuff that I would put in my house or on the plumbing or on the exit plumbing or something, I would not put them on my garden. Hydrogen sulfides, crumb rubber, petroleum, and asphalt. That's what the three main ingredients are. And petroleum distillate is what's in Flex Hill. Asphalt roof shingle. Yeah, but I feel once it dries, it's yeah. And mine's on the outside so of the tent. Yeah, the I just have stuff like it's waterproof once it dries, so I just kind of put plants up on it. 
Like I made a board like this tall and I flex sealed the top so water went off off of it. Yeah, my thing up. is that there's so many uh, industrial chemicals and uh, additives and materials that have been found to be toxic. Uh, uh, my step aunt's husband died of mesothelioma from like getting the, you know uh, working working in the shipyards down in San Diego and getting asbestos like just coated you know finally all over his lungs like a powder. Uh, what else? Yeah, uh, liquid glomidators. Did you remember that they had a? Uh... Shit that was off gas and stuff. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yep. You know, and they they were saying that it was. I remember liquid lumber liquidators. They were saying that their stuff was it really was good, but it was surprisingly easy. way cheaper than everybody else's. Uh, wouldn't you know it? There's you always have to pay the pipe piper in some way. They were getting I can't remember like black market fucking melamine, whatever the shit, and it was literally yeah. off gassing like uh, I don't know fifteen different things. Right, I can't even remember right now. Um, yeah. Formaldehyde and fifty different. Wow. People were getting like people were passing out of their house. After people installed like wow. yeah. you want a darker really look up look up Mexico City radioactive rebarb. Oh wow. Pull that up. There was an MRI yeah. machine factory and some other thing that got melted down and turned into rebarbs for steel for buildings, and it's all across the city. It, it, there's multi, many buildings that are completely radioactive and they never tracked it all down. And they only found it because a shipment of metal from Mexico went past the Los Alamos uh, uh, place where they did all the nuclear weapons testing. And they have sensors on the road in case one of the employees tries to steal material. And that's how they keep the It's fucking crazy, dude. Dude, after after 9-11. Yeah, look at this. On the same, I don't know if this is the same story, but look at this. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, Tyler. I just jumped over here. Let's talk here in a second. On December 2nd, this is from McClatchy, which is legit. Uh, December 2nd, gunman at a gas station commandeered a private truck that was carrying a heavy piece of cancer treating machinery from a hospital in Tijuana to a radioactive waste storage facility near Mexico City. The, the theft set off global alarm bells, including an alert from the Vienna-based International Atomic Energy Agency, which described the highly radioactive cobalt-60 that powered the missing equipment as extremely dangerous. Then within two days, fear subsided. The material could use, oh, no, I probably actually talk about something different. But anyway, villages in... Okay, I'm literally thinking about something else. Anyway, this is still interesting to me. All right, I'm still imagine, mind. imagine being that truck driver, <laughs> right? No more, Why is every accent that I do now freaking French? Yeah, French. They're all Russian. Russian, Russian, Mexican guy. How you were saying after 9/11, um, people that were driving through the tunnels in and out of New York City. People had went gone into the city to get um, radiology, whatever it is for cancer, to get chemo, not chemotherapy, the other one, radiation. Mm. And when they were getting, when they were going through the tunnels, they were getting pulled over. That's how fine they could uh, detect that stuff. They were getting pulled over for being radioactive, mm. yeah. just because they had treatment for cancer. I mean, even grim, honestly, speaking of the freaking uh, the Twin Towers, you know, they built them with a lot of materials that they thought were safe at the time, you know, asbestos and everything else included, oh, yeah. and it ended up giving a fuckload of people a very early death. That's the that's the really one of the grimmest parts about 9-11 is that it's still killing people to this day. Like, literally, unironically, it's killing the firemen and the, the rescue people. Uh, John Stewart's talked about it a bunch, and they've been ignored, you know, for 20 years. I think yeah, I, found, like, I found something about what that put was talking about. Go ahead. There's a money to fund their healthcare, which is ultra fucked up the same thing with the burn pit shit and all the rest of it like why are we even ha- why is it even a conversation that should be a worship the rich check go get better 
Yeah. And worship the rich at the exclusion of everything else. You do. Uh, we were just talking about, uh, I guess I somewhat derailed it. Like, Radioactive rebar. You Radioactive rebar. It's pretty fucked up. Uh, I yeah. get going, everyone. Good Sal, yeah. always a pleasure. Thanks for the hospitality, and I'm Make not going to go easy. through the whole list of people, but it's always good hanging yeah, out with all you. Charlie, good to see you. Val, good to see you first time, and maybe I will go through everybody. We never killed Kenny. How you doing, dude? I never met you before. Yes. Bugsy yeah, Malone, I've seen you on Hamilton all the time, but I don't know if I ever spoke with you. And Mr. Toad, I'm glad to make your acquaintance, and uh, you're a world of knowledge, dude. I, I uh I lurk on your channel sometimes, every once in a while. And uh, Smash, Smart Poke, always good to see you. I'm glad. I'm glad you all made it. And it was uh, fun chatting it up. Cheers Everyone up. have a great night and a great uh, Sunday. Right, have a good one, dude. Out. Well, uh, Tau can be found on the Cheap Home Grow uh, show tomorrow. It's just called... Uh, no, uh, growing with my fellow growers, but it's found on the Cheap Home Grow channel on YouTube. I think I had that. Yeah, right. I think that's right. Hey, everybody. I'm going to log off, too. I wanted to say it's kind of hard to follow Tal. He goes around and says goodbye to everybody. But uh, I appreciate you having me on and looking at my garden and uh, taking the time. It's an honor to be up here on the panel. with. Uh, Welcome back anytime. I appreciate it. And thanks again. And have a great weekend. Right, man. Have a good one. Thanks for showing off the garden too. Always a pleasure to see a real nice garden. Honestly, lots of it's it's pleasant to see so much nice flower in there. It'd be interesting yeah. to see you, to to hear about you smoking it and stuff. Thanks for coming on, man. Well, folks, I don't know. What do you figure? Maybe we'll do last call. I don't know. Maybe this will be the last twenty. What do you guys figure? Last call. Let's do it. All righty. It's been really? a What's fun the show. Last call honestly. actually mean to you. It could mean well, a lot of code here. It could mean well, we don't hour. actually serve anything here. You know what I mean? So it's it's our oh, yeah, no. it's our intention That's to like, eventually start slowly leaving. But we oftentimes like I always say like oh if anybody wants to stop by for a second to say hello and then you know like candy for his farmer oh, will come gotcha. on for the first time in like so three like, months. Come on, come on, can't, come on. I mean you can't. Like, exactly. Come on, guys, can't. get up here. Exactly. For you, Miguel, like you know what I've been meaning to bring up to you? What's that? Wow. You know that The Expanse is uh, based on oh, a set of books. Did it you is. know that there's... Yeah. I got to read the whole series now. The thought had occurred to me. The thought had occurred to me, yes. You like I, The Expanse? I did, yes. yeah. The show is great. Uh, Wes Engine and I have talked I, about I, it a lot. I guess I the, the show's just about to start up again, isn't it? Yes, yes. Just here in this, uh, December. I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, one of my shows starts in December too. I've been waiting like two years. Have you? Anyone know about the Mandalorian or the Boba Fett? I never even watched the Mandalorian. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Dude, I was it it. Plus, it was dope good. show. What I mean, was it on? Hey. Disney. Yeah, I don't have that. I don't either. I have everything else other than Disney Plus. Why the fuck do I need that? That was literally the only reason why I got it. I bet you that's the only reason a lot of people got it. Yeah. <coughs> Amazon kind of, is such kind a of messed up web page. Like they have currently removed Prime Video from the homepage, so I have to like search for it. Amazon. What? 
Oh, it's because they're getting it's just, ready it's for It's always Black such Friday, a dumpster bro. fire. Yeah, no, but it's such a dumpster fire. It's like sometimes Prime Video is right there and sometimes it's not. All right. No, so that's was, not their main goal right now. They want to sell really have, stuff. Right, they want to sell everything. I, I was really lucky. Windows has uh, a, a Prime Video app. Really? I was lucky because the TV, I have Verizon for TV service. And when like COVID first started and shit, all the movies came to my state, like my TV and stuff. So I could just rent like a movie ticket on my TV. And then I had Netflix, I had Hulu and all those. I didn't have, I've never had Amazon. I, like I have Prime, I've just never watched anything on it. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't even watch Hulu. Really I watch Netflix like, or anything lately. I've been watching a lot more like Future Cannabis Project and Humidor. Oh, I've been watching more Bob's Burgers and like Simpsons. Did, uh, Catching up on all the new episodes. Clarkson's Farm and the second Borat movie, I think, are the, probably the best two things on Amazon. Uh, Clarkson's Farm's great just to listen to a 19-year-old kid just constantly clerk curse at jeremy clarkson like the whole the whole it's fucking great 19 year old experienced farmer kid going you fucking idiot why would you do that oh steve did you hear about the uh sham i think not the sham wow guy uh one of those guys that did the, like pitch advertisement doing like a hemp farm i think it's in maine too it's like gonna say the Sham Wow guy, I think, was in jail for meth or something. So, I don't know. God. Which one is it? I don't know. I don't know. Without what? protection. Jesus Christ. Look great. Look That Billy Carrington or something like that. It the is. The Sham Wow guy. The one that died. That was after the hooker bit the tip of his tongue. <laughs> was this right after? It looks like yeah, the face of a man who's regretful and also missing the tip of his tongue. Anthony Sullivan. Yeah, that's the younger guy. The new one. Shameth Wow. Yeah. He opened a uh, hemp farm it's i don't know it's pretty interesting they tried to call it kush mountain and i'm very offended i should make fun of i was offended by it i was like that's not kush (laughs) 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 what do you do wipe your face on the wall to clean it (laughs) this countertop is dirty people with a I think I'm gonna flip those. I wonder how much longer. I'm probably gonna just flip all those plants at once down there. Isn't it all just in one tent? Yeah, I was gonna move things over to the bench and let them get bigger, but I think I'm just gonna let them veg for another week or two and flip the whole fucking thing. Do it. You have so many seeds these days. Just do it. Yeah. My God. The resemblance of a hammy. I don't want to. Well, I want to pop some regular oh, seeds. So 
this the all that weed's just to put away, you know what I mean? So I can play with some regular seeds. Hmm. Well do it then. Flip it. Flip it as fast as possible. I mean, that's what I would do. What about you, Mr. Toad? What would you do if you had a, a limited amount of uh what auto flowers, you kinda want to get rid of them? They're not auto flowers, all those are femme seed. Oh gotcha. Uh, if I had a limited number, what would I do with them? Um, I would try to make more. <laughs> I'm, I would uh, reverse them if they're fems. If they were regulars, I would do an open population with the whole line. And then I'd start doing selections to them. I would try to always increase whatever amount of seeds I have, unless it started off on a large scale. It's actually a good way to look at it. I, th- I think maybe not enough people look at it and seed increase. I've heard other people talk about that. You're always trying to uh, increase the seeds. So if someone hands you a clone, just kind of think it out loud right now. If someone were to hand you a pack of seeds or something, you wouldn't necessarily select out of that pack of seeds. You would literally expand that pack of seeds and then select from there. Yes. If you're, if you really have a breeding uh, project in mind, you should take that. The 10 seeds is too small. There's a thing called founder's effect. Founder's effect is guaranteeing that you bottleneck the genetics that you have. If you're only going to pick two from a very small, uh, you're, you're reducing the population size and the genetic pool that's available from that gene size by only using two out of a 10 pack, right? Or one male to the females in there. You should use all the males to all the females and get a larger population of an F2 population that now you can sift through, but you should also keep the clones from the original generation so that yeah. you can back cross or do sim crosses. This is going to give you the most gene Go ahead. The problem I have with that is how do you know what plant impregnated the female, you know, oh, I mean? with the open like, pollination, you're not necessarily actually trying to figure that out. He's actually saying that you do your layer selection. My friend Cannabis does open pollinations same. almost exclusively, and he has uh, really good vigor as a result of that. Honestly, you, you notice it. People don't notice it until they grow maybe like two packs of his seeds. Like the first time, they're like, that's weird. You did an open pollination, they try to wrap their head around it. But you get that second pack of seeds, and there's something a little bit different about it. You notice that there are different fathers because then you start to notice, oh, this pack of seeds well, has a similar father as that other one. Uh, but then you start to notice, oh, there's like just a crazy amount of like similar variety in every pack. So it's like there's variety, but it's really similar variety as if a bunch of brothers and sisters basically stooped, which, you know, sounds fucking weird. But in plant uh, forms, it's actually really smart. That's how you get these wild populations that are uh, become it's land race, right? They, right? they they bred inside their cells without outside interference, and that's what makes them able to survive in a specific situation. Uh, they hybridize by allowing multiple brothers and sisters to procreate mm-hmm. instead of just two of them. If there was only two, eventually nature is going to wipe those out. It comes through the 5500 rule where you have to have a minimum to survive and a minimum to keep the genetic code from bottlenecking and basically wiping the line out like bananas are happening to them right now. Almost every banana we fuck with is susceptible to diseases because we took one varietal and passed it everywhere. And now it's it gets attacked by fucking everything around it. Hey, step plant. I just, I, I just wanted... I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't want to not know. I don't know. I don't know. Even if I'm banking seats for myself, I want to know exactly what I'm doing. 
and what's being crossed. It's kind of hard for me to, I wouldn't want to do it. I'll be like, yeah, it might be that Chem 91 Calio or that Chem well, No, no, no. You do an open pollination with one strain. You don't do an open pollination with multiple strains. Because then you would yeah. have Gorski will disagree. Gorski literally just popped on because he's going to tell us he likes to do open pollination and all kinds of stuff. Are you reading that's fine, but I can't. I can't get rhyme or no reason from that. Honestly, Gorski, it's a, like a work of art. Honestly, like that's how I would look at it as like a performance art piece. Frankly, because in this case, you would read literally uh, pick a strain that you're working on your your ice cream cake. You get your ice cream cake seeds. You would literally pop that pack of seeds together. So in other words, the five, presumably five males, five females. You'd breed those together, not a pack of Calio or whatever the fuck. It would be literally those things together to create a seed increase for an F two. Yeah, I got, so trying uh, to increase the for uh, the uh, amount of uh, genetic code available from that gene pool with ten seeds. Because if you don't do it from ten seeds, you may not like you're looking for a mutation and say freak show and say it only pops out forty percent of the time in a line. If you don't pick the right one when you breed with two plants, you're not going to find it in the next generations down the line. That's why you do an open population with 10 seeds from one line and then dive into the F2s and breed those to exact directions you want. That way, you know, you've got the skunk version, you've got the mutated version, you've got the uh, fast one. There's a one in there that has a uh, novel terpene profile and you can line breed the, those direction now from those single phenotypes and their uh, close related sister or brother phenotypes. It's only if you have a minimal amount of seeds, you wouldn't, do this if you had a hundred something or a thousand. It's only yeah. just five or ten seeds that you would do that. I was gonna yeah, just take handfuls and put in the soil. Sorry, Smash. Go ahead. No, when I did my when I did the certain kept the genetics around, I was growing a lot of plants and they were, were all from seeds. So I did get to pick a male and a female that I truly liked and recross them to make more seeds of that line. That's kind of how I did it. I, I, I didn't let males just kind of pollinate the weed because I wanted the weed. <laughs> yeah, I just, I wanted the seeds. I don't want the flower to smoke it. So I guess I'm, I'm like one of the outliers of when I make seeds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I just, uh, I just enjoy seeing the males and I enjoy seeing the females. And if they have pre-flowers and I know the male because I label the males. It's just when I do them in a room full of 40 females, you can't really say what the fuck is what, but you can take the female out of the room. You know that one because it's labeled. And you could take the male out of the room and you know that one's labeled. And if you didn't start your pollinations at all, then you can kind of like hit up the pre-flowers and be like, okay, well, I know at least bonkers is going to be on there. I know at least... uh you know, Durban poison is going to be on there, but then you throw it back in the room and let it have at it. And then when you're popping the seeds, you'd be like, I did hit that with Durban. I wonder if any of that structure is going to come out. I wonder if that any of that smell profile is going to come out, but I'm not doing it for resale. I'm just doing it for the, I'm intrigued to see what, how many different types of plants I can get out of that one female and all the seed batch. So yeah, it's just, I just enjoy it because I really like to pop the seeds and see the leaf structure from seedling to the endosynthesis. seeds. Don't get me wrong, man. I love popping. Oh yeah. Like no, we we've definitely we've gone down this path before and had the conversation. I understand. A lot of people really do enjoy knowing exactly what they're doing, what they're growing, and and the name of the 
the strain or the cultivar that they're growing. And, and I, I respect that. I just really fucking get a kick out of the way the seeds look. And uh, I just, I just enjoy. You're just having fun though. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. That's it. That's a, that's a great way to put it. I fucking enjoy listening to these shows and hearing everybody talk. I just wanted to, I got on cause I, you were I'm surprised you don't smoke your weed. That's kind of like <laughs> what shocks me the most about you, bro. I'm like, he grows yeah. all this fucking weed. Never smokes it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Here, I like. I just, uh, I just been sober off of alcohol for the last couple of years, and I was working for a place, and I was smoking weed on breaks, and and I was trimming weed for like eight months for thirteen dollars an hour, dude. I was puffing tough. Damn. Yeah, I seen your. I seen where you were working. How how'd you like doing that? Like, what are you still are you still doing stuff like that, like in the medical field or like? The I don't want to get high, this? you know. Yeah, like I just I just want to be. Shit, I was trying to swip, swap my uh, camera around so I could actually show. Like, girl, how the, did they change the fucking setup? Yeah, they updated. I haven't done it yet, so I don't even know what it looks like. I showed my face. Ah! <laughs> that fucking um, update kicked me off. I don't know what went we're off. melting. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're oh, So, anyways, yeah. Here's here. I'll just show on the shitty camera part. But yeah, so I got like I got sun grown mids in here. I got um, Dutch blooms in here. I got you know myself in here and uh, a guy named Brainstrap from Area Four Twenty in Colorado in here. And like, yeah, dude, I just, I'm intrigued by the whole fucking process. And then I had like, I don't even know if that fucking matters, but like I got re-vegging plants right here that were in my outdoor garden. And then it looks like it's the nesting, but there's like a little bit of green in here. And then this one's from my outdoor garden and like it's re-vegging. I plucked all the seeds out of it. So like I really like this one. I really like the structure. So I just labeled it its smell profile, how it looks, and then I'll just I'll go on about my business. But then, you know, these are the ones that all didn't pop because I got like Adam Dunn sage in here, and and then out over at this room, these are all the ones that I had from my outdoor garden, and these are all the ones that are like senesced. So like. I, I mean, like, I just, I just <laughs> oh, it. I, don't even, I don't even need to smoke it. I just, you know, and then some, some fun. What else do you have growing in there? Um, so this one, shit, man. I gotta fucking be a better paper, tech kid. Paper's a really good idea. See how like, I can move my fucking, does anybody know how I can move my phone around so it's not so shitty? Uh, I mean, like flipping the camera, like on my phone when I go to the actual settings and like like it. flip it from this front camera here to like mm-hmm. the one on the back of the. That should just. Better. I yeah, don't know. Should zoom to the top of the zoom. Yeah, it should be like the top. It was. I don't know. You might yeah. have to press the screen. I have it on mine. Top left. More, more options. And then whatever. Anyways, here we'll just we'll just do what? A, we'll just do the selfie look, right? So this one right here it was the biggest one I had out in the garden, and I I got it I got it inside before it got pollinated, 
And uh, it just reminds me of my Derivate Poison Holy Bigster structure. Um, and then this one had some really cool, like, purple and, and black kind of notes. This one's revegging. So I've got a, a T5 here and then a 500 LED here. And I just, these are all from outdoor and I dug them up and they actually survived. So now they're like started to reveg and shit. So I'll probably try to take some snips off of there, but just, just fucking around, man. My, my wife is just like, when the fuck are you going to grow flour without seeds? So I can smoke it at least. <laughs> I'm like, well, oh, your poor wife. She wants some weed, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, she wants, and then that that one right there is ice cream cake, licorice lime from Dutch Blooms. This was the the mother plant. This one was all seeded up, starting to reveg. So, that one was outside, and then I cut a clone from it. And now I've got the clone cut over there. And I then, got some stuff coming from Dutch Blooms. Oh, dude, he's got he's got fire. I like his stuff. Um, okay. Like the Gary Payton, or what is it? Uh, Carl, Carl Malone clone, Licorice Lime, Dosey Doe. Yeah, dude. I, mean, yeah, I got the Dosey Doe from him. The, the Dosey Doe cross with the G13. Yeah, it's the TK. It's like the Dosey yeah. Doe TK G13. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he, he said, like, if you had to pick one of them, it would be his uh, dog walker. Oh my god, I love my dog walker. Nice, yeah. So, the dog walker OG, um, crossed to licorice lime. So, that was the stuff that I got from him. I had like, uh, I think it was eight packs, and um, then the Sun Roads Mids is the once I saw those dosy does, fuck, dude, that tent was amazing. Like, the donkey dicks on that thing. Um, yeah, wait now, yeah. Hey guys, but, uh, I'm gonna take off. You guys have peace, a good brother. Bugsy. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Oh, we missed have a good night, everybody. He's like, I'm done. I'm done. I don't need. Later, brother. Yeah, I, I knew you guys only had like 10, 10 minutes left, so I was just, Cheers, I was just like, ah, well, fuck we it. We don't have a ten minutes left. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. He tricked right. you. He tricked you. All right, let's, let's make that clear. <laughs> nah, I. Yeah, sometimes they run a little longer after I hop on because I'm I'm a chatty Kathy. But um yeah, man, I got I got dandelion seeds because of the soil that I had outside. So I got a bunch of dandelions growing with my stuff. I got potatoes, dandelions, got an avocado, a bunch of trees, and then uh potent. You had a, a great show with that guy talking about mycorrhizal fungi, endo and ecto, and uh it kind of made me think about the diversity in the soil. And um, I just, I was kind of happy to hear that because I like to grow as much as I can in one pot. I'm sure it would be a lot better if I had one huge tub that I was growing everything in. But, hey man. Anyways. Yeah, yeah he, was cool. he, you reuse a lot of your soil over and over again, huh? Yeah, so I've got like centipedes, millipedes, some other arthropods, and they're actually snacking on some of my seedlings coming up in my soil, which I was, I was like, you little fucker. So, so like fresh seedling coming out of the ground has got like nibble marks oh, on bastard. it. Because like, well, because the arthropods are just chilling in the soil. So and they're like little baby ones, too, which is kind of cool. So the soil doesn't have really anything in it. 
except for the stradiole elaps, um, because I dumped those outside. Well, the stradiole elaps and the centipedes, you don't really see them. And then all of a sudden you see like these little baby centipedes and these little uh, like baby arthropods, the little roly polies. And yeah, yeah. So okay, I'm sorry, I forget what they are half the time. Well, sorry. I mean, like arthropods could be like a lobster, I guess. I don't know anything with an ectoskeleton, um, but like I don't, I don't know the actual name. But the if they're little teeny yeah. tiny white centipede-looking things and they're white, uh, they're fungus gnat larvae, very, very likely. Oh, could be yeah, centipedes, no, like but centipedes are butterflies. Ones. Yeah. They'll kill everybody. Yeah, I saw those on a capillator. He had like the little uh, potato slices, and that's how you can kind of catch them. But like the the fungus gnats get just destroyed by the stradiolalaps that I have. Like it's just I don't know if you can like sometimes let it disturb the soil. Like you can get in. Can you see any of the things moving in there? Let me see if I can turn your phone. Oh well. He's on uh, his front camera. Yeah, because I'm because I'm one of those. And for some reason, your phone they decided to make the selfie camera better. <laughs> no way. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, one of their names, maybe they'll wave. Hey, Bills. <laughs> yeah. Now, nah, next time, man, I'll be able to. I'll be able to show you. Um, hey, man, figure out this whole smoking with him anymore. <laughs> right, right? yeah like, man no i mean like just thousands of them <laughs> all over the place so they they usually keep the fungus gnats at bay and like every once in a while you'll see like one lone soldier fly up and i'm like ooh, that's gotta be a fucking rough life because they just they keep <laughs> enough of the populace so that they have something to munch on but that's uh the cool. lit- yeah, so the stradiolalaps, the centipedes, the millipedes, and then those other roly polies, and they just shred everything in the soil. So usually when I when I take the leaves off the plants, I just throw them in the pot so they have something to eat. And yeah, I just Can I force you to go onto my Discord and write all that down. Yeah, for sure. Or just you oh, know, watch 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 this again in the last in the last couple of minutes. You right. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, okay. Sure like, it. No, it's um, okay. No one's going to remember this. Or well, I, I, well, I just, no I don't really suggest it for anybody because the, the pest pressure in my grow is probably heavier than most. Just because if I have I pest problems, I just take them into the shower. Yeah, I just... I just spray my shit off in the shower. You know, I was talking to Mr. Toad last night about that. And he was kind of telling me how I used to do that a while ago. Just like you can, you can spray off your plants and, and you had mentioned a couple of surfactants and stuff. So. Use the water that. Like that. Put them in the shower. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I was just being kind of like crunchy about it. Granola. Just didn't want to spray anything at all. And then, yeah, just, just kind of get, um, like whatever survives through the process survives and then whatever dies, dies. I got so many seeds. It's like, it's pointless to kind of be like, I need to save that particular cut. When you were asking earlier about, you know, did you guys ever regret not saving a cut? And I was just like, well, yeah, I guess I lost one. That was really fucking cool, and I lost it to hemp russet mites because I, I was a rookie 
And I just, I was just thought it was just like dumb nutrient deficiency bullshit. And then it like took over my whole fucking grow. And I was like, Oh Jesus. So, uh, yeah. It, after you have like a cut that you really get used to after a couple of years and it's like the one and only cut that you have and everything else is like from seeds and you kind of just get close to that cut and you start talking to it and you're like, yeah, I fucking know how you grow. I know how you clone. I know how you feed. I know how you drink. And then you're like, what's wrong, baby? Oh, you got fungus? Oh, you got... And then it just... Well, it's one acclimated day, to your area. Fucking God. And you're like, oh, fucking idiot. So, yeah. I, that, well, it's acclimated. Back. Well, yeah. With, when it's just like trying to save the cuts, I guess. But uh, when when Jimmy was saying that a couple hours ago, but uh, yeah, I just thanks for letting me get on, man. I fucking I appreciate you. Is it? Your, your show is fantastic. <laughs> Great energy tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. How can people yeah, find you, man? Oh, uh, Gravy Kilos on Instagram, and uh, every once in a while, I I lurk in the chat. On I try to get on anything cannabis. I see you. Cheers, bud. Say hello. Yeah. Uh, I guess we're kind of fucking up for the evening. I guess I got some watering to do, so I think we'll just call it. We'll have a nice, uh, relatively short show. Who's next? Any volunteers? Uh, does anyone uh, volunteer as tribute? Kenny? I knew you would. I knew you'd be the... <laughs> Somehow, you just... Uh, we didn't kill you, did we? Not yet. Not today. Right on. Long streak of not killing Kenny is still intact. How could people find you, man? Uh, honestly, just Instagram. Uh, I'll tune in whenever I can. Oh, man. Jersey. And on Discord. Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, I, mean, I am active on Discord. Love that shit. Cheers, guys. Yeah, we're having fun, actually, on the, well, plenty of different Discords. Val has one. Uh, Tara has one. Of course, now I have one now over at Fumidoro. It's been fun times. Cheers, Kenny. Thank uh, you. Thanks for coming on, man. Cheers. Let's see here, uh, Mr. Toad. I bet you went while well, he's typing in the middle of. Uh, oh, perhaps, Mr. Yeah. Toad, you'd like to just say your good evenings and goodbyes. How can people find you? Oh, man, just uh, right there, Philio Phil on Instagram. You can hit me up on uh, Facebook or catch me on live in the middle of the night. I'm always up doing something. I appreciate you guys letting me on here. Much welcome. respect to everybody. Thanks for coming on. Always welcome. Uh, uh, great to have the, the wealth of information. Really, really a, a pleasure. Val, uh, uh, Val, uh, you too. You can be found amidst two gigantic dogs, but other than that, how can people find you? Oh, let's see. Um, I would not, I mean, Instagram is a good start, like, but realistic, uh, which is 420potsy, P-O-T-S-Y. And then, um, uh, realistically though, I'm on Discord. I'm on Discord. That's, that's the best way to find it. I um, yeah. it's called Hotheads, and then I also hang out over at Fumi's place. It's like that's like the fun home. Mine's more like the educational, boring. Like I like to post like a lot of like the research papers and stuff like that. So you fit right in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you fit right in. Yeah. yeah. So, no judgments, yeah. anyway. Huh? Have a good night, Val. Cheers, Val. Uh, always a pleasure. Feel free to drop your link for your uh, Discord in the chat too. Oh, I'm a member. Yes, I think uh, a few people here are as well. I think Smash is as well. So, 
fun uh, fun Discord. Uh, let's see who are, who's the next uh, victim there, next? Mr. Toad. Sharon, go ahead. Yeah, guys, just uh, YouTube and Instagram. I've been around. I posted something for Aponics um, conference last weekend, but that was the last time I posted in like a year and a half. But anyway, I got old videos. A lot of them on YouTube. You can always check those out. Who knows? I might get around every time to post again. But have a good night, Jimmy. Thanks for everybody putting up with me. Cheers, Charlie's Farm. Uh, yeah, nice time, uh, great to see you. Uh, uh, Smash West, everybody. Peace. Have a good night, buddy. Uh, West Engine, uh, did you learn something this evening? Yeah, man, I always learn something. Nice. Not sure what uh, I learned this evening, but you know, it's something. I was going to say, I, well, lots of weed I bet it was good, wasn't it? Like, it was a good, like, whatever you learned, it was probably good. It, it was deep. It was deep. Right on. Life changing. Right yeah. Especially that part about the thing. That was great. Yeah, man. The thing. Super good. Like, and then when he like flipped it around, fuck. Oh, it, it was amazing. I couldn't it believe. Freaking Anyways. amazing. Good Watch to see, see again if you didn't see it. <laughs> right on. Did you see that uh, DJI just released some new drones? Kind of fun. No, right? I had someone released new drones. People have been given the the new the what is it, the Mavic Three. They've been given a little bit of shit. Like it's a real nice drone, but it's kind of like rickety and stuff and got little problems. But it's a nice drone though. Apparently, it's a nice. You drone. gotta check out the That's new a, company EXO. EXO. Yeah, they're trying to. They're like we're trying to bring. Keyword is trying. I mean, I don't. They're doing it. Them, but. I, every everyone I've heard that has one is pretty happy with the fucking thing, and they're not bad priced. Hmm. Gotcha. And they but they they kind of just launch. They always have huge sales. They're I mean, competition is good. I don't want to have one dominant like basically DJI is the dominant drone company at this point. Yeah. That's not healthy in any way. Uh so I would love there to be uh competition. Uh even if they were an American company, even if they were Portland, Oregon or something, I'd still say honestly, there needs to be more than one freaking drone company. Uh, let's see here. Who's up next? Uh, that leaves basically Potent Ponics. I think you're the last, or maybe Smashed. What do you think? Uh, either of you guys, who's up next? Go for I'll go. Whatever. Um, what is it? Oh, I changed my name on Instagram. I gotta keep remembering this. Four twenty Smashed. One nice. word. Yeah, it's just easier, I guess. Um, I I play Grand Theft Auto a lot, like all day today. Uh -huh. Um trying to get some yeah anyways if you want to play on the pc hit me up on discord and we can talk and we'll start like something i'm trying to play with you but you gotta download a game on your fucking thing so we can play they don't have it it's fucking mac it's ridiculous it's just beyond i can't even explain how stupid it, is. it would be cool if we could do like a game okay. night and have like a have like a mario kart tournament dude i know it wouldn't it be fun if we could do a game that i was totally into it, and then i was like oh right i have a mac Basically, like, what? It's pretty much that. Stop first fucking hoisted by your own petard or some shit. I don't know. At least it's good for photos and shit. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it's really pretty, day. though. I'll tell you, the desktop is super pretty. The icons, <laughs> when they go all squiggly and stuff, it's just rewarding as hell. Anyway, uh, Potent Ponix, uh, he uh, certainly doesn't have squiggly uh, uh, app icons. Uh, what's the story with you? How can people find you? Uh, people can check out my class over at apmjclass.com. Uh, use code FUMI to save 50 bucks off the class and support both of us if you want to do that. Uh, Marty and I have quite an extensive course on there now, uh, quite a few days worth of content, and uh, you can take it anytime. It's web-based. So we have two live sessions. The next live session will be noon uh, Sunday uh, today. Yes, it is. 
uh, where I am. So um, definitely check that out. And you can find my podcast, the Growing With Fishes podcast, and pretty much everything at this point. Right on. Here's Dan. Thanks for coming. I was just looking at these uh, Exo drones. Intriguing. I'll take a look later. Because uh, I was honestly half thinking about buying a fine DJI drone maybe the next couple of months. So I would be happy to not do that. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just ignore that because uh, that's just me babbling about some random nonsense. Let me see if I can find my web page here that I would like to show you guys. Why is my thing zoomed here? That's what she said. Why is it not working? There we go. Come on. Homepage. Work, damn you. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I would be honored if you go and take a look at fumadoroseedco.com. Uh, that is, by the way, uh, I should have actually, before that said, uh, please go check a look at, uh, you know what, I'll say that in a second about the photo contest and stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, take a look at fumadoroseedco.com. Uh, that's where you're going to find basically all the fumadoro genetics that uh, that uh, are on offer at the moment. Uh, in the nearest possible future, when I finally get some time, you're going to see a little surprise from an old uh, show friend of ours. Uh, I think you guys will be uh, pretty happy about that. But in the meantime, I have to fucking find time to do it. So anyway. Until then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, go take a look at uh, Morgana. Perhaps you'd like a single pack of Morgana. Morgana is, uh, we were talking about earlier, you know, respect your friends, respect who brought you, whatever else. Anyway, I'm always trying to shout out credit. Uh, Cuvee F2 comes from Subcool. Ruby Jack comes from uh, MZ Stevia. Uh, both of those figures uh, figured prominently or have figured prominently in my uh, cannabis life. Uh, Stevie is a backyard breeder. You know what I mean? He's, he's a basically, he's a, Mostly an amateur guy, an amateur in the perfect sense of it. He loves weed. He absolutely fucking loves weed. He's been doing it for, I don't even know. I mean, honestly, 25, 30 years. He's, he's not an old guy. He's basically my age or right around my age. He's just been doing it forever. Uh, he found a cut of uh, what turned out to be a sativa-leaning blueberry uh, in, the, in a dumpster, basically, in Seattle. I want to say in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it's just cool. He's just like basically an OG, even though he's not, you know, OG, so to speak. Anyway, uh, he handed me a pack of seeds that has been basically uh, one of my barometers, basically, uh, if not the barometer for me for cannabis, the, the Ruby Jack, basically, the whole strain. Really enjoyed it. And then basically, I have now distilled it into uh, Ruby Jack F2. I call it basically on the, the patrilineal line or whatever I guess you'd say uh, in these lines. Uh, and then, of course, as you guys can see, a lot of stuff from uh, Subcool, a few other people. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is a uh, cuvee, really uh, lots of cherries, lots of sour. Uh, D-Zombie pulled out uh, some really nice uh, sour cherry. A uh, friend of his, Four Plants A, up in uh, Canada, uh, might have sent him some uh, really, really sour cherry that apparently people were uh, ooing and aahing about at a, at a weed contest up there. So uh, it's um, been grown. Morgana has been grown now on uh, basically... I think every continent except for Africa, which uh, we're going to work on uh, here shortly, but it's been grown in, uh, granted, I think only one person's grown it in Central America. Well, that, that's tenuous. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm like just barely counting there. Well, we'll see. We'll have to get there. I, I want it to be like completely intercontinental. This is the mom, by the way. This is the Cuvée uh, F2 from uh, Subcool. It's basically like uh, Merlot and chocolate. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, go take a look at uh, Black Prince Ruby. I've been saying uh, this is one of my new favorites. Honestly, when I, you know, I, I said that uh, Ruby Jack was my barometer for weed. And basically when I selected something, I need to switch that first. That first picture annoys me because it's a nice picture, but it just annoys me because it's not the prettiest picture. Whatever. Anyway, uh, every time I click on it, God damn it, why is it not this other picture? Uh, anyway, uh, Ruby Jack number seven, I called her, uh, was the 
my favorite tasting weed, I think, that I've ever grown, frankly. Uh, it was a distinctly strawberry candy. And, and my friends, you know, when I take it to the, the, the cannabis club or to my uh, tasting society meetings, people, I, I wouldn't say anything because I didn't want people to be suggestible about flavors because people are very suggestible. And say, oh, this is coffee and almond peels or whatever the fuck. People will say, oh, I detect the almond peel. They don't even know what an almond peel tastes like but they'll detect it after you told them. So I wouldn't say anything. People say, oh my God, strawberry candy, da, 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 da. So I wanted her to be a basically bigger, faster, stronger. And I decided to essentially uh, breed her basically to the Ruby Jack F2. So I did so. And wouldn't you know it, I've pretty much gotten that. That's basically what that number seven looked like. Just basically bigger, faster, stronger, even nicer colors, even nicer, everything, and even better aroma. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, so far, it's been a really like... Uh, how do I say this? A high sugar plant. Like you can see, there's this uh, cannabis leaf gutation. That whole drop is basically one big drop. And I actually didn't even like notice it until basically now. The computer's lagging. But there's the like the secondary drop right there, basically. There's like essentially two drops, basically. And that's basically just uh, sugar. I keep saying the word basically. Sorry about that. That's uh, pretty much just sugar from the, the stem. Uh, the plant might have had an injury or whatever else, but essentially uh, excessive pressure in the plant pushed the, the sap out. And this is basically all uh, sugar. It's usually, honestly, a good sign. I mean, it could be a bad sign if your plant was just like leaking sap. You know, if you can imagine like a person walking down the street leaking blood, that's not a great thing. But uh, in, in, you know, at harvest time, essentially, when you're like jostling around the plants and stuff, and it's super ultra ripe, and you see this, it's, it's usually a good sign. So seen a bunch of it, honestly, on Black Prince Ruby. So she's uh, packed with the sugar. Ladies and gentlemen, I will uh, wrap it up with... Uh, Honestly, I'll wrap it up with the West Engine Swindle. Uh, West Engine was on yeah, the show man. tonight. Uh, this is one of the package deals that you can peruse, my friends. Special deal. Uh, West Engine. Uh, 25% off, man. Uh, how could you possibly beat it? Can't Three. beat it with a stick, man. Can't Three beat it strains, stick. excluding Morgana. That's it. Yeah, if you want Morgana, what if West Engine? What if you want Morgana? I got you. Well, then you need the three witches. That's it. Well, that would be only Morgana. This is I see a witch. You know what? Now I'm thinking I should probably reorganize this a little bit. I'm going to do that. I promise. This is, on the other hand, though, I see a witch, ladies and gentlemen. This is Morgana and two of her friends. So, for example, yeah, perhaps right. you don't want three packs of Morgana. Maybe you want Dread Persephone. Maybe you want Lime River Rose and Morgana, or perhaps Black Prince Ruby, Lime River Rose, and Morgana. By the way, I've been suggesting that to folks. I think that's like a freaking holy trinity. Like you got lime wine and cherries and freaking strawberries i mean how could you possibly beat that shit with a stick pretty delicious i don't think you can yeah i think so that's that's the combo i've been honestly recommending to people people are, i'm gonna take that thank you very much ladies and gentlemen every single 10 pack comes with a freebie of silago the bat and it's the only way to get it i may honestly never breed it again to be honest with you so uh this will be a very limited uh, run of this uh great old strain but uh, in the future i may honestly just not have time it's one of those things like you have these attentions intentions to do something and things expand fractally you know what i mean and i was just thinking about this yesterday i was like fuck do i really have time to hold on to this thing for however like i'm gonna find other stuff in the next like so long story short like i had every intention to like breathe this again but i i just honestly might not so anyway ladies and gentlemen the only way to get to lago the bat see lago the bat basically is as a freebie Get one 10 pack, get two 10 packs, get three 10 packs, get 110 packs for all I care. You're going to get some, uh, you're going to get a bunch if you get 110 packs. That's all. You're going to get all of the living, probably all of the remaining Sea Log of the Bat would come with uh, 100 packs if you were to buy that. Ladies and gentlemen, use the coupon code uh, THECOOKIE for 15% off. Use the coupon code uh, BRAINS for 14% off. I realize that's 1% off less, but whatever. Uh, let's see here. 
Uh, I've been meaning, by the way, uh, we have, uh, for the longest time, uh, had a, a, a few very loyal Patreons. I don't even basically say anything about it anymore because uh, some of you guys might know, like, it, it got weird and I I'm, I'm still haven't gotten over how weird it got. So I'm just like letting it sit in the background. But the folks that have been sitting there, I do appreciate you. Like, I notice you guys like the, the hosting costs for the stupid fucking internet and everything else. They all add up. So I really do appreciate you guys pitching in. Uh, I'm going to throw a discount code basically for the site uh, in there. It's going to be a special code only for the Patreon. So I appreciate you guys. Thanks very much. And uh, hopefully in the next few days, I don't know. If I don't do it, just remind me and say, Fumino, what the fuck? Because honestly, yeah, what the fuck? But I'm going to try to do it tomorrow. Maybe even right after the show. That would be better if I did it right after the show. Folks, uh, check out Fumi's photo contest. You got, uh, what, right around 10 days, nine days left, or something like that, until the uh, the end of the month. I have finally figured out, I don't even know what was wrong with my phone. I, I, I don't know, maybe it was, I thought for a second I was shadow banned, but I don't even think that was it, to be honest. Something was wrong with the phone. It was like taking forever to upload. I have finally figured it out. So I'm getting caught up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, post uh, your favorite, unfavorite, whatever, post your uh, winning, potentially, uh, photos videos, musical numbers, whatever, dance performance, art piece, whatever, over on Instagram, tag me so that I can repost it. That's how it works. Basically, you post something and then I repost it. If I have not, because of all those glitches, if I have not reposted your post, by the way, please tag me, DM me, whatever. I did not intentionally ignore you. Uh, and by the way, if you guys have friends that you know participate, please tell them to the same thing. Or, you know, let me know that your friend didn't get reposted, whatever. You know what I mean? I can't catch everything. And the girls. And Send the girls. Us more girls. Send us more girls. Uh, we would love to see more uh, ladies growing in general. We would love to see more ladies on the show. We would love to say, honestly, we're very welcoming here. We didn't bite your head off at all, did we, Val? A little bit, maybe. Yeah, you did. did totally. We? It was inappropriate. Terrible. We're horrible people. It was horrible. She's still I alive, like though. Guys. She's still alive. That's it. Yeah. Whatever. I, what? I think whatever doesn't no, kill you makes you stronger. Isn't that right? That's right. That's there right. we go. That's Finally. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. You guys have uh, been amazing <laughs> for, the, for the entire time. Yeah. Every. You guys, it's because she's been bri bribing us pretty much. It's it's all an act. Like she she bribed with us with what? Cold it's all hard cash, what? right, Wes? Cash rules everything around me, right, Wes? Yes, exactly. Nothing. You've heard me say it many a time before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fumi's photo contest, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hit me up. Uh, follow Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. Uh, use the hashtag uh, Fumi's photo contest. One big old word. F U M I S. P-H-O-T-O-C-O-N-T-E-S-T. -E I hope I spelled that correctly. It's spelled the logical way, so please just use that. Hashtag, pound sign, whatever the fuck. Uh, Fumi's photo contest. Redundantly, also tag me at Portland Cannabis Tasting Society because sometimes one doesn't go through. Has to be original. Has to be your work. Uh, the photo or whatever has to be of something that you substantially created. Grew, made, baked. You know what I mean? Not a photo you took of somebody else, uh, but something that you made. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's it. Uh, what have I forgotten? Check out the podcast. Uh, I guess I'll post the link here in a second. Check out the, the Discord. We've been having a freaking blast over there. And other than that, uh, let me think here. Check us out on Tuesday. I haven't actually ironed out a guest yet this Tuesday, so we'll figure that out. Wednesday will be game night again, so come uh, join us then. It's going to be tons of fun. We've been having lots and lots of fun on Wednesdays lately. Uh, but if you guys have an idea for a guest for Tuesday, I'm still uh, basically not cemented as one, so I'd be happy to hear one. Other than that, folks, thank you very much for hanging. Mr. Toad, Wes Ingen, uh, Potent Ponics, Val, Gorski, always a pleasure. Andy Mine, Nico, Sun, uh, who else is in here? Alcoholic. Uh, Richard, if you're listening, always a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. Uh, worthy Buzz. Cheers, everybody. Uh, whoever I have not shouted out, apologies for not getting to you. I'll get to you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, bats and frogs, cats and dogs. Uh, that was the wrong word. 
uh, weird how now I'm all discombobulated. I'm like, oh shit, it's all weird now. Did I say the right ones? Space aliens on simulcast. I'm sure they're they're listening. Like, Wait, the fuck is we're spying? Can't spy anywhere. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for hanging. Be kind, be decent, be gentle. Don't be fucking crazy. Honestly, we said before, again, and in the future. You know what I'm talking about? Adios. Yeah.